Hello, and welcome to Edge of Empire. Okay, hello, and welcome to episode six of year two of Edge of Empire. So, quick run through of what we're going to run, well, go through today, tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, um, we're going to first of all have a quick look at this month's new releases, and it is very quick. Uh, we've got an update of what we've been up to this month, um, a run through of this month's uh, news, including uh, th- that from Warhammer Fest as well, because uh, I went along and there was uh, obviously we've had there's quite a few bit come out of there. Um, we've got some brief reviews of this month's latest Black Library releases, as well as a quick overview of Black Library Live, which is this month. And we talk about our trip to the London Heresy uh, before finally looking at events coming up across the UK. So let's first of all start with what is becoming a bit of a tradition and things we got wrong last episode. <laughs> Boy, did we get some stuff wrong. Well, there's a list. Uh, let's, well, I say, say we. Um, I mean, let's just Michael, this out. Michael and myself, yeah. Chris's list was absolutely on the money. We, because however, it. were not quite so lucky, were we? So I'll I'll fess up to mine, my mine was less complicated. That's the thing. Solar auxiliary is I'd less gone, complicated. I've gone simple. Solar auxiliary and tanks. Yeah, you guys have, been, have gone for a more nuanced approach, <laughs> using all the rules you could, and, and some of the, the ones price. that you couldn't use because they didn't exist. We kind of made up as we went along, and this is really a testament to the fact that if you are going to run a podcast and you are going to talk about a list, it's probably a good idea to research it before you talk about it, because uh, which we so do obviously, we, all of us do that. Yeah, except so sometimes, yeah. yeah, time was not on our side. So we will come back and look at cults and militia properly at some point in the future. But um, for now, it's a suffice to say that we got some stuff wrong. So I, I made a, a, a massive leap of um, not reading the rules properly and giving the um, my army the survivors of the Dark Age sort of perk. I thought it increased all of their weapons by plus one strength, which would be an incredibly powerful thing. So I gave them that and augmented weapons, thinking they'd be straight strength five close combat monsters. The reality is actually that this particular thing only really increases things like las locks, las carbines, las pistols, and actually quite usefully rotor cannons. So I got that wrong totally. So um, there you go, just a heads up. Now we had a few people point this one out: uh, Thomas Pardew, uh, Luke Alexander uh, Morton, and of course uh, Ben, the god of all things militia, Williams. Um, the other one that was, uh, that we also kind of went a bit off piste on was the Gorgon is not an assault vehicle. We weren't sure, um, and we didn't check. So just to clarify that, if you're thinking of getting one, it's not an assault vehicle. Don't listen to us. We can't offer Don't, you any advice. We can offer. Yeah, we have to put a disclaimer like like an independent financial advisor. <laughs> well, yeah, if exactly. they're coming to us for advice, then then you know. Yeah, you know, we're, normally we're, we're quite it, good on this. Independent stuff. army advice. You know. Yes. Must, <laughs> yes, this, the, your investments may go up and down as well as your fortunes on the table. Yeah. Uh, power armor, to. we're fine. Power but, anything uh, in power armor, we've got it sussed. Anything else, it all gets a bit squirrely. Um, yeah. Which is actually, you know, probably why we should do some more stuff along those lines. Yeah, the other thing that that Michael's army did, which was yeah. um, so Michael's army did give, does. I think it's the cult horde rule and um, mm-hmm. does give your army zealot which is fantastic. A zealot being, I think it gives you two things. First of all, it gives you hatred, uh, anything, I think, or in close combat. And secondly, oh, 
Oh, God, don't, yeah. don't quote rules. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not get ourselves back in this position of having to apologise for our apologies. <laughs> okay, okay. We're not the not, flipping def- son. Do you know okay, what, I'll tell you do what. Do you want me to find Zealot very quickly, just so we can give Zealot rule. Uh, okay, let's let's see if I've got any credibility left in this game at all, and <laughs> say on, that you Zealot, tell me what you think. You did tell you me have any in the Zealot first is, place, and I'll tell you if you're wrong. Zealot gives you hatred, which is mm-hmm. re-rolling ones in the first round of combat, mm-hmm. and it also makes you fearless. Right. So Zealot, a unit containing one or more models with the Zealot special rule, automatically yes. passes pinning, fear, and regroup tests. And morale checks, but cannot go to ground and cannot use and cannot choose to fail a morale check due to our weapons are useless. So kind of uh, fearless, but not fearless. In addition, the units gain. Uh, in addition, units containing one or more models with the Zealot special reroll all failed to hit rolls during the first round of each close combat. They do not get to reroll failed to hit rolls in subsequent rounds. Mm, right. That's okay. So not what we're, it's it's not the it's not the rule. Um the rule is it's uh the tainted flesh uh means that um it's it's just the provenance. It what? gives the zealot. It's not because of zealot that they can only snap shoot. Um yes, that's correct. Or so all eligible rule, we... Yeah, so all eligible units and models with the provenance gain the Zealot special rule. However, they must charge an enemy if they're able to and may charge even if they fired weapons in the shooting phase, which would have made them uh, um, ineligible to do so. And it counts as making a disorganized charge. Affected models and units with this provenance may only make snap shoots with their shooting attacks and cannot voluntarily go to ground. Grenadier squads may not be taken in an army with this provenance, and this provenance yeah. may not be used in conjunction with survivors of the Dark Age provenance. So, so in other words, my Medusas would be useless. So would my tanks. So I've got to rethink my militia because I bought two Medusas. <laughs> ah, could be. <laughs> well, tainted could be flesh is still allied detachment. Tainted flesh is still pretty good um, because if, you, if you don't have to take. Or is that the one you have to take if you've got a world bearers um, army? Um, no, you don't have to take any of them if you've got world bearers, but. A tainted flesh is still pretty so, good because you've got um you, you've got um you, you tainted flesh because you fear feel no pain and close combat attacks gain rending. Okay, so that's still pretty good. They only they basically lose zealot and the ability to charge if they shot um the weapons they have. But levy squads, which are my compulsory troops with tainted flesh, are still you know pretty rubbish at shooting. So that's not a big deal. So okay. it's just a um just different. I'm just not going to take taint. I'm just not going to take tainted flesh, um, and they're not going to have uh, sorry cult horde. That is, I'm not going to take cult horde. Yes, just take tainted flesh. Okay, and maybe take something else instead, like um, I don't know, dis- uh, abhuman helots, because yeah. they'll get plus so one to their toughness value, and but it does lower the initiative value by minus one. So that actually might be a, okay. Let's not get too carried away here. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about this. Apologies. So let's. Yeah, Chris's list is fine. Our list had problems. Let's let's go on to the yeah. next section, which is new releases, and it's going to be a really, really, really. Well, before we do, section. if oh, we do okay. do cults and militia again, we're just going to get Ben to look over it first, or maybe come and talk to us and judge our lists because I think that would probably be wise. An expert in the field always a good idea to call and, on it. And there is no finer expert than that man at this point in time. No, so there you go. So anyway, thank you for those people who did point it out to us. Well, I don't know, deliberate mistake. You know, Anuj and um, and Andy and Tony might be better experts, but actually, no, <sighs> I don't know. Probably <laughs> even not. Probably even not. Then, 
Okay, then. We all know Ben. Yep. Okay, so new releases. New releases. Yep. Okay, so we've got one single new release this month, and it's not even available wow. on the website. Awesome! It's the wow. retro land speeder. The the it's 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 the original Rogue Trader land speeder that we've seen previewed before on Warhammer Community um, with Mark Six armored marines and a multi melter. Um, it's only available at events and Warhammer World, so it will be available this weekend at the UK Games Expo. If you are there, it is fifty pounds. Um, how much 50 50 shiny gold pieces wow and there will be eventually a mark 6 one going up for general sale on the web store along with weapons packs but we'll talk about that in the warhammer fest news so if you want one of these it's 50 quid um i don't like it maybe it's just the colors maybe it's just the paint job on on the um on the display one the, the the yellow but I don't it like looks. It. I saw a very good kind of meme, if you like, which was you know, somebody saying along the lines of basically, yeah, this is great, but half of it's missing. And and that's what it kind of looks like. I mean, I'm, you know, I know it's a classic picture from Rogue Trader. And I've got to be honest with you, when there's a bit in, um, what is it now? The book, First Heretic that I'm reading. The one you're reading here, First Heretic. Yeah, um, where the ultramarines sort of, see this person they're in a city and they sort of come down in a in a land speeder and when i hit, read that passage it, i immediately thought of this kind of land speeder you know yeah. with the open cockpit kind of thing rather than the sort of more armored version however would i would i pay 50 notes for one no it's, it's one for the completest at this i think i think so i mean i guess the mark four armor might you know a, a, appeal to people but yeah you know i, I just no yeah, I, quite, I, mean, play, I think. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of power, but it's all big blocks of resin, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Michael, mean, I, I like it in a way. I like the stripped back nature of it. Again, would I spend the fifty pounds? I don't know, but I don't know. I think I suppose it's that nostalgia thing, isn't it? It's that it appeals to that sort of nostalgic, um, yeah. sort of early artwork kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you could do the same thing by making the. The, you know the sort of uh, hover tank out of an old deodorant bottle and a couple of plastic spoons to get that fixed, and that wouldn't cost you fifty quid. Um, we all we all know you've got a blue Peter badge. There's no need to show it off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Michael, are you going to buy one? Uh, not this particular one. I'm very tempted by the Mark IV one, but I thought then you again might the um yeah. the 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 standard plastic one that the Mars pattern, as it were, is only eighteen pounds fifty. Can, um, but it would require some conversion work. Can you, the Marines that are on it, are they integral into it? Can, you know, would you be able to swap them out for other? Oh, yeah. I've seen people swap out the torsos. I mean, on the, the product page, um, on, on, um, on Games Workshop, Games Workshop's product page for it. Um, I'm just going to pull it up again here. I've got it. Yep, got it there. Uh, one of the Instagram photos that they put on, because they put on Instagram photos oh, right. onto the uh, the product pages now, is someone who's done a conversion job to change um, that plastic £18.50 land speeder into a Horus Heresy land speeder um, with the, the, the front bit missing um, and some Mark IV um, world users on it. The difference is being that the um, the hands... Sorry, I just want to say hands. The arms 
and legs are from the Mark 7. So oh, okay. it's it's possible to do a conversion job with it, but so, part of me is sort of like, oh, what's the point of all that work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, fair enough. So, I mean, you don't see land speeders that often anyway, do you? I mean, I can probably think of two or three armies where I've seen them. You don't see well, lots of them. No, and as we spoke about when we did the fast attack option, you know, we didn't, yeah. none of us none of us were going to go for them when we were doing that sort of what we thought was the best. I, I do want some from my eventual Space Wars army, um, but whether I go plastic or resin, uh, you know, it depends how much money I have. Well, how much is a, a plastic one? It must be, what, 25, 30 quid? £18.50 for a plastic one. So, you, so you're two for one, basically? Yeah. Three, so, three for one. Eighteen fifty, well, just about. Yeah, yeah. just about. Five, five if you, pounds if you go, more or whatever. If you go from Element Games or someone, yeah, you probably can get. Yeah, and then yeah. some. Yeah, Element Games. How much? How much is it on Element Games? That's that's a good question. Um, because of course, if you okay. you know you go via the link on our website, you you give us a little kickback. But um, yeah, uh, probably about fifteen quid, I would imagine there. Yeah, um, so three for forty-five. You get four for the same price as that, really. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of. Uh, it's fifteen seventy-two um at uh Element yeah, Games. So. Fifteen seventy-two. Yeah. So that's not too bad, okay. really. Um so yeah, it, it's kind of um it is kind of the, the, the you know, can you com- can you do the conversion work cheaply enough to make it worth it? I think you could. Does this does this make having the plastic um models in heresy now, you know a bit frowned upon do you think so if i had an army and i was wanting to put some land speeders in it because there is no. a model it's a heresy era model does that mean <clears throat> the completest or the purists might say oh no you can't use the um I mean, the later version ones because there's a exist there's a resin version now. Um, i think and, unless they're a really hardcore one unless they're really hardcore like chris says i would i would say no because um okay. it's just so much cheaper um, yeah, it's a little, you're, you're, you're going to want more than one at any point, and at fifty quid a go, there's there's better models for your army for fifty quid a go, isn't there? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. You it, buy a, we'll just see how it, of We'll just see yeah. how it goes. Um, we'll see how people use them. As I said, I do want some. I do want some land speeders for my space walls because they're a drop pod army, so they need deep striking anti tank um, and graviton guns and um, multi melters would do do the world of wonders. But um, whether I get the resin or the plastic is largely down to how rich I'm feeling at the time. Okay, fair oh, enough. Fair enough. So shall we so, move on and um, yes, so have a very look at slim month. what we be? Yeah, very slim month. So yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of stuff being pulled off sale rather than going on sale. Yeah, let's uh, just let's catch up with that in state over union. I think. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> What have we been up to this month, gentlemen? Um, that is the question. So our normal sort of roundup of where we are. So, Chris, what have you been doing, mate? Well, at, um, London Heresy, after sort of strolling past the little forge rod stand that was there, <laughs> feeling feeling sort of slightly buoyant for five minutes, I thought I'd treat myself <laughs> to a to a, the shield captain, the new well, not the new, but the the forge world shield captain model for the the custodes. Oh, okay. So okay. He's been as a completist, as a, a re-rollable 
in one save kind of. No, I have no look. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> don't don't throw me in, in under that bus. I have I have five guys with rerollable invulnerable saves, and they are five up invulnerable saves. Okay, um, fair no, most because I've got the Ixion Hail model, who I'm now yeah. has been relegated to a shield captain. So what I I want to do at some point is run quite an infantry heavy um, custodes list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I thought what I would do is have Valdor and then two shield captains, not with a three up invulnerable yeah. save and not with a re-rollable invulnerable save. <laughs> Got um, they'll still have the Paragon Blades because their spears are cooler than everyone else's. Totally. Um, so yes, yeah, so I bought him Yeah, sort of as a completist and sort of because okay. I thought actually have another. Plan. Yeah, I've got a plan for him. So he's um, slowly been sort of worked upon. Uh, I've just got his head to do now. I've sort okay. of... Um, so my... Valdor has a white... I don't know if people at London have seen it and put the, I put the photos up. He has a white cloak, so I've tried to make that sort of a uniform thing. Um, it was yes. for my Heterons uh, already, so now I'm going to make yeah. it a uniform thing for all my characters oh, cool. with cloaks. They're going to have white cloaks. Yeah, and so the, the, so the boss imperial thing. symbols are going to be red as opposed to a uh, purple or whatever. So mm. cool. Um, so, yeah, um, do you know, I wasn't fussed about him when I looked at him, uh-huh. but now I've got him in front of me and I've sort of painted him. So I don't do a, a massive amount of painting to them; it's just a wash and some highlight. But yeah. I actually quite like him. Oh, cool! Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, is, I mean, your, cool. your Valdor now that it's been pro painted. Yeah, I mean. It's, a different model, isn't it? I mean, did you fix yeah. his skin, by the way? I meant to ask. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's all in one piece again. Okay. Um, after his unfortunate accident on day two of... Yikes. ...of, um, of London. So, you know, he's all, he's all in one piece again. Yeah, he does sort of, uh, as I normally do after an event, I get the, all the guys out and just check them all over. And it's just yeah. looking at Valdor and thinking, oh, my God, he's so much better than everything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is which kind of is a good thing because he's the main character he's the, the yeah, head honcho yeah. so you want him to stand True. out yeah I mean I'm very I mean I'm just very lucky that um, Adam was kind enough to do him for me so yep True. Um, and at some point if I buy uh, the uh, Dawn model I think Adam might Adam has said he'd do him for me at some point as well so might be getting a commission. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so that'd be cool. But yeah, that's that's kind of been it. Just been sort of tidying up bits and pieces um, since London. Just sort of noticed a few things that while I was there, like um, custodes with their blades sort of not painted uniform. So I've sort of gone in and done those, redone yes. all their um, top bits. It's just been sort of tidy up over the last yeah. few weeks. Are we at this point? Two weeks since London, so. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, and, I find that every time I go to an event, I spot something on models that I think, oh, that's really untidy. You know, it's one of that yeah. in the beginning or whatever, and you have to go back and dig it out and, and fix it. Yeah, I've got, yeah, to, got, got to pull out my glaive and my um, my Spartan because I spot some issues on those that, uh, you know, yeah, from, it's always a, from the it's angles always a nuisance, I was playing at. Yeah, yeah, but always gets them better, though. Um, cool. But no, that's, that's, that's sort of what I've got. I have ordered a... A uh, hundred and forty mil round Eldar base thing for the big bird. Oh, do they do it? Yeah, they do. A, it's not as big as the one for the base for the that it comes with. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a bit either side, but I can try and work something with that. Yeah. Um, so the plan is to cut the holes in that for the flight stand to stick in. 
Right. Cool. Because um, after that moment on mm. the Saturday where he sort of where it all came apart very quickly, I'm going to try and build that up. So Got now it. I've got the time to do that because it's going to be a while before I play again. So try and get that ready yeah. for yeah. next his next outing at some point. Cool. Do you think he'll bring him uh, along to November? I don't know. It's a journey, isn't it? It's been, I can do my entire 3,000 points two cases and one of those cases is the Orion. That's true. It's it's just whether or not there's a way of making because as we'll come on to when we do, the, do our coverage of our, our time at London yeah. I don't know how he didn't really get a chance to show its best quality so I'm not quite sure whether it's going to be a situation where it, he's a sort of a viable regular thing in my list which is I never bought him to be that no, um, that's true. It, it was a, it was a vanity purchase. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it is a rule of cool thing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it looks the best, yeah. doesn't it? So, yeah, I get what it you're looks saying. really cool. I've I've still got some bits to to finish sticking to it and stuff. It was about eighty percent built when I went to London. So, got it. Um, whether it will go to Derby for Blood and Glory, I I would yeah. probably say seventy percent chance that it won't. Got you. Yeah. Um, We've got, um, got a company of legends as well. Oh, so it'll probably come up to company of legends. I should think just for a bit of, um, you know, if we can fit in a casual game between ourselves on the Friday or something, just for a bit of fun, I expect. But whether it'll be part of my actual list for the for playing company of legends, I pro- again, I'm not sure. Cool. Okay. Yes. What What have you been up to then this month, then Graham? Absolutely nothing. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of heresied out actually uh, after London. I think you know I painted quite a lot quite quickly for the Whitley Bay thing, and I'd you know managed to get some stuff finished off that needed to get finished off for um, London Heresy. So I always thought you know I'm just gonna I've sort of looked at my paints and just haven't had the mojo to start doing stuff. Um, you any, there's nothing coming up either, is there? So it's not there's no there's no sense of urgency to. No, no that's usually my biggest motivator. But um, because mm. I've just been looking through the the sort of heresy diary that we've got between now and November, there's a few events that I need to get some stuff ready for. So Michael and myself are going to go to the 30k channel. Yeah, um, yeah, on the ninth. I'm going to take Perturabo because obviously I'll be going up against the loyalist faction, so I can't take care of Balan. Um, and so I, I, I've looked at the model again, and he, he looked pretty good when I did him. But now I think, actually, there's bits and pieces on that, that I'm not happy with. Um, his skin tone's a bit too dark. There's bits where I've not rushed it, but I've just gone for one color where probably two or three colors would look better. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, I just need to kind of get him looking like a Primark. Um, the only thing that looks good in him is the base. Weirdly enough, the rest of it I'm not happy with. So going to go back and look at that, getting that done, and then also. Um, I've undercoated that laser destroyer that I got of you. Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to be taking a full on armored breakthrough list to Derby. Okay. So cool. I'm going to have some vindicators in that. Um, so that should be good. I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in Ring with them for some time, but the more I look at them, the more, the more useful they are as a tank, particularly against Spartans. You know, two of them, they can get, if you don't move, they can get a fair few shots off, and it's that AP1 that's the killer. Nice, yeah. just getting five or something on and blowing it up is really useful. So, well, now, now that they're a, now that they're a squadron, especially. 
Yeah, I mean, I've got. I'm going to take two with the laser destroyers and one with the um, demolisher. The, the demolisher cannon, and then probably give that one machine spirit so that um, you know I can uh, change my targets if I need to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's the plan anyway. So I'm undercoating that. Uh, I'm getting another one um, off Phil, so I've got um, bought another one off him. So I'll have a squadron, which is cool. Um, but other than that, um, I'm going to try and put some stuff together for my world eaters as well. I need to come back to do them. It's just I've re- repainted the heads of the destroyer so they're red now rather than white. Mm-hmm. They look a bit better. Still not 100% with them, um, but uh, they'll do for the time being. So nice. I want to get that army finished. I think I'm not feeling the love for it at the moment, for painting it. Yeah. It's just a challenge. So, um, you know, whereas when I pick up an Iron Warrior, I can kind of get it rattled off really quickly. But I'm never 100% happy with my World Eater stuff. So, um, well, I mean, it's that getting that white right and sort of, you know, it's... Yeah, it's just... And you've, uh, you've been doing your World you know, you've been doing your Iron Warriors a lot longer. You've got that process down. Whereas yeah. with your world eaters, you've been doing them what six months? Yeah, I think it's the blue that's worrying me on my world eaters now, and, okay. and it's, it's painting the blue on top of the white. Yeah, I wonder whether what I should have done is is painted the white and then painted maybe painted the bits that were going to be blue a darker color, like black, and then painted the blue on that. Mm. You see what I mean? Because if you paint it straight onto the white, it's quite it, it's it, it's always it's harder to cover it. If you see what, what I mean? About using um. Like an old fan grey. Yeah, base. I mean, I have because that's a bit it's, whiter, isn't it? Yeah, it's, then... a bit, it's quite light. So I'm going to have a rethink and see what I can do with that. Or I actually then, at the moment, they're just sort of flat coated with um, Cantor blue uh, yeah. for the blue bits. And I've noticed a lot of people have a much lighter blue for their world eaters. You know, it's it's almost like a you know uh, I don't know, a really light blue. Um, so I might have a look at that and see maybe if I to make to make them look better, I might make that um, blue less dark and maybe put some highlighting on it right. to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing I'm going to do this month is I'm going to repaint my Titan because, you know, God loves a trier. Um, <laughs> <coughs> so I've decided. So what I did was I painted my knights rather foolishly, the same color as my Titan, which, of course, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have the knights and the Titan generally painted the same color. And with all the stuff that I've been seeing about, um, you know, the new game coming out, I, I thought, actually, I'd, what, would, what I would quite like to do is to be able to have my Knights and my Titan in 28 mil scale and have the same formation, but in, um, you know, little scale. Yeah. So the same, paint, the paint, same paint scheme. So yeah. I need to, um, and I'm kind of thinking about Legio Mortis. So I'm thinking of, uh, I've got some more matte black on order. Um, I'm thinking of doing a, a very, very, sort of a dark color and then maybe sort of highlighting it or bringing it out with a really dark gray um, just to give it some depth because it's always yeah. a hard color to do black. So it is. I'm going to give that a go um, and see how I get on. But I'm going to repaint my Titan. That's my plan anyway. Yeah. So Whether I, that's uh, a good plan remains to be seen, but that's my plan. Do more to have a transfer sheet, don't they? Say what? Do I they? Think Mortis oh, okay. even have a, a transfer sheet, so you can get, so you can get the the transfers. I'm pretty sure they do. Well, I'm, I'm going to be. Just, um, I'm literally uh, just looking now. Yeah, Legion Mortis have a transfer sheet. So oh, cool. Can, so you can get the the, the Mortis transfers um, to add to your Titan. Well, if um, I think if I'm doing those, you can put them on for me, Michael. I'll bring the Titan round. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I can, I, I can give I can give you some lessons on um, on some 
on some application yeah. of uh, of transfers. Yeah. Cause so that's that's me basically. Nothing, but I am. There are projects uh, that ongoing. Is basically where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Michael, what about you, mate? Ah, uh, well, I obviously decided to do that Death Guard, little Death Guard army, and I painted up. Uh, the first model for it, a, um, yeah. a uh, the the web exclusive Centurion. I, I have a ton of them. Um, well, I say ton. This is like I think the last one, but two. Um, so I've got two more of these left. Um, right. And they're good for test models for legions because you don't really use the rules. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm quite happy with with how that turned out. Yeah, it looks um, good. Looks really good. And mm. I've sort of moved on to building. Um, some of the rest of the initial list. So I've got in the box. So I'm just going to lean over and grab the box of built models that have yet to be primed. Um, cause I keep meaning to prime them, but the weather is rubbish. Just yeah, that's the thing at the moment, isn't it? Uh, cause I was doing a little bit of painting while you guys were talking. I've got uh, three. I, I had some resin terminators, uh, Catapachi terminators. So I built, I built them. Um, and I've got I've got I've armed them with a chain fist, uh, combi combi bolters, and a uh, power scythe on the sergeant. Oh, and a reaper auto cannon because I like reaper auto cannons. Right. Wow. They're 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 fairly decent guns. Um, I've done a um, I've done a praetor. Um, it's just the praetor from the praetors pack. Um, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, but I've oh, given yeah. it. I, I I've I've given him a power scythe. That's the only only change I've made to him is given him a power scythe. Okay. Um, Have you costed nasty, the power nasty things? Those power Sorry, they are nasty, aren't they? AP two as well, aren't they? They used to be AP three, but they they upgraded them to make them better. Yeah, now they don't get an extra hit for everyone in base contact. Just just one extra hit. Um, and yeah. I did the um, the the Warhammer. I picked up another Warhammer World. Um, you know the Siege Breaker Praetor. Uh, you know the one with the uh, Combi Volkite and the uh, Thunderhammer. Oh yeah. So I yeah, thought yeah. I'd build build one of them for him because because uh, he'd do for a good Siege Breaker. I like that model as a siege breaker. Um, yep. and a, I've converted the other Praetor in the Praetor's pack. I'm converting him into a master of signals. Um, so I've pot, put on him a couple of plastic, uh, mark free shoulder pads because his, uh, the shoulder pads he gets are a bit too ornate for a master of signals, I think. Um, I've given him an Auspex unit, um, which I've raided from my 40k bits box. Because oh, yeah. the technology can't change that much. So, and he's going to have the Nuncio Vox backpack on it from just the commander. Oh yeah. So, I mean, he'll look. You know, he won't look. You know, as good as the the actual Master of Signals, but um, I think know. as long as he looks like the part, you're okay, aren't you? Yeah, I think he'll look all right. I think he'll look all right. Um, cool. So he's he's built up and um, a uh, a uh, dreadnought, um, Death Guard dreadnought with um, last cannons and a chain fist. Which I'm not Got sure you. is the best, okay. you know, the 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 best, uh, um, you know, a way to oh, equip a dreadnought. Yeah. I think it would look good. Cool. So very cool. Um, yeah, prepare. You know, moving on with the Death Guard, and someone keeps some. There's a little thought in my head that keeps saying, "Oh, if you put your mind to it and you put and you worked hard, you could get the Death Guard done for uh, Blood and Glory, and and ally them with Mechanicum." What? Yes. That, that's naughty, naughty thoughts. Well, I can't I, believe they just said that. I've never used my Mechanicum. No, I, I've been. I, I, I'm right there, you know. Mm. I, 
crazed, <laughs> crazed the one. Crazed the one. You've got to, I, you know, you've got to convince me. You've, you've got to look in the eye. What the, uh, when I, you turn I, up I've the never, u- I've never used my Mechanicum at an event. I've never used no. them at an event. No. And um, the true. only problem it is, <clears throat> it's Cybernetica. So the troops are Castellax, but the Castellaxes have multi melters, so they're not that good. Um, they're not, they're, you know, they're not the really nasty Castellax. Can't you upgrade them to have those lance things or the can, but they're, they're, they're a, Oh, they've got power. They've got power blades because that's just the, the, the base model with a multi melter. I don't know why I got the multi melter because yeah. armored ceramite is just so common. Um, it comes with the power, the power blades. So they've got power blades. Um, and they've got multi-melters, so they're not, you know, okay. the, the, the really nasty. They haven't got the molar bolt cannons or the, the the lances, which I think is the other option, isn't it? The, yeah, they haven't got the the big bolt 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 gun or the um or, or the or the dark fire lance. So they so they they're mild, but it's the other thing in the Mechanicum list which is the nasty one and uh, might be a bit um, winner or costs uh, bringing it. It's the uh, Fanatar. Do you know what? I don't think he's that bad. So I, I love the model from an aesthetic point of view. It's an awesome looking thing. Which is why yeah. I bought it and why I thought, oh, I'm going to do Mechanicum first. But then, um, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know why I didn't. Then you met Graham and he... he <laughs> no, no, I, I don't know why I didn't decide to, to, to stick with Mechanicum. It's just, I got, I, I, oh, I remember why. I hated painting Phalax. Yeah, I hated painting Phalax. Um, I, I, I just hated painting the phallax. They, they were a pain in the ass to, to put together and a pain in the ass to paint. So I got rid of them and I've just stuck, got the two Castellex, uh, a Majos and the Fanatar and I've never used them. Um, okay. and I'm, I'm tempted to use them. That, that's the reason why it'll be Mechanicum. Plus it means, you know, I can, I don't have to build quite as much Death Guard. Yep. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, are the Death Guard going to become a, you know, your third army, big third army? They won't be a big army. They won't be a big army. Uh, I don't think fourth army. Yeah, fourth, fourth army. Yeah, I've got some. Because got the wolves as well. Remember? Oh, the wolves are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's wolves. I've got all their drop pods painted. <laughs> um, there are wolves. Yeah, they'll be my third army. Yeah. So um, I think. But you're balanced. This is a nice thing that you, you know. For every traitor army, you've got a loyalist army. That's a nice thing, unlike somebody. Um, I think <laughs> that's a nice. That's a nice thing to have. Yeah. So I'm a little bit. Wait a minute. You've, got, you've just got custodies, haven't you? I've just got pure loyalists. I've got imperial fists okay, as well. So, oh yeah, that's true. So I'm kind of counterbalancing you. Then. We we balance each other. As like brothers, and we should. As, as, as yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are we are Dawn and Perturabo, basically. Yeah, so uh, I'm a little tempted to do that for Blood and Glory. It would require free. The list that I was looking at to 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 do it in as little as possible would require free rhinos, and a land raider. Okay, but it's it's doable. Yeah, got you. So it might happen. It just depends um, if I can be bothered, really. I think I'm going to take my world eaters to burn glory, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think so. I, I, they're a lot of fun to play, so I might go for fun rather than um, face-melting shooting power, which I've done, as you'll find out later on in the broadcast. No but doubt. yeah, so I think a lot of people are allying Mechanicum. Yeah, I was about to say. There's a, 
they're, because they're a good thing to ally with because you know those multi wound models are a really good wound sink if you see well, what they I mean. are unless you've got me unless of you've got course. Valdor. You've got so we'll, again, that'll be discussed later. <laughs> it's pretty hard work to get through them. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so, um, that's that's what I've been up to. So, any of you guys played any uh, games other than London Heresy? Zip no. and <laughs> Regrettably. No, I, I will go back to my little um, game-free hovel until September. You're, you're on cl- wait a minute. Wait a minute. I saw today, forgive me if I'm got this wrong that you expressed interest in a sunday event in brighton i did however it's a (laughs) it's a um astartes only oh is it which isn't a problem but it's astartes only that means painting the imperial fist it doesn't well yes and also working out where all of them are (laughs) 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 because they've all been um scattered to the winds for various different bits I pro- um I probably could I don't I it's just a quick thing I might see how many points it is. Yeah. Um but yeah, it might be well, yeah. Oh, yeah I, see if, what you mean. I would I saw it and I was very tempted and then I read in the thing and it was um Astartes only. Okay. Which well, is, um, I mean it being a Brighton isn't a massive problem for me but I haven't used yeah. the fists for ages. Um, I don't like yeah, it. I don't know where they all are. I honestly don't like it when events do that. Well, I mean, I, th- I can understand it from a certain point of view because some people get funny about Mechanicum and, and Custos and things. I'd never um, get funny about that. But <laughs> it's, it's, no, no, you're, you're perfectly well-rounded in your approach to, the, to, to, to futuristic space robots. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's fine, I, I, but okay. yeah, I, I'll, I'll have a look and see if I can. I mean, I have no idea where Sigismund is at this point. I've no idea where um, a Spart- the Spartan I've got has gone, things like that. They've all been... Okay. They're here somewhere, but right. because I was a lot of furious custodes building and stuff came yes. out of cases to make room for things. Yep. I mean, I found a KR case that had all my demon stuff in the other day. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, I was oh, what's in there? Pulled it out, and there was a bloodthirster staring at me. And right. 80... Goodness. Um, <laughs> corn blood uh, letters. Yes. I was like, wow. oh, okay, yeah, I'd, f- I'd actually forgotten those. <laughs> you know, there's your next <laughs> army. Right when, when malevolence comes out, that's no, I don't yeah, know yeah. that. Would, that would. Uh, I might just play myself with them, custodes versus yeah. con- constant <laughs> demons. Um, but yeah, no, I saw that event. I might. That's that was. Okay. It's tempting, but it's just yeah. getting the fists organised to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get that. So no. To answer your question, Michael, uh, neither Chris nor myself have, have got any games this month, though next month it's looking really busy for me anyway. Yes, it did. Ditto. So what about you, mate? Uh, I had one game. I played John Dermansey. Um, oh, yes. Jara. Um, good old John, who um, seriously, I think we ought to get some scientists involved in studying his dice rolling because he can roll an, an a ridiculous amount of ones. Um so I played really? my word bearers against him. It was a very elite list, not a lot of units. Played Blood Feud, so chose infantry because he had quite a bit of infantry on the board. And at first I thought it was going to go very badly for me because he took out, you know, one of my main, you know, death dealing units, a, um, a, a unit of 10 Volkite, uh, Culverin. 
dudes. Okay, wow, yeah. Which is uh, really, you know, I mean, he used bikes and a conversion beamer on a Predator, which I've never actually seen before, conversion beamer on a Predator, um, which is not yeah. actually a bad unit. Um, it's not bad at all, actually. I've, I've toyed with no. the idea of putting them on there. I've got the model, and I painted the gun up, actually. And But, you know, you can hit that at the back, 42-inch range, strength 10 AP1, blast. Yeah, that's actually good. surprisingly nice. it was surprisingly good. Um I mean, where he had it, had an excellent view. Uh, it was behind an Aegis defence line, so... Um, oh, he, boy's learning. Yeah, it was... It, it, <laughs> you know what, his list... Uh, I know some people would say, oh, because he's, he's got some Dark Furies in there, he's got an Assault Squad, two Tactical Squads. Some people, uh, you know, and uh, either there's earned some gra- Graviton Rapiers, and some people might argue that's a little bit schizophrenic, um, but I think it's got... And you know it's got a nice balance between gun line and um, yep. and getting in your face and dealing death. The old uh, the old smash and grab, as I call it. Yeah, combination so of the two. It's yeah. it's a nice list, but I mean, he did a fury of the legion at me with a fifteen man tactical squad, and he scored okay. fourteen wounds. Fourteen wounds. So this is a fifteen man tactical squad within twelve inches is sixty shots. Yeah, and he legion, was yeah? within twelve inches. And from that. He got 14 wounds. Yep. So I'm assuming that he was against another Marine squad, so he'd require fours. Yes. That's a statistical that's anomaly right there, isn't it? Yep. And then when I shot back at the unit um, with my squad, didn't fury them, um, I wiped half the squad out with just bolts of <sighs> guns. He, he rolled a one for every single save. Dude. I, I mean, the, I, lo- I love John. He's fantastic. He's a great guy. He takes it, he takes is, it on the yeah. chin. But what he needs to do is melt those dice down in front of his other dice. Just line them all up, put yep. them in a big metal container, yep. and melt them so the other dice know better for the future. They were brand new so, dice. What I thought he should do is he should paint over the six, right? And just t- paint five of the blips out, yeah? And then yep. on the side that's the one, just paint in five more blips so that the one and the six are, are reversed. And and try that because that would be interesting to basically say, you know, that was I was rolling ones with this dice when it, you know, and now the six is where the one was, you know, what's happening. Every That's time the I, only solution. Every time I've played him, he's uh, he's always had new dice. And every time <laughs> I've played him, those dice have failed him. I it's mean, funny, isn't it? How how we are with dice? Really funny. I don't know what it is. I mean, he must have done something wrong in a in a former life. Um, I just, just some dice I'm just or something. Glad he's not a, not a uh, you know a, an addictive gambler. You know, <laughs> unless, of course, actually rolling ones is a good thing in, on a craps table in Vegas. Maybe it is. I don't know. Snake eyes is that a thing? Snake eyes. I suppose there's, you know chances of it happening are pretty remote, and unless you're John, in which case it's fifty fifty. It's just. He needs to sort of move to the, uh, Vegas, and then it would all be okay for him. <laughs> no, just, just constantly bet on double one, and he'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. Although knowing his luck, yeah, be all the sixes in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it didn't help that. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, he did have some pretty good luck. I mean, he he had a Moritat that um, wiped out a squad of uh, a, a squad of Terminators on its own. And it was just done. With, it was just armed with the, the, those fusion pistols, the, the special character from the from the uh, Raven Guard. So it wiped out a Terminator oh, squad. So that yeah. was 
That was pretty fusion, good. Um, fusion pistol on a on a Moritat's a great move because it's as good as a, a fusion plasma gun, isn't it? And yeah, it's, yeah. Well, I'm not sure some... what I'm not sure what the gun was. It's a it's a special character, and it is it's his gun. I think he said it was a fusion pistol, but that doesn't sound. There right. is I know uh, another dark not dark angels. Blood angels. The um, blood angels can take. Yeah, they got that. Because then you're getting. I'll have a look at the shots later. Melter pistol. But yeah, um, no, it was it was a it wasn't a strong gun. It wasn't like a melter. It was it went rending on sixes. Okay, right. But yeah, this was yeah, me yeah. failing two ups. Yeah. So you know, it's, I mean, uh, that that was me having having some bad dice rolls. Um, but I mean, my Praetor only took one wound, and then w- wiped out a ten man assault squad, um, all by himself. Wow. Um, because he 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 was a. Uh, he was. Uh, I took. I took a burning law on him, um, as as you do uh, with world so word bearers, mm. and um, yeah, he 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 rolled for um, warp speed, so eight attacks plus free initiative um, with a paragon blade. Um, yeah, and it rolled a lot, and I rolled a lot of sixes, so there was a lot of instant death going on. So Jesus. John was just unlucky with uh, with that game. Uh, with, with, okay. Well, I say John was just unlucky with that game. John's just unlucky. Full stop. Yeah, I, th- I think he's not the luckiest person in the in the heresy scene, but a great person to play against. Um, oh God, yeah! You know, if you ever get a chance really to nice play guy. John, um, Chris, you should play him because um, he's great. Oh. Um, uh, is he coming to one of our events? I can't remember uh, no, I don't think he is. Okay. It's a shame. I think he said he wasn't sure he could take uh, that that much uh, really? that much bad luck over a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. I mean, his lists his lists are getting a lot better, um, and they're a challenge. It's just his luck. Yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah, no, that was new, new dice. New dice. Just burn the other dice. New dice. Yeah. Well, what I've done is it's got to happen at some point. We're spending quite a lot on dice because I'm the same. It's like, right, these dice are cursed. They're going. And um, so what I did was I actually found on Amazon a, a, a sort of bulk supplier of dice. Um, and you it, bought the company? Was, well, I could have bought the company, really, but it was just um, – and they're not bad dice, but there was like a bag full of different colored dice, you know, all separated out. And it was mm. for a tenner or something, and I think there's about 40 or 50 dice in there. So I'm working my way through those. Let's just say. Right. You know, so I, I bought the um, Custodes dice. Just, you know, again, vanity purchase. And they've been yes. pretty good. I've got to admit, I watched you rolling those Custode dice and they were really good. Um, definitely. I was like, I had dice envy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, they've got the, the, the Imperial Knights version of them going up for pre-order this weekend. So I'm thinking of getting them. Oh, yeah. I've got, I've you got... were saying, actually, Michael, that they're redoing the dice aren't they you know before yet I mean, yeah well, we'll, mention that. we'll mention yeah. that in state of the union yes okay cool, cool, cool. so yeah. which we should actually move on to now so yeah absolutely yeah so let's move on to that so now we're going for the state of the union so this is where we look at things that are going on in the the heresy world and um, and we start with a sad a sad sort of thing to talk about and that's really the anniversary of um Alan Bly's uh, death which is the fact that it's a year I know. I'm not quite sure where that where that time where that there time's some, gone there some really, I thought it was some great tributes to him mm-hmm. yeah um, 
Alan. Um, it's Aaron Dempsey Bowden puts yeah, the his was, in was, the was, end. was a really lovely and um, sort of well thought out kind of uh, bit of text there, which I thought was really nice and really touching. Um, I think there was another one from one of the other authors um, as well, you know, and sort of saying how close they were. So the, the man had such an impact on um, wow. the game that we, we play and love. Absolutely. You can't really underestimate the... that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very, you know, it's, where does the time go? You know I mean? It's been a year and. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's... It just seemed crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess but, I thought yeah. know, with his family We're... and stuff. And not one was the people we were very close to. So yeah, but a sad anniversary. But um, I thought it was very well remembered, and it was really um, some very touching tributes across the, all the heresy scene. Well, do you think we would be playing the game that we're playing without without him? You know, yeah, he's had a hand in, in everything that we you know we're talking about now. Um, yeah, this, this you know, game the reason is, that we do this is entirely his thing, isn't it? Yeah, this game is his baby. Um, totally. So. Yeah, but, uh, you know, um, wherever you are, Alan, we will raise a glass to you, um, Absolutely. Uh, metaphorically. And, um, yeah, I hope you're, you know, um, I don't know if anybody else goes in for this, but I hope you're in a better place than, than yeah, stuff. Um, okay, so, all right. Okay, so moving on from the sad stuff. Uh, it's like change of, change yeah, of pace. It's like change of pace into something a little bit more exciting. The tickets for the Forge World and Specialist Games Open Day went on sale. Um, they are £12.50. It's being held on Sunday, the 15th of July at uh, Warhammer World. And both me and Graham are going down. So We are. I, I nice. promised you I would go to an event that doesn't involve throwing dice. And sure enough... Uh, I'm getting up at silly o'clock to drive your good self to Nottingham for the day. Well, it should be good. Meet the designers. Um, they, you know, they usually, it's a good chance. They show off the, they show off the next, you know, the next lot of models they'll be releasing. There'll be, um, there'll be stuff on sale early. You'll get a chance to meet the, des- you know, the, the, the guys behind the models who, who design stuff. Hopefully we'll get a glimpse of the Warhounds. If we don't get a glimpse oh, of them. for uh, Titanicus, yeah. yeah. If we yeah. don't get a glimpse of them this weekend, um, and um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it'll, um, you know, we'll get some good stuff out of there. Um, I'm suspecting, you know, lots of cool stuff. I mean, the Cordor Gang uh, from Necromunda, I imagine, will be on 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 show, um, which relevant to Heresy because you can use them for militia. If <laughs> that's my ex- that's my excuse. <laughs> oh, if I don't you just want the lottery, you can. <laughs> yeah, ten guys for that price. Um, yeah. Still, they look good. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, all the Necromunda models look good so far. So this will be the first one of these I've ever been to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of be a, a noob at these things. So I'm gonna follow your lead. Maybe document you know the things that any noob going to a, a, a Warhammer day should uh, should 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 know and and learn. So well, there'll, there'll be a lot of the gang there. I mean, I think Greg Dan's got a ticket. Um, cool. Obviously, Garrow will be going as normal. As um, per usual. As per usual. Obviously, the, the battle bunny. Does he come in power armor? Does does Garrow? Like... No, he, he comes in a t-shirt. Comes in a t-shirt uh, and a hoodie. Yeah. I'm a bit disappointed, really, because I, I don't. He's, well, he's almost like the Banksy. I think we mentioned this. The the Banksy of heresy. I don't even know who the guy is. He's just known as Garrow. This sort of like moniker. So. I met him a couple of times at, at previous events. Um, he's a good guy. Okay. 
Good guy. I'm sure he is. Um, yeah, he's he's very, very got a love for all the all the games that Games Workshop do. So he's uh, he's always yep. willing to talk about nice. them, uh, and he goes to Good all the course. events. So yeah, so uh, the specialist, the Forge World and Specialist Games Open Day includes a golden a golden demon. The categories for Horus Heresy are Warhammer 40k and Horus Heresy single miniature, 40k and Horus Heresy squad, and 40k and Horus Heresy vehicle plus the Unbound category. So that's anything goes. What's the what's the unbound? Is that, is that anything? That's anything. Anything okay. that doesn't fit into the other categories. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then for the uh, the slightly more sensitive bit of news, more stuff going last chance to buy. So, yeah, that was. Yeah, a we kind of covered this off last month, didn't we? But, but it's more still stuff ongoing. Going. It got worse. Well, yeah. depends on the way you look at it. Uh, the bit, the the big stuff that went on, you had. All the Mark II armor line, um, which has got dark, dark angels and white scar players annoyed because they, you know, they traditionally wear that armor. Uh, I mean, Iron Warriors are traditionally supposed to wear that armor, but I haven't met an Iron Warriors player who exclusively plays with Mark II. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All their upgrade sets that were for um, Mark II armor. Um, but I've never met an Iron Warrior player who didn't use Mark, um, Mark III. So, you know, um, but mm, all of okay. the original heavy weapons packs are going, so all the all over the shoulder ones and the ones that clip onto the backpacks. Um but you know what? They um have they've got different versions of them available um that fit with the plastic okay. kits that, that are underslung, so with their own separate backpacks they released a couple of years ago. So that's not a big deal. Um all the bolters are going, as well as the weapons for resin terminators, uh flamers, shotguns, and graviton guns. So, okay. bolters, you get bolters in the plastic, the plastic Mark III and Mark IV set. Um, flamers, you get in the plastic sets, you get them in both Mark III and Mark IV. Um, sorry, I had to cough there, I'll, I'll edit that out. Uh, shotguns, you get in the recon squad, but this does mean that Black Shields won't be able to buy um, shotguns for their troops to just upgrade them. Right. Okay. Uh, graviton guns, which could only be used in that number. Well, really, in that numbers for um, uh, what you call it. Uh, they attached for iron hands. Yeah, exactly. As we learnt, um, yeah. and you still get graviton guns with the other squad that can use them. The um, uh, what you call it? Um, breaches. breaches. Yeah, breaches. Yeah. So yeah, real shame that the Mark II is going. Um, as it was one of my favourite marks. Well, it was my favourite mark actually. It, it, it just looks it just looks cool. It does so, look cool. I'll give you that. But expensive. Yeah. I think it's its main. I, I think when I bought, I think when I started the fists, I think I've I've got an equal amount of Mark Two and Mark Three throughout that throughout the models of that list. So, because um, I thought it'd be quite cool to have that sort of early sort of heresy look to them. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, um, I'm sad that it's it's going. At Warhammer Fest, Andy and Tony, I was in the seminar, seminar, and it was asked, what's going on with Mark II armor? And they were, just came out and said, this was before they were pulled from sale. Um, and they yeah. were, they were honest about it. They said that, um, uh, and they were quite clear, Mark II is going because it's really been a poor seller, seller since the plastic Mark III and Mark IV came out. So yeah, the only sense. things that they pulled that don't have an alternative other than the Mark of Armor are the Seeker Bolters. Um, cause they've gone, but again, that's a cosmetic thing. Shotguns, 
um, which only really affect black shields and graviton guns, which only really affect um, iron hands. Um, okay. So not the biggest loss. Cause I said, you could get yeah, it's, just it's about a, everything else. I think it's accumulation, isn't it? Of losses. That's, I think people have, I think somebody pointed out from last year, from last month's podcast. It's like, yeah, although we looked at it in isolation, i.e. the stuff that was going there and then, wasn't the end of the world. I think somebody correctly pointed out it was a good point they made, um, which was actually, if you look at this on the bigger scheme, it's accumulation of lots of things going. And that's why people are probably reacting the way they are, which I can get behind. I get that. I still don't think it's the end of the world. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, at the end of the day, there's, there's bean counters involved who have, who have said these products are are not selling well enough. You need to get rid of them because Mm. you've only got so much space. And, you know, Forge World is a business. They don't owe us um, keeping everything in stock all the time. No. Um, I mean, I'd rather they scrapped Mark II and, you know, were able to, in two years' time, do something completely different. I think it's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at at Warhammer Fest on the Sunday, someone asked, you know, when when the um, White Scars and the Dark Angel books, you know, surface um will they get will 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 mark two armor come out again and and they sort of said you know maybe you know hopefully they will maybe as a made to order thing Hmm. so it's not like they're destroying the molds uh, or anything they are um they're simply saying this line isn't this you know this this particular line isn't viable right now but yeah see see what the future holds um just for the time being just from what what has been pulled I would personally say that we're going to lose the the resin terminators because they haven't got weapons packs for them anymore. So, so that's just the resin cataphracti terminators and Tartaros and Tartaros, right? Yes. Okay, you can get them either both of them in the box plastic. Yeah. Yes, and the resin upgrades. There are resin upgrades for the plastic cataphracti to give them um, to give them power axes or um, you know the Reaper auto cannon and. Uh, and power malls and stuff. So, so, so upgrades exist for the Cataparachi and pretty much everything you want for the Tartaros, except for power axes, um, are on the, um, are on the Tartaros sprue. I mean, there's a positive way of looking at this and that is, it's going to make people want to have to go into games workshop stores for Forge Ooh, World stuff. Good point. I see what you mean. So to get the plastics, you have to go into games workshop to buy them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, you still order them offline, I guess. Yeah, but, true enough. You know, it's it's a push towards maybe seeing more Forge yeah. World stuff, you know. And I hear from a very good source that the next big thing to go are, are the uh, Mark V Dreadnoughts, the Boxnoughts. Apparently, they are going to go um, on last chance to buy this Friday. So, boom, boom. so will that be the Friday that's just passed for the, the listeners? Friday the Friday that's literally Friday just gone for the well, listeners, the first. Which okay. is coincidentally yeah. the day after that Dreadnought deal ends. Um, now, whether this know. is this chap um, extrapolating something, um, but he's been he's never been wrong in the past. So, okay. um, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll be eating my words in the next episode. Yeah, okay. that'll, be our, that'll be our first apology next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dreadnoughts did not go one. last chance to buy. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so that's 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 that that that's that happened. There's not much we can do about that. Got okay. So um, the next bit of news was the Warhammer Citadel in Texas, which we've spoken about before. Um, yes. Was due to open um, on the 9th of June, 
Um, but due to unforeseen circumstances, they've had to delay the opening. But because a large number of people had already arranged to go to the opening, what they're doing instead is they're throwing at, um, at no cost a Warhammer weekend at the Doubletree Hotel in Dallas-Fort Worth um, at the airport. So you've got, I know there are a good number of US 30K players, uh, the Radio Free s guys are all going, um, to give Heresy a good outing at the event. Um, basically, it's a mini Warhammer Fest uh, with displays, tables to play on, Ford World Store, and two tournaments. And interestingly enough, GW, you know, took it really seriously. They even set up a helpline, uh, a free phone helpline for people who'd made travel arrangements and they'd been negatively impacted by it. Yeah. So did you, did you guys get your uh, email inviting you from Games Workshop? For, to the Warhammer <laughs> weekend? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, me, me neither. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're, we're not oh. invited. We're not one, day, invited. One, one day, one day. I don't think they're going to fly us out to Texas. I think you're probably right. We've got a some way to go yet. Probably not. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Maybe so this time next year. Then okay. uh, another bit of news, uh, I suppose it could be negative news, is uh, the paintbrushes, GW paintbrushes. They're going up in price from the 9th of June by an average of 30p. Um, they, but they announced this on the Warhammer community site well in advance to give people a chance to yeah. stock up before the price kicks in. Just depends whether okay. you use Warhammer, uh, you know, Citadel paintbrushes or not. I mean, so I know. I think, I think they announced this during London, didn't they? Yeah, they so did I'm that seeing... weekend. Yeah. I mean, I use, okay. I use Citadel paintbrushes, but that's only because they're the easiest ones for me to get hold of. I like, I like the Citadel paintbrushes. I, I, I like them too. I know one, you can the get the modern ones are very nice. The modern ones are very nice. I know there are better paintbrushes out there, but I'm not a very good painter. So, you know, exactly. It's, it's, on it's me. A, uh, yeah. Um, hang on a second. Hang on a second. You're not a very good painter. No, I'm not. Your test model for your Death Guard was infinitely better than anything <laughs> I've ever painted on a Space Marine of any <laughs> variety ever. So if you're not a very good painter, I dread to think what I yeah. might be. I think you might be selling yourself slightly short there. Well, I, I, did get, I did get on Instagram a message from Games Workshop uh, this week, the other day, um, asking would I, be, uh, would I let them show a picture of my armatures? On the um, on, on the yeah. GW website when they uh, is that in their section so, for not very good painters, Michael? Yeah, <laughs> oh, or is that for the actually you're quite a good painter, quite a good and painter. you're just being overly modest. I use Photoshop. <laughs> I use Photoshop. I, I, I actually do. I do. Saying stop putting photos up of our models, you're decreasing sales. I do actually use Photoshop. I, I I take the photo in a light box, but I use Photoshop Express to do a quick, you know, auto enhance on it. So. Okay, fair enough. But even so, you are, you know, don't sell yourself short, my friend. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay, what else? Uh, Horus Heresy Journal. Oh, we didn't put this in the new releases because I don't think it really counts. But the Horus Heresy Journal, uh, the black chapbook thing, um, is now available to order from Games Workshop and Black Library for £13. Really nice notebook. Lots of cool quotes and information about the heresy in the margins. And it's really good quality book as well. Um, some stores will also be stocking it. I've seen it in the Newcastle this weekend when I popped in for a, po- a pot of Lamenta's yellow. So does it come with a figure? No. <laughs> 13 pounds for a notebook. Good quality notebook. And my wife pays more for notebooks. She does all this bullet journaling and she. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like, you can all do a station isn't quite easy to pay a bit more than that. So. Yeah, yeah. She, she pays, she can pay up to £20 for a notebook, um, yeah. which I find ridiculous. But it's her hobby. I don't get why journaling I would just, is her hobby. All it would be is full of, just be full of geometric drawings that I do when I'm in meetings and bored. Or willies. It could be full of willies. I, I knew somebody was going to go there, and that's why I deliberately... Willie Carson. No, why are you drawing me? pictures of Willie Carson? 
All right. I've got to be I'm not a man who doodles male genitalia in a in a notebook when I'm bored. People do, you know, and that's fine. That's I've been cool, known but... to do it. Well, see, <laughs> I use notebooks for um for when we're at events, just so I can make notes when I'm playing games, yes. so that when we talk about them afterwards. But... I, I I should do that. I might do that with my. I got the I got the for, I got the Warhammer, um, the Horus Heresy notebook, so I might do that. So oh, so you've you've actually bought this thing? I bought it at Warhammer Fest, yeah. Well, there you go. Then you have to use it in the next thing to take notes of who we play and okay. about the game we'll and stuff. All right. Uh, you're right. I've, I've got to be honest with you. I've looked at it. It is a really nice notebook. It is. I, I'll bring I'm it just... along on, um, I'll bring it along next time I see you, which will be 30K okay. channel. So you can see it. It's really good. I'll okay. use it then. I'll use it then to record your army list. <laughs> okay. okay. So, uh, new knights for 40k have been announced. They're going off in pre-order on the first of June. Now, we mentioned them because Tony Cottrell previously said the armager will get rules for heresy at the, at the, um, weekender. So we hope these new lights, the, um, Domin- Dominus class Valiant and Castellan and the armager Helverins will get rules. So hopefully they'll get rules and we'll have more knights for heresy. Yay. I've, the, I've, kind, I've kind of looked at these. Uh, which one's which? Dominus uh, is the one that has all of the guns ever. That's that the Castellan. Like the Castellan has loads of guns and the Valiant is okay. a short range one with a freaking harpoon. Okay. So which, so the Dominus class knights, the Knight Valiant is the, is a Dominus. The one with the harp with, with, with like the, the harpoony thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the Knight Castellan is the one that looks like it's trying a bit too hard. Yes. Well, the Castellan is well established in the fluff as a support knight. So, you know, there's no reason why it shouldn't be in, um, in, in heresy. It just looks, it, it looks like, you know, it's it's a scratch, so scratch build. You just chucked a load of las cannons on it. And well, that is the, from that, that's if you just stuck an orc face on it, it wouldn't, <laughs> I, I would just think, oh yeah, it's just a, a looted. Yes. Have you seen the uh, have, Mega you, Dread or whatever. have you seen the Repulsor? No. The, the Repulsor, the forty k Space Marine Primaris Repulsor. Their t- their transport. Oh, is oh, that, is that, that the the hover tank thing? Yeah, the hover tank with all the guns no, on it. I don't know. It's, it's ten thousand years in the future, and I don't pay attention to the future. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what we'll do, what what uh, what? That's that's mostly other news uh, uh, from every except for everything that went on at Warhammer Fest. So, I okay. will run through what went on at Warhammer Fest. Um, okay, so yes. that was on the twelfth and thirteenth of May. So the day our last episode um, debuted, and it's now in its fourth year. And to me, it's proving to be better than what Games Day was. Um, this is my third year going. Cool. I missed last year, but I've been to all of them apart from that. So. Heresy stuff was a bit thin in the ground, but we did not long ago have the weekender. So, and the Forge World and Specialist Games Open Day is only in two months' time. So, okay, not nothing, nothing to panic about. So they had the new Dreadnought Drop Pod was shown off again. It looks really nice, and it's big enough to fit Contemptor in. They had pictures of a Contemptor on its base in this Dreadnought Drop Pod, oh, and cool. the doors yeah. don't come off. So, right, they're quite happy with that. Um, cool. They had a painted version of an Acris uh, Scoria, and wow. he is absolutely enormous. Yeah, I'm, I haven't actually seen this model, so I'm just going quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's on the um, it's on the it's on the Warhammer community site, um, but I'm personally a little bit unsure about the back of him because it's a huge, great big block of resin there. But from the front, he looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, I really like the look of this guy. Yeah, they showed off uh, Janita Kroll, 
um obviously the 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 um equivalent to valdor in the um uh, from the sisters of silence and i think she looks a lot better than yeah she looks really cool yeah i think she looks a lot better than valdor um you know she isn't over the top she really tempts me there's that too loudly he is listening at this point (laughs) staring in that dead-eyed stare at his Looks slightly broken at this point yeah yeah sisters of silence are very um very good but you know i i do prefer i do prefer to valdor she's she looks really good she she doesn't look over the top um you know. she looks like the pictures yes she does she does <laughs> the, the, there's two there's two heads on her a bare-headed one and a helmeted one i think i prefer the helmeted one okay so i'm uh, trying to find a picture of her actually on uh it's on warhammer it on... if you've got a warhammer community um I'm gonna see if I can okay, find no you. I'll, I'll see if I can find you a link and I'll um I'll pop it. I'll pop it in for you. Um, no bother. Uh, it's going back at like a month now. Um, uh, well, four weeks, but it okay. shouldn't be too hard to see. Cool. It shouldn't be too hard to find. But it, she's a really nice model. Um, I didn't. They didn't have her on show in one of the cases. I don't think. I don't think they did. Um, at least I don't have a photo of her. Um, but she's a really, really good looking looking model. I mean, it is. They've really gone to town on making you know on on building a model which is um what's what's it's absolutely incredible it, it's it's exactly what you want valdor to have been yep got you so yep, um, yep, yep. It, it's it, you know you, you you'd think they should have looked when they did valdor they should have looked at you know the I, you know, obviously Valdor is a controversial model. We've all got our feelings on Valdor, but he does look better painted up, um, uh, the, than he does, uh, well, Chris's painted up version than the, um, the one yeah. on, um, uh, on what you call I mean, it. I, yeah, I've got, I've got the link to the, I've got the link to the live blog here. She's about halfway down right. as a scoria. I'm just going to send it to you guys in Facebook. See, this makes cool. for excellent radio, doesn't it? Wow. Letting people behind the, um, Behind the screen, seeing how the magic happens. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly it. Right, okay, so where's my keyboard gone? Got to press enter. There we go. I've just sent you that, Lau, um, so you can have a look. Trump. Have a look there. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Gin- Ginny's Coral is on there. I think her bare head, for me, personally, looks a bit elvish, but the helmeted head <sighs> is just fantastic. She's all um, arms and legs, isn't she? She's all sort of... Yeah, mid running pose. Very, very. She's tall, a nightmare very... for someone to to tr- transport. Mm, yeah, yeah. I suppose it depends if you put her on that base. Um, well, that's true. Nice flowing cloak, um, but love, lovely she... model, lovely model. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? Uh, okay, Solar Auxilia and Cults of Militia. They're getting a new tank based on the Oryx armored transport. It's called a Chardonnay, um, and oh, yes. it's got las cannons on it. Looks like looks like the um I think there's a picture of it just below Ginny Coral. Um she's got, you know, a twin and last cannon on the turret and then two last cannon sponsons. Um looks a bit like a um a uh a predator for Predator. It's, it's it's very similar to the the forty K predator, isn't it, with three lots of last cannons, effectively. Yeah. One um, so again, another another choice for solar auxilia and um yeah. and uh and the um what you call it, cult of militia, which, you know, goes to show that, that, you know, the whole, oh, solar auxiliary are getting a raw, you know, getting, uh, getting squatted. Um, you know, it, it, it's again, it's another, 
No, they're not. This is they got another tank last month, didn't they? Um, yeah, they got a transport they got last a transport month. Transport last month. Limited, limited usage of the transports, I would say. Um, but these tanks are going to be are getting. Uh, so if they can build on these tanks, I mean, hopefully there's a couple of different variants with different weapons. On yeah, them. I mean, they do fill a fill a need there, don't they? But I mean, yeah, you can already take. I mean, Solar Auxiliary, I think, can take Lehman Russes, can't they? If you remember right. Yes, Solar Auxiliary can take Lehman Russes. Yes, we can. But yeah. these um, these will look these will look better, I think. And they're probably going to be cheaper points wise. They're going to be, you know, hundred and something points, aren't they? Rather than the Well Lehman Russes, the points. Solar Auxiliary Lehman Russes can't take sponsons. They can't, and um, no. which is very weird. Um mm. so I'm my next army, my third army will be Solar Auxiliary Army, I've decided now. Yeah. Um so I'm frantically trying to find some Good Lehman Russes without any side sponsors on them. Good for you. I, I, I know a few guys well, I, I picked can, up. I can chisel mine off. <laughs> I, I, I know a few guys panic bought rapiers, so there's probably a lot of regret rapiers going around if you want them. Yeah. Um, okay, right, so rapiers. what else have we got? There's Praetors, <laughs> a Praetor pack for the Alpha Legion. Well, I don't know if it's a pack or two individual models, but you've got one in Cataprachi armor, one in Power Armor. Um, okay. They both look really nice, and I'm kind of hoping yeah, this means that all Legions might get their own Praetor. Um, okay. I really like Probably the I really like the aesthetic yeah, for, Alpha, for the Alpha Legion. I think they just look yeah, they, they, look, they, look, they look fantastic. I mean that that uh, Praetor with the he's got I think he's got a pa- I can't see what weapon he's got, but it looks a bit like a Power Axe, um, possibly. Oh, well, the ter- there's the Terminator one. Yeah, the Terminator there? one. And it's got a Volkite guy, thing. A Volkite um, Volkite charger. Well, it could actually be a. Well, I don't know. No, a, a Praetor can take a charger, not a. Um, not anything else. Yeah. Um, and they then just, you've got. The, they just look cool. They they do. They look the business. They absolutely look the business. Absolutely fantastic models. Um, so yeah. Um, there's a new image of the new Mechanicum Knight Acastus. Um, the one with what looks to be two huge conversion beamers on it. Um, not much more to see. It's just you know a little bit more work done on it. You can see a bit okay. more detail on there. So um, it's coming along. Um, cool. obviously there's, they showed off the rogue trader land speeder, which is now called the rate, the Proteus pattern land speeder. Um, and as we are aware, they've released one for sale with a Mark six crew on it. Um, which has got the, um, the, the multi-mail talk we've spoken about. And that's just in the, yeah. on the box. It's called retro land speeder, but the Mark four crew one will be the, um, Proteus pattern. And that comes with a heavy bolter, only a heavy bolter, but there will be two different weapon packs coming with it. Um, they'll be available at the same time. I don't know the cost for them. The, the Proteus Landspeeder, Pat Landspeeder, apparently is going to cost the same as the Retro Landspeeder. So that's £50. The two weapon packs will be available, will, will have one with anti-infantry. So you've got another heavy bolter, heavy flamer, Volkite Culverin, um, and I think a Havoc Launcher. I think. Well, that might be in the other pack. Uh, the second pack's um, anti-tanks. You've got multi-melter, plasma cannon, uh, graviton gun. Um, and both those packs come with hunter killer missiles. Um, I may have got things in the wrong pack. I didn't note it down. My memory is terrible. Um, so yeah, so you'll, so you'll buy the land speed of a head bolter. And then if you want different weapons, you've got to buy a pack on top of buy it. a pack. There uh, is just one thing I noticed with this. Yeah. The heavy flamer. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is, can I so this thing flies along shooting fire. Over the exposed heads of two guys. No, the, 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 the weapons pack will come with an extra turret, which if you have a look at the, um, I, I think we've got a link to a picture in the show notes, or, or yeah, our show uh, notes anyway, the ones that we use. There's a link to the picture of the uh, radar. So you can see, um, where they've got at the front, 
where there seems to be a little sensor panel uh, at the front on the very bottom. The weapons pack yeah. come with an extra turret, which replaces them. Oh, so you can put them there. So you can put the heavy flamer there. Or the Graviton oh, okay, gun, or the plasma know. cannon, yeah. So you can swap so the I, weapons I, mean, I know I'm talking about a fictional game where, you know... Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Essentially what... But they have them They have them magnetised, the ones on display. Yeah. So you can swap the weapons out. Okay. Obviously, it's going to make them very expensive. So you've got to pay for, for the... So 50 quid for the dude, and then what, another 15 pounds, probably? Well, who probably knows? More. Maybe 10 pounds, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But... It does mean that if you want to convert the plastic land speeders, there are weapons out there that are going to be yeah. available a little okay. bit cheaper than than, yeah. than mucking around. Uh, and hunter killer yeah. missiles will be handy. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 going to be expensive. But I suppose if they put all the weapon choices in the land speeder, it would have been more expensive still. No, yeah, and so, you, okay. people have been spending money on models that they're not going to use, and so. Yeah, I can understand it really. But. Yeah, I mean it's a hunk of resin. Resin's not cheap, um, you know, relatively speaking. Um, and the designers need paying, so yeah. I mean, the thing is. I like about this because uh, I you know, noticed it was some, the, um, the words of form. Notice with the dreadnoughts, like the Telemore, for instance, they've accounted for space for magnets. Mm-hmm. So I think it's quite nice if they're doing the same thing with these. Yeah, this weapons, one appeared so to have the magnets all accounted for. Yeah, so that's quite a, sort of a, a, an encouraging sign that basically they're noticing that people will do this a lot and they're mm-hmm. sort of moulding or sculpting accordingly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? They had doors for the Alpha Legion and Salamanders for both Mars. Oh, oh thank God there were some doors. Yeah, doors, doors, doors. Thank God. Um, and the Ryan Raider. Alpha Legion and Salamanders get their doors um, and they were on sale as well. Um, Talons of the Emperor, they're getting an Imperial armor book for 40k. So if you've got that army, soon you'll be able to use it in 40k as well. Um, so yeah, that's. You can see Chris that. rushing out to buy that one. I can as well. Apparently, there'll be fluff in there as well. So you know. Oh, um, will there? Will there be fluff to explain the fact that they completely ignored the uh, <laughs> War in the Webway and the rule books that they released and pretended it didn't happen? But uh, again, that's fine. Just do what you want, guys. It's a secret. That's why they <laughs> just, just, it. Just, it's pre- a secret. just pretend an entire black novel, black library book didn't exist. Um, okay, so we've got <laughs> another news. I spoke to Holly, um, the girl who designs the transfers, the T-shirts, the dice, and she said the Legion dice, the, so Death Guard, Iron Warriors, Word Bearers, they're coming back. They got the, the factory that previously made them went out of business. And uh, I remember at the time it was a big thing because I, I back a lot of Kickstarters and a few Kickstarters, um, had the say, had the issue with this factory going bust. Um, okay. So, you know, there are a lot of factories a, that, that needed those dice. Um, it was a dicey operation by the sounds of it. <laughs> oh, God. Dad joke there. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so making all the decisions based on John's rolling. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 Maybe that's all it was. It's like, what should we do today? As we did, let's not forget that at London, we, we did put our lunch for a scatter dice. We, we did. We did, actually, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, the um, those those dice, they're coming back. The, the same factory that makes Blood Bowl dice, so, which are really good dice, actually. I've got a lot of Blood Bowl dice. Um, so the quality is going to be good. Forge World were at this Warhammer Fest awaiting samples to get to the office before authorising a full print run. I'm so glad I sold my one for 
considerably more than I paid for them because they were rolling ones. Yeah. Um, now I can buy some more, and then they can roll ones too. Oh. My 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 word paradise <laughs> seem to seem to roll more sixes than they should. Chris's it's, like Chris's it's, it's because you know yeah my custodies dice they have there's never been a moment where they've completely let me down. I mean there have been so far there are some occasions where they weren't as good as they could be, but on the whole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were pre- they were pretty pretty reliable. So I think you know you just got to put faith in them. Okay, okay. So I'll move on now to the big big news of Warhammer yes. Fest. So the one that we've yes. all been waiting to hear. I'm going to insert the, two I, I, the discussion. Was it there? Should I? I'm going to insert a drum roll here. Adeptus Titanicus. Yay! It had its own <laughs> seminar, and as we know, it's set in the Horus Heresy, so we're going to cover it on this show, but there's going to be some dedicated podcasts out there, I'm sure. Hopefully one will be called Engine Kill. Please have one called Engine Kill. Uh, I, I can sense another spin-off coming. Nah, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> and they'll probably do a better job than us. So, okay. So going, so going, in the field. Sorry? We've got experience in the field. We've made all our mistakes, like in season one. Yeah, I know, but you know, I can't. Af- a, I can't afford to buy loads of loads of stuff to keep up and and, and do a constant. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not that rich. I'd have to keep buying and and playing more, and I, I don't right. get that many games. Right. That, so I, I'd rather that leave corporate. that. If yeah, someone wants a very to good join show. our network, network, I put that yes. in inverted quotes. Um, yeah, we we could we could certainly help you out there. But okay, we so could do, 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 do the Age of Empire banner. We can, uh, you know, yeah, we could yeah. do a patron thing, couldn't we, to say let people. If you want us to cover this, you're going to have to, you know, pony up a few quid. Sorry, <laughs> so we can play with the models that we want. <laughs> that you, we will pay for the models and go to the events that you want to go to. Yeah, to fair, it's not, I mean, that there's life. a there's a guy in America that wants the people that follow him to buy him a plane. So, I mean, <laughs> that's true. We're not we're not quite a religion, what's, are we? What's six, what's six hundred quid for three gates <laughs> yeah. sets of this thing? All right, so 2018 is going to be a good year for the release. They said uh, in the seminar because it's 30 years since the original box was released in 1988. So, you know, it was kind, wow. of, um, it was kind of a little bit of a, maybe that was a kind of a plan. No, probably okay. not. No. <laughs> uh, summary is that it's in eight millimeters and there'll be a wide range of Knights and Titans in plastic um, from, uh, from, from release day. Um, so people yes. can go really, as the, the term that was used in the little seminar I went to was people can go balls deep. <laughs> okay. Um, Interesting use of corporate language. <laughs> that was it. I look forward to seeing that on all of their posters. Hopefully. Okay. So, um, the Adeptus Titanicus, the Horus Heresy rule set. It's going to be a hardback rule book, dice, templates, cards, and accessories. Okay. So that's a basic box with the rules, templates, and you know everything you need to get started and play. You just need models. Then there's okay. going to be the Horus Heresy Grand Master Edition, which will contain everything in the rule box, as well as two Warlord Titans, six knights, and some buildings. Now, the way it was, so, it's being, it's going to be, the way it's suggested is that this is a box you split between two players. Which won't happen. No. Well, to be honest, I, I, and I'll go into why I think that will be a good choice for me personally, uh, apart from money. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it might be a good idea for for a lot of people, but available separately um, on release or soon after release will be a Warlord Titan uh, kit, 
a Reaver Titan, and a set of three knights. Um, also available will be a Civitas Imperialis and Civitas Imperialis, which are the modular building sets. And from those, you can actually build small, medium, and large buildings. It's a very, it's very modular. Um, so it's, you know, it's really, really cool. Um, okay. absolutely fantastic building set, building sprues. Uh, I've got photos of all the sprues. We'll put them in the show notes. Um, the, um, there will also be resin realm of battle tiles, uh, style tiles available. And there were three shown off along with a work in progress of a fourth. And these are really cool. My favorite detail in one of them was a crashed Xiphon, um, interceptor. Oh, yeah, that, that oh, really yeah, cool. yeah, it was really, really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing the sort of the terrain they do for this. Yeah. 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 Um, then they can have some fun with it, which would be good. It's, it's yeah. going to be really cool. Um, so you've also got command terminal packs, which will be available. Um, not quite exactly sure what they are. I believe they're sort of the, um, the, 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 the dials and, you know, the, the boards that you use to com- command the Titans, but obviously we're going to get better detail of them. Um, there are, of course, cards. In this case, you've got a pack of Warlord Battle Titan weapon cards. Again, I- I'm not sure what they're for, but I'm sure they'll be for the resin optional weapons that you'll be able to buy. Okay. And in the box, they have transfer sheets for Legio Mortis and Legio Griffoconicus as well. And on those transfer sheets, there's also sh- transfers for knights night houses that are associated with those two um legions oh, as cool. well. Yeah, cool. um, okay, so uh what I got from the tactics tactica session as well as the, the actual session. So knights have iron shields, they cu- iron shields, not iron shields. Uh, they come in groups of three to six and can be mixed. And what they said in the tactics session was mixed weapons is actually going to be the best loadout for them. On the sprue you get a um you get one of the three main ranged weapons that you can get in the plastic knights at the minute. So you've got the battle cannon, the the thermal cannon and the um the 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 um bigger uh, I can't remember what the name of it now. It's like a big gatling gun. Oh the like the Avenger cannon thing. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Avenger Gatling cannon isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um so a mixed loadout is said to be best. Um when the unit takes a wound, the individual knight is just removed. They've only got one wound each. Um the, right. there are stratagems in the game, just like 40k. Okay. So you've got stratagems in there. There is also a maintenance phase when you actually, you know, do all the maintenance work on all your Titans. So, you know, um, dealing with the reactors and stuff. Okay. Um, the average game will be a maniple versus a maniple. Now, a maniple will usually consist of between three and five Titans and approximately 12 knights. And that okay, should take about, big, that should take, yeah, that's, that's... that should be a 2000 point game and should take around <clears> two hours. And when they say five Titans or three Titans, is that three like Warlord right. Titans or like well, a Warlord Titan and two? There are, there two are some, or there are some set there are some set maniple types, so a bit like formations from seventh edition forty K. So okay. Okay. two that they mentioned were an Axiom uh, maniple, which is a Warlord, two Reavers and two Warhounds, and a Venator, which is a Reaver and four Warhounds. So and they come okay. with bo- they come with bonuses and stuff. So Okay, got it. But you can have more titans outside that, but they're not part of that particular maniple. Right, I see. What oh, you okay, mean. so yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, you have a maniple which has got some sort of bonus for being that maniple, and then you can have another one just coiling around on his own. Yeah, or, or and you can have your knights as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. There will be a campaign book uh, called Titan Death, um, which will be following up in the initial relief, and this is set on Beta Garmon. 
Now, Guy Haley is also writing a Black Library novel by the same name, which is covering the events in this campaign book for Black Library. That was oh, previously nice. announced at Warhammer Weekend. So Titan Death by Guy Haley is coming at some point. Cool. Um, cool. It was mentioned by Tony that the Grand Master Box is a big, heavy thing. It takes a lot of work to put it together. So it may only be available in the initial print run. It might not be in print permanently. Okay. So does it buy it now? If you want that, and apparently it works out as you get a Warlord Titan for free, might be worth buying it. Excellent. Doesn't sound like a bad thing, does it? Yeah. So, so yeah, especially given some of the, sort of the costs people are sort of thinking about for some of it. Could yeah. Be. Yeah. So in the box, the different Titan Legios will have different rules. And the two in in the in the initial rule book, the two legio the two legios that have rules are Legio Mortis and Griffonicus. Um, oh, big thing, which was which was a bit of a reveal at the uh, tactic session, because um, um, they didn't the the guys who were who who were giving it didn't realize this, but if you remember the original epic and in, in, in Detectors kind of mechanics, it was in centimeters, wasn't it? Yep. And this one is not; it's in inches. Okay. So it was it was quite a surprise when the guys who were you know designing the models and doing the tactics sessions were like oh was it and everyone was like yeah yeah it was in centimeters so <laughs> um, the titans have a set loadout the titan models they have a set loadout on the sprue due to space now okay so so you get set weapons now the warlord has built in magnet holes for five by one millimeter magnets but right. the war the 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 reaver. I put Warlord in the notes here. The Reaver uses ball joints, so that's going to need some drilling and modeling work to magnetize it. All right. But the Warlord is okay. completely fully magnetizable. So okay, cool. The Night Sprue, the Night Sprue has an errant Paladin and Warden on the Sprue. Yeah, no carapace weapon, but they've got the little holes there, so they are possible as a future resin upgrades. Right. Um, Titans will be able to ram into each other. Cool. So that's going to be that's going to be awesome, but the way they described it was the titans are big lumbering things that take you know they're difficult to turn around. Um, you know it takes yeah, them and, to, they're, they're big and lumbering yeah, things, and the right knights and the knights are the quick skirmishers that you know okay, get yeah. into position quickly and can fire all around them, whereas the the titans have a set sort of um, uh, firing arc, um, yeah. which is one of the that templates. Um, the terrain is destructible. Oh, so that's interesting. you can destroy the buildings. Um, Just, now using the two forces in the box set you get, the Grandmaster box set, you should get a 40 minute game out of that. Nice. Um, okay, there'll cool. be no pre-measuring allowed. This is going to be a, a real difference, isn't it? Cause it I've is. forgotten what it's like not to do pre-measuring. Yeah. No pre-measuring allowed. So that's a, that's a new one for us. Well, not a new one. It's an old the... one, really. Yeah. Yeah, just going back to the the movement thing because I know I'm gonna go slightly off heresy here, mm-hmm. but with um like uh, Star Wars Armada, for instance, you do your you like you shoot first, then you move, and things like that. Um, because sort of represent the yeah the force and the the size of the ships. Did anyone ask if anything like that was going to be? Done or if it's going to be done in the same process as like movement uh, shooting players. You know no one did ask that, but I think it's very similar to to the way it was done normal. before. So normal, yeah. normal, normal right. for us, really. So yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Um, right. So what else was there? Um, a standard game is going to be played on a four by four board, but you could play it on a six by six by four if you need to. And the Warlord Titan, its sprues—they're the same size and number of sprues as a Knight Errant or Paladin. 
So you know the the eighty five pound knight that came out four years oh, ago. Okay. On the same number, yeah, so. number and size of bruise. That I mean, there is so much detail on it. It's about the size. It's maybe a little bit taller than an armager, but okay. there's a lot of plastic that goes into it. I mean, there's a ridiculous yeah, amount, of, just so much detail. Um, and in the seminar, Andy Hall had said that in eight millimeter scale, an Imperator Titan would be the same size as a twenty-eight millimeter Reva. But wow. again, we so take that six with, months and then we'll, then we'll see one scratch built possibly, but I always take that with a pinch of salt because in, um, in, in the fluff, I mean, it differs, you know, some of them say, oh, it's 150 meters tall. Oh, it's 400, it's 40 meters tall. You know, an, an Imperator is a, um, you know, it's never really had a set, set size in the fluff. So, so the Imperator is the one that's on the cover of that, um, binary book. succession. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a cast on its back. It's, yeah, it's got a whole city. So, an Arriva Titan is no is no small model, is it? It's a you know it's a couple of feet tall. This thing yeah. in twenty eight mil scale. Yeah, I mean, what's a Reva? Three foot, I guess. I'm guessing. It's uh, got to be at least. Yeah, it? probably knee high, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think a Reva's quite that big. A Warlord is. No, is a Reva's pretty big. Is a Reva that I mean, big? A, well, I think my war my Warhound Titan on the base. Has got to be at least fifteen inches, I think. Mm. I'm guessing. I haven't got it in front of me, so I can't. I'm tall with imperial measurements, so. So let's say thirty centimeters. Okay, I've I've, I've googled it quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! Here we go. So a warhound is mm-hmm. ten and a half inches. Right, which is a twenty-five re- centimeters roughly. Yeah, a reaver is fifteen point three inches. So that's what's that? Um, uh, two yeah. foot. Just over two foot? No, two foot's 24. So it's 12 inches to a foot. Okay. Isn't it? So it's a foot and a half. So it's 80. Yeah, so, it's a foot and a half, basically. Yeah. And then okay. the, the big boy is 22 and a half inches. Right. Okay. Got you. Okay, Michael, you are probably right then. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so that's that's what we've got from Adeptus Satanicus. And we can expect a lot more reveals about this. I'm hoping we get something at the UK Games Expo, which is, uh, which I would have seen the Games Workshop seminar yesterday by the time this episode comes out. So I will upload, cool. I will, I will put stuff out for that straight away. So you might know more than us now when we're listening to this. Um, do you know what I like about this game well, as a conceptually is that because you can get a one off model and it be, part of them you know if you buy a heresy army you've got 10 models to paint generally minimum or five models if you're you know doing an infantry squad or you're doing a tank whereas this i quite like the idea of just going into games workshop in my lunchtime and just picking up a reaver titan yeah if it should be going to sell them and, and then bringing that back and then adding it to my mana pool or something like that mm-hmm. you know for the next time i play so that's really appealing to me i don't know how long it's going to be available in stores I'm assuming it's going to... Is Necromunda available to buy from uh, Games Workshop? The, the basic box set and the yeah. two original gangs are available in most Games Workshop stores. But beyond Got that, you. they are not yeah. available. It's the same with... It, it's Well, I think the Horus Heresy stuff is different, but that's only because, you know, that stuff is, is usable in 40k. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the specialist game stuff simply isn't available in store beyond starter sets. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fine but, because the web, the web operation, you know, the ordering off the web is fine. It's cool. Okay. Um, it's, it's but yeah, I say, having one model and then, you know, t- getting that built and painted probably in a 
you know, week or so is quite appealing. And then so, with hopefully, mag, you know, resin upgrade kits. Yes. So you can yeah. just magnetize yes. them. And other Titans, one assumes, um, you know, maybe they might start doing special character Titans that are in resin, for example, from Forgeworld. Maybe all resin upgrade kits. I look forward to seeing them do the, um, if, when they do the psychic um titans oh, yes. Side yeah. titans, yeah. Sinister. i mean one thing Sinister, they did yeah. i mean one thing they did say again and again and again because people asked it again and again and again they were asking when you're going to do marines when you're going to do when you're going to do uh you know go, do the full epic range and they were like look we, we we don't plan on it right now simply because we want when we did epic originally the game became about um you know the the marines the tanks the 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 you know, that, that stuff instead of being about the big stompy robots and the big stompy robots okay. ended up sitting on the back lines, just shooting. Whereas what we want with this game is for its focus to be on the big stompy robots going up and getting in combat with each other and, you know, doing oh, some yeah, damage. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to do, uh, and we don't want to do a game with more Marines, uh, where the Marines are the focus, because if you want that, you can just play 28 mil Horus Heresy. Yep. Fair enough. I think, I mean, if people were epic models still, I'm sure they could do some you know, scenery and things like that. That's quite cool. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's cool. It's cool. I, 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 you know, I'm happy with it being just Titanicus because I do want to just play with Titans. If I want to play with Marines, I will play with my 28 mil Marines. All right. Yeah. So that's the news about Titanicus, which I think is cool. pretty pretty awesome. Um, we yeah, got we're all very excited for that. Aren't we? So, a little bit yeah. of news about Malevolence, um, which. I'm going through here. We've got, um, okay. So malevolence. So next book, um, book eight and it features yeah. blood angels versus demons and white scars versus alpha legion and possibly with some space walls. Although the alpha legion and the space walls did not get mentioned in this particular seminar. So, uh, so some people are speculating they've been cut. I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. Um, the fact okay. that they've suddenly brought out a lot of models for them would make me think. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe they're just cleaning up gaps. So, um, right. So demons in the book, they'll actually start off rock hard and get gradually weaker as the game goes on. So what they are is instead of demons that have been summoned, like they were in seventh edition 40k, um, they've actually chosen to manifest in reality themselves. So when they come in, they're really tough. They're really strong. Um, but they gradually get weaker and weaker as their grip on reality weakens. So they're an army that's got to get up in your face right away. Um, they can't, okay. they can't sit back and wait for you to come to them. They, they start off hard and they get easier to kill as the game goes on. It's, so I think that's quite a cool mechanic. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a bit different. different. Yeah. So they're going to be, uh, dominions, which I suppose are the demon equivalent of rights of wars. They said there were six in total, four of which sort of a very much representative of the four main gods. Um, you don't have to take them but they offer different ways of building your army and different victory conditions. So I found that quite interesting, the, the different victory conditions. Okay. Um, there are relics which were developed by the legions during the Horus Heresy specifically to fight demons called Psychana relics, and they're going to be in the books. Nice. So you'll have, you know, weapons to, to deal with these demons um, to help you. So I, they call them yeah. Psychana relics, so maybe they're, they're relics like what you have with... Um, with the books already, so maybe there'll be an optional campaign thing or something. Okay. Um, Chondax will get uh, really expanded in Malevolence to show how the Alpha Legion got involved, and it's going to be... Uh, it was said it's going to be a new form of campaign for Heresy, because one of the questions I was asked to ask, and I did ask, was 
because Chondax was very much a, in the books that we know of, was a White Scars versus Alpha, sorry, White Scars versus Orcs instead of Alpha Legion. Yeah. Um, they're going to sort of go on how the Alpha Legion were manipulating the White Scars uh, to keep them there and stuff. So, okay. We'll, we'll... So no, no, no rules for uh, 30k Orcs just yet then? No. No. <laughs> um, uh, the existing plastic range of demons will make up the bulk of the demon army list with resin special units. Um, cheap? Cheap wasting heresy? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, they've got a new unit called a Demon Lord, which is essentially a Primarch level character. So not quite a Demon Prince, um, I don't think, or maybe a little bit more, but it, you know, it's still to be expanded, obviously. Uh, there are units of possessed troops. So these are bodies which are living or dead, which will have been forcibly taken over by demons. Um, and they're going to be quite different to the Galvorback for the word bearers who, who have voluntarily joined. So wow. interesting to see how they, they work. Yeah. They sound, um, really interesting, don't they? As a concept. Yeah. Now the demons list will allow you to build the list how you want. And there will be few, if any rivalries between the gods. Because I guess so, they're all united at this point, you know, yeah. to destroy Terra. Yeah. Now, they spoke oh, about um, demons being yeah, able to... Sorry, go on. Um, I suppose because... The... And also, you haven't got the the Primarchs being full possessed, sort of causing all sorts of yeah intermingling. And to it's a degree... A, you know, it's a united front. And to a degree, it's because the, because this war is being told, the books are told from the point of view of the Imperium. The Imperium doesn't know about the gods and the different types of demons there are. Yeah. So that's why they, they come across as very, you know, as, as very generic um, with just different, different characteristics. So, um, right. So what else we got? Oh, they, they talk about demons being able to come on via warp rifts, which are five inch templates, which you place on the table, which count as enemy units and sort of act as a table edge for demons. See, I'm sure yes. there was a rule for this, Previously, in one of the in demons books, seventh edition, you could there was a thing that you could do. Yeah, summon, summon demons from it. It was almost identical oh, to that, except if I remember it? rightly, it wasn't a five-inch template; it was a three and a half inch. Or yeah, it was one of the small blasts, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. Template. But yeah. it was a thing. It was an upgrade. Um, yeah, it was a um, a relic kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes, that was it. There'll be lots of new ways of making demons available in Heresy, including as allies to traitor forces. So, so your word bearers. Yep, word bearers, and well, any other traitors, because obviously, uh, you know, later on in the heresy, the you know units like you know armies like Sons of Horus were very, very much aligned with the demons. See, I would, I don't think I'm worried. So I wouldn't feel. I mean, I'm just, obviously they conversed with them, into, but more about like the demon engine stuff. You know, you know, putting demon souls into vehicles and things, rather yeah. than having like loads and loads of you know plague bearers. Or something. Yeah, it's not really their sort of. But your world yeah. eaters, I mean, world eaters. You get, get the no, um, bad letters. Yeah, that that would be perfectly fine, I think. Particularly, okay. like say, a latter but, stage. But as I say, it depends when people are sort of setting their armies, isn't yeah. it? Because if, if you're doing it just turned or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, on one of the desks, there was also a um, a uh, list of forces who were uh, at Chondax on the on the Emperor's side, and right at the bottom of the list was an interesting nugget: a unit of jet bike. Um, cis silent sisters okay so that could be quite interesting that makes sense yeah yep. I sense they need to, to keep up with the scars sort of another yeah, model they, they need to move on don't they yeah because 
they're, they're quite slow, aren't space managers? Basically, so they've got their flight. They've got their. Uh, what's the name the is June, now? They've got the their June little the June thing. transport thing, but they're not. Um, as a yeah. as a range, they're not particularly well rounded out. Yeah, not yet. They've got lots of stuff to to missing, um, and then they're talking about when they were asked when is malevolence coming. We've heard, uh, you know, originally there was a lot of talk of maybe late this year, um, but Tony was quite clear. If it's, it, it, it's probably going to be early next year. So I would imagine we will have book eight. So malevolence will be with us by, um, Warhammer weekend, the, 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 the Horus Heresy weekender next year. So that'll be what, two years without a black book? Two years without a black book. Yeah. Okay. So set your expectations. Warhammer weekender next year. I would, I would personally predict. Okay. It's time to save after spending all the money on um, Titanicus thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the books are what, 70 quid a chuck, aren't they? So they're not cheap. Yeah. Um, oh, well, you know what? I didn't mention when Titanicus was coming out. Titanicus point. is coming out in August. Sorry. Didn't even mention that. Right, but oh. I suppose you probably know. Yeah. Titanicus um, in August. Any um, idea on cost yet? They for Titanicus. Um, Tony Cottrell said that Titanicus, the Grand Master box, was going to be the most expensive plastic box that Games Workshop have ever released. What, but it what's will the cost, current record holder? It will cost less than £200. <laughs> okay, so... There's, uh, essentially, when you think about it, there's two, there's two knights in there. Um, yeah, but, and, they're, and I think they're on the same sort of sprues as the current thing. Yeah, the Renegade was what 120. Then throw in some terrain, throw in the rule book. You know, yeah. I mean, Renegade doesn't contain a full full rule book. I mean, it's a hardback rule book. Um, cards, templates, the, the little knights. Um, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be 199 pounds and 99 pence. It's it's gonna be around the 200 uh, 200 quid mark. I it? don't think it will go that high. Personally, I think we're looking at 150. Um, but let's see. Let's see. We'll, we'll, um, you know. I guess we'll... the question is do you think the market could take a 200 pound box set? I think they probably could. Again, know, with this yeah. set. that's one of the reasons why I think this is a set designed for two people, that cost. And when you're thinking about it, it's, 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 you're not, when you look at the, the maniples, you're not going to want more than one warlord, at least initially. Um, yeah, but, I mean, people w- w- want to do maybe Legio Mortis and a traitor, you know, one of your traitor yeah. legion and a Harvest Legion. I think what some people will, I think, and I, I must admit, I'd love to do that eventually. But right now, and I, I, I think we've spoken about it, Graham, about splitting a box. Yeah. Because I, A, I want opponents, and B, I want to get, st- I, I, I don't, you know, uh, I don't want to miss out on the value of the, the, um, the box. I would rather split it with someone, you know, someone else get into the game. Buy a rule book, a second rule book, um, with the templates and stuff for myself and just crack on with it and then build my art and then build my Titan Legion slowly okay. from there. Yeah. And then maybe add a later think... one in. This box set is, um, as I said, I pretty clear, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's designed with two people in mind and that seems to be the implication. Yeah. I suppose I, I might have a chat with the third Mills brother Sorry. and see what, see if he wants yeah. to maybe do that. Personally, I think this is a this is a test for how much the veterans market because this is where this is aimed at, isn't it? Oh yeah, this yeah. is this is a more is a... complex game. It is not yeah. a game that you will that you, that you will take. I mean, Age of Sigma and 40k these days are a lot simpler games. They are games that um, you know. I mean, I'm not 
I wouldn't be too afraid to to take a ten year old to try and introduce them to it. Yeah. But looking at Adeptus Titanicus, looking at all the the stuff you've got to do, the management of your of your plasma reactors, because uh, I mean that control panel is really complicated. There's lots of little plastic tokens. Got, oh yeah, I've forgotten about that as well. It's mm. it's really it looks really really complicated. It's gonna take a lot to master this game. It's not a game for a kid. It's a game for an established veteran like us. Um, and I think but that, that model is exactly what Specialist Games goes for, isn't it? I mean, they're, you know, and that's what Andy said. I think, you know, the, the, the Specialist Games range, the Heresy Game range, the Necromunda Games range, and this, you know, they're all aimed at a specific demographic, which is people who are probably, you know, my age, younger like you guys, um, who, generally speaking, have probably got a bit of disposable income at this point. Hopefully. If you have a hobby where basically you're spending £15 on five guns, £200 for a big box set probably doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. And I know that's me being massively generous, yeah. but I'm, I'm guessing that you know, that is where their market is, and they know that's where their market is. And, and they may be and, thinking, and actually, hard, hardback these... books aren't cheap. I mean, just look at Lego as an example. Oh, God, yeah. Lego. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know it's a, but you know, the Lego specialist Lego ranges. Oh, very incredibly expensive. expensive. I mean, you, you, you know, see hundreds that, of pounds. That really expensive yeah. Millennium Falcon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's what that's what I think they're going for, and I think that good all power to them. You know, putting a quality product like that out and putting it at that price, they yeah. could probably turn a profit on it. Which but is probably what they want. They do. know the interest is there. I mean, this is all people have talked about now for since it was first sort of teased, uh, previewed. It's, it's, yeah, it's not a loss leader, is it? Like, say, maybe the forty k box set is. Or even the heresy right. box set. You know, well, it, a... it can't be a loss leader. Exactly, uh, it can't be a loss leader. Now, I'm I'm kind of hoping to a degree because I just thought I'd have a look and see what are the some of the most expensive kits on the Games Workshop site. I'm hoping that when they say the most expensive, uh, they don't include the Realm of Battle as a um, yeah example of that. I'd imagine they mean a game. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Um, the most expensive I can see are things like um, the the Sector Mechanicus Hive Shield, but that's like two bo- two. That's just a box of pre existing stuff. So, um, yeah, there's not a massive amount, but it's over the hundred pounds mark. I so, think it would be, you know, sort of. It's going to be above a hundred. Stand standalone games. It's going to be about, like uh, it's going to be about one hundred and twenty because that's Renegade. That's probably the most expensive game box that they've ever they've ever put out that i can think of. okay so okay let's let's sort of draw this i think they're going for a specific market so i'm going to go my guesstimate for the cost of this place, is going to be place your, place best, your bets okay where do you think it's going to be i think it's going to be somewhere around the 200 pound mark i think it's about 175 150 okay. all right well we'll see when it comes out who was closest yeah uh, and we'll get bragging rights for you know 25 minutes when we're next all together <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so just before we go, uh, finish off the Warhammer Fest um, news. There were some advanced releases there. You had Altharius for 75 quid and the Lernian Terminators for 60 quid. I picked both of them up for Aiden um, for his, yep. his, uh, his Alpha Legion. I didn't know he played Alpha Legion. I'm, I'm guessing he's painting them. Um, there are also Alpha Legion and Salamander's uh, doors for the Mars Pattern Rhinos, the Demios Pattern Rhinos, and the Land Raiders. That was it. <sighs> 
So that's, we love that's, a door. That's, that's Warhammer Fest. Door so, fetishes of the world are in absolute rapture at that. I, I, I would, I would, I, I would I've never laugh. Told you about my but my I, door collection book. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just I, buy them and just stick them into a little book and foil cover them so that sure. dust can never I, touch. I, I bought I a world. I bought a whirlwind Scorpius at Warhammer Fest. Um, for my for my um for my death guard because I think I am going. Uh-huh. What's the phrase that they use? Balls deep. Um, <laughs> balls deep. Well, you don't want to go that. You don't do that into death guard. Family that's show. How, that's Family how you show. get rashes. And um, all bearings deep. I possibly. bought the I bought the um, Demios pattern um, doors for the um, death guard, and they're really nice. So. Do you know what? Actually, Chris, now you mention it, I reckon you could probably make quite a nice little collectible item without that, couldn't you? Just get all the right. If you've got the rhino doors and you painted them up nicely and you put them on a, you know, in a frame with yeah. a glass thing, that would yeah. be a talking point, wouldn't it? Be, oh, Absolutely. A collection, of, collection of rhino of, doors. Of rhino doors. Well, thank you very and much. And you can have Demios patterns, you know, the, exactly. the, the Mars patterns. Yeah, but they're, they're quite. I nice. mean, they're nice. Okay. Yeah. I think that's. Uh, there's it's a winner. There's, there's mine to be made in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. All right, so we'll uh, quickly knock on to uh, books then. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're on to our book section. And Graham's done a bit of readings this month, so we're going to get his initial impressions. He hasn't finished a book. Um, <laughs> but Ever. Oh, that's, such not, that's so not true. I loved reading. I don't know what's happened with me and reading. You know, I've kind of... I used to read all of the time. You know, every time I was on a train, every time I was doing anything, I was reading. I blame mobile phones, smartphones. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah, so I have. I I actually deliberately went out and got myself a, a e-reader. You know, the Kobo thing, I think it is. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, what I wanted is I didn't want anything with any kind of internet connection other than to go and get books with because I knew that if it had Facebook and all the rest of it on there, I'd just start looking at that rather than reading the book. So I have started reading um, First Heretic, which I, which I enjoy a lot, actually. I've got to say, I don't know why I haven't managed to get through it um, as quickly as I'd like. I think just my own stupidity, really. But I really like the style of it. And I really... The, the problem with these heresy books is every time I read one or listen to an audio drama, I think, oh, I'd love to read that. <coughs> and... Yeah. Um, you know when we did our show about ultramarines the other week and i was like oh i really like ultramarines this book is so far completely how much i don't like ultramarines even though (laughs) they're kind of you know they are they've got the we're just following orders excuse um you really feel for law for um the world word bearers in this one i think yeah um and you and i know that they've got a really annoying character who's you think oh, if only he hadn't stuck his oar in, then with you know nobody would have betrayed the emperor and everything would have been great. Um, they've got their reasons, haven't they? They're not without justification, I think. Mm. No, no, um, definitely not. So I think you know when we had this discussion not so long ago about whether we felt that the Iron Warriors had a big enough case to to you know turn their back on the emperor, and we said actually, yeah. no, nah, not really. Just you know, Perturabo was just a bit of a crazy guy. In, in yes. this one, I think there's an absolute justification, just without putting any spoilers in there. There's a fantastic, the, the beginning bit of this book is brilliant, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. And it does something in it that is the only time I've read a heresy book where I've actually gasped, you know, physically gone, what? 
um, when something happens, which is just incredible. So, you know, a real, really good book. So I will get it finished and I'll give a full review next week. But um, in terms of how much, I'm, you know, the idea behind it, the way it's written, uh, the pace of it, it's it's really interesting. And, and you do get a great insight into that, you know, spoiler alert, I suppose. But, you know, the, the worshipping of the emperor as a, as a deity and the emperor's wish and will to prevent that from happening, um, which is really interesting because, you know, if you ever sort of think, well, actually, did they ever have a, like a lessons learned meeting after the heresy, you know, and somebody went, so guys, we got rid of the, you know, the, the, the heretics and we've sent them all back to the eye of Horus. So uh, where did this all go wrong? Where did we go wrong as a you know collective group here? And, you know, they probably say, well, you know what? Well, it was that you know first bit where we decided that the emperor wasn't a god, and then they'd probably have to look around and say, actually, what are we doing now exactly? We're worshiping as a god, so I can totally see that you know they've got a good case. In my it's book. not. I think as we sort of briefly discussed when we were together, it's not quite as clean <laughs> I'm a black... cut as that. It's not like <laughs> it's not like the emperor died and everyone suddenly went right. Hang on, because the primarchs are still around at that point. You are quite. And right. still... and you, you did so point it's out. A, Error my argument. There is a there is ten thousand years between where this story ends and where the next section of that begins, and there is a lot of stuff that happens. You are quite right. I mean, I'm a machine. Deification of the emperor beca- <laughs> only happens after that point because well, it's progressing slowly at this point because with his divine uh, his willpower, he's doing, doing stuff throughout the galaxy. Um. I mean, the thing is, though, you could argue that even in the heresy, I mean, if you take Garrow, for example, the book's about Garrow, it it mentions quite a lot about this kind of weird psychic force manipulation that is the Emperor. You know, one of the first books, The Flight of Eisen, you know, it mentions it. And there's even a character in there that you think, actually, that's a personification of some kind of otherworldly entity that isn't a chaos god. Mm. So, no, no. But you're right. You know, I assume that basically at the moment that all of the traces were kicked back to the Eye of Terror, then all of the Primarchs disappeared, which wasn't the case. No, there's a there's a there's a bit of time between those events happening. So, which is probably why they but, burn all the records of the Heresy, just so that people don't remember it. Yeah, in, yeah I mean, they're just in the, in the far future. So, yeah, all in all, um, it's been a very good book, and it's really interesting to read about these early. Um, pivotal moments, really, in the in the heresy law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very, so, very good book. Um, okay. So yeah, so moving on to um, what book came out this month that uh, that I've managed to read and review. We had Wolfsbane uh, by Gay, Guy Haley, which is only a second full um, heresy heresy novel, which is um, hard to believe because it's it's a really pivotal, important one. So, well, I say pivotal. I, it's, it's a good one. I, I started. Re- I've read the first sort of first chapter, the, the opening bit. Oh, well, um, the meeting! And I'm, between... I'm hooked. I'm gonna. Yeah, the meeting is. Uh, yeah, between it's... Horus and um, uh, that whole thing. I, I'm hooked at that point. I'm once we're done. Yeah, to read uh, this evening. That's I'm gonna do a pretty good hour of reading on that book. That's a that's a really good good section, and uh, you know it, it's it's sort of really insightful because because it's uh, you, you know you learn a, a lot about at, at that point in time. You know how many of uh, how many of the, the the primarchs had been rediscovered at that point? Yeah, which is you know in the order in which they were discovered, which is quite interesting. Uh, and 
bit yeah, surprising because sort of gives you an, an, it's an insight into into Horus in in a way. Yeah, a big insight into Horus. Um, so yeah, um, really, really good book. It's book 49 in the series and, um, it's a direct sequel, I suppose, to Vengeful Spirit and Wolf King. Um, I think you really need to have read those two. So if you haven't read, read those two, go, go, go read them before you read this because there's a lot of stuff that happens in them, which, you know, um, is direct, you know, you know I, follows I really, up these. I, I don't like space wolves. I've got. <laughs> Not they're not quite at mechanicum levels of dislike, but there's something but about I think them. the 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 heresy space rules and the again heresy space rules the 40k space rules it's very different creatures. It's like for, it's like 40k and and 30k ultramarines. The 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 40k yeah. ultramarines are a bit mm, pants. Um, I, I I would have to honestly say, but the um the the 30k ultramarines are awesome. Um, and it's the same with it's the same with these the 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 the, the space walls in um, in 30k are a lot more interesting, a lot better than um, than they than are. They become in, than the, yeah, when the, the Valkyrie and Rick are as yeah, they're they're a lot more with, interesting. I think the the problem is in both of the instances where I've got a strong dislike of things of these, it's usually because there's a hypocrisy involved. So. You know, the way that the Magnus thing, or at least the way the Thousand Suns were treated by um, the Space Wolves, and the same in the way that the Ultramarines treated the word bearers, both of those things kind of jarred with me. I was like, you know, I feel that the the, the traitor side of the argument was much stronger. But the Space Wolves in the Thousand Suns things are are victims in a way, because they are played by... The Emperor gives them a, a, a course of action... Um, and then Horus fuels the fire, yeah, and twists twists the objective. So that yes, what they do isn't great, and the fact that they've probably done it before is also not great on their front. But True. they are not the clean cut bad right. guys. They they weren't I, I sent there to they weren't sent there to persecute that the thousand suns out of the ground. The ultramarines were, but um, you know the thousands the the space was was sent for the thousand suns just to get Magnus. And bring Horus, him back and to have a manipulated chat. them. Yeah, exactly. So they're not. The thing is, if you said, you know, I know what you mean, though. But... Take your, take your, you know, your your Primarch, your father. Fundamentally, they're not going to go without a fight, are they? But, I mean, by the time they'd got there, Horus already twisted the. That's true. I mean, he'd certainly stoked twisted the knife. Yeah, I think that you know it was it was a shame. I think that's it's the promise of what things could have been. And you're right, really, the the people I need to. You know, my ire should be firmly focused on Horus. Sons of Horus, Horus and the Emperor. They're the bad guys. And Erebus. Yeah, Erebus. Erebus, of course. Our old chum Erebus. Everyone yeah, hates Erebus. There's a reason why I haven't bought him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt your uh, your book. Yeah, no. Now. So, so you got the. So you got the space wall. So it starts off as we talk, spoke with the meeting between Lehman, the first meeting with Lehman Ross and Horus, and you know, really, really, as we said. Insight, you know, huge insight into the order in which the primarchs were discovered, how many were discovered up at that point, and and the uh, and and how you know Horus felt at no longer being the first son, you know, the the, the only son, the the primarch. Yeah, it's son. really sort of a. So oh, I'm not special now. Yeah, sort of like a a jealous a jealous older brother. So I, I don't think anybody here knows how that feels. <laughs> 
I'm the youngest. <laughs> I'm the oldest, so yeah, I know. I, I know how he feels. I know how he feels. These young upstarts coming, being cuter and uh, I'll, 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 and I'll leave that to ground. And yeah. Discuss. <laughs> so yeah, so so the wolves at the beginning of the book, they're on terror, and they've been striking out against traitor forces, and it picks up where Ruinstorm ends, um, with Sanguinius sort of uh, um, arriving on terror and being greeted, and it's at this point where Lehman sort of Russ goes, you know what? There's probably enough people on on Terra now to defend it, so I'm going to go off and try and kill Horus. Um, so that's that's basically which, is, which is a very rust thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a very rust thing to do. He's sort of like, you know what, my guys prepared the way for me on on, on the Ventral Spirit. Um, you know, in the book, the Ventral Spirit. Um, let's yeah. let let's go off and finish Horus. Um, let let's let's end this war before it gets to Terra. Um, and um, you know that's that's basically what he does. So he goes via Fenris because he decides he needs to seek seek advice um, from from the land, as it were, um, which is a bit different. Uh, <laughs> you know, for a, you know, it, it, it's it's a very interesting book because you spend a lot of time dealing with with Lehman Russ and his contradictions. You know, him as the the believer in the imperial truth, yet at the same time the the believer in the spirits of uh, of Fenris. Um, you know the the hatred of, of, of psychic old powers. world, new world kind of yeah. The the hatred of um, psychic powers, yet the yet has absolute faith in his room priests. Um, yeah. you know you, you've got all this. It, there's a very 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 spiritual aspect to to some of his uh, um, his, his his things that he's going through um, with. Uh, you know that you that you go through with him and um you know the book it's got a lot of stuff happening at this point in the heresy um and you've got a few events coming together here so you've got the primarchs gathering at terra and then you've got the and then you've got the, the forces marching on their way to beta garmon um as well and this book kind of pulls together a few a few little threads um that, that we've we've seen and sort of finalizes them or expands them further um so it's doing so we're heading we're getting slowly closer to crunch time aren't we yeah we're getting slowly closer, and each book now seems to be focused on moving us towards the the final the final set of books um with the 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 um with the siege of terror um so we'll we're looking forward to that i think um i mean this book is really very much about the the, the space walls um and it's sort of a real continuation of the, the exploration of the soul of that legion that uh, that you got started by Dan Abnett and continued by Chris Rort. Um and it's and it's really good because I think that the Space Walls are are one of those legions which are, 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 you know in we know all about them in 40k and I think a lot of people would say that you know they're they're Viking Mary Sues that you know are a bit ridiculous. But in 30k there there's a lot more to them. You know, they've got a huge a, a real culture. And this sort of gets into that culture a lot more, um, yeah. which is really good. Um, you know, and you see the different sides of the walls and the Primarchs because they, they're dealing with what the Civil War has actually done to them because um, it's done some damage. Um, and the depiction of Russ, I find, is particularly good because he's not over the top and it's very much in keeping with Chris Rate's very introspective and intelligent King of Winter and War. So he's not a, I'm just going to go and smash things. He sort of thinks about it before he goes and smashes Horus. Yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a warrior king. I mean, he is yeah. a, he, he is a, he can't be a, a, 
create, you know, he gets predicted as a sort of a marauder, doesn't he? But you know, he's a he's a warrior king first and foremost. Yeah, so there's a, there's a there is some some pretty good um, introspection from from him as he sort of works out what he's doing, why is he doing this, how is he going to do it, and that works. And then, yeah, cool. uh, I mean, it's not really a massive action book. The focus is very much on the build up for it and how Russ prepares to face his brother, um, both in a physical and spiritual sense. I mean, um, I do the same. Yeah, every time. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> i mean the, the pace i found is rather sedate but once the action gets going it's really intense and quick a bit like a battle between primarchs would be um yeah and it's not a fault at that you know being quick because it's handled really well by Haley, and you know and it, and it answers the question how did russ get into the condition he was during the battle of yarrant is awesome so it sort of sets the sage for weirgeld the story at the end of korax as well oh, um, good so, so like i say it's bringing a lot of plink things together and answer to questions like why did he end up like this and then we've got a um and then we've also got a secondary story in the book which is sort of linked um which, which is linked because his story happens during the the battle between the two primarchs um and that's the story of belisarius call as a young tech addict um and he actually has probably a really good he has a really good storyline because he faces his own journey and it offers an insight because he's obviously a new major character in 40k and it sort yeah. of answers, you know, a, a few questions about him. Um, but he steals the show, really, because he's really humorous. Um, he gets a lot of great lines. Uh, I mean, the, 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 it's a book which is about Russ, but I really wanted to see more of Call. Um, so I hope he gets... Yeah, especially now, he's such an integral book. thing to it. That's the thing, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. He's... Uh, I mean, it's a really good book, and part, and re- a part, a big part of me wishes that they changed round this and Born of Flame because um, I think this would have made a better um, book, book fifty. Yeah, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because you got this, then you got Born of Flame, which is book fifty, which and Slaves just... to Darkness, which again looks like it's going to be an awesome book. Yeah, well, John French is a, it's a great writer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a, li- as I'm a little bit disappointed that that Born of Flame is book 50, because I think it's not that epic type of book that should be, mm. you know, for such a monumental number. Um, but I think that this would have this would have done that job quite well. It's a really, really good book. Um, you know, it, it sort of... It sort of deals with a battle that, that I think a lot of people have been wanting to happen. Um, and it, it sort of sets the stage very much for the siege as well. So... Uh, we've just got to, you know, we just, um, we know what happens next to Russ because if you've read Korax, it's in there. Um, this sort of just said how, how that happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah, not, not much in the way of, of Horus in there, which, you know, he just sort of shows up at the end as the big bad. Well, I think Slaves to Darkness will be his next, next time to shine. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, really looking forward to that release, uh, getting yeah. released because it's going to be an epic book. So yeah, so that's, that's that one. So what books have we got upcoming? We've got Born of Flame, which is due on the 9th of June. So that is a week, a week, a week today when this, when this episode comes out. I think Graham yeah. has just dropped out for a moment. Um, we will, uh, obviously bring him back later in the show. He's gone, he's gone for his nap. Gone for a nap. Yeah. Old man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think he's back now. Are you back, Graham? Yes, I'm back. Yeah, yes, he's I'm back. back. He's just, just, a, just a micro nap. Okay, so we've then got Vulcan, Lord of Drakes, which is the limited edition Primarchs book that is due on the 30th of June. 
Then on the 14th of July, we have the next Primarch's book, Jagatai Khan, The Warhawk of Chagoras, which I'm quite looking forward to because apparently that deals with the, uh, deals with the uh, introduction of, uh, uh, of, um, uh, librarians. Then we've got on the 4th of okay. August, we've got Slaves to Darkness, which is book 51. Um, which is, uh, gonna be, uh, an amazing book, just going by the yeah. cover. Um, yeah. and, um, shouldn't be a judge a book by cover, but, you know, I think we are very much with this one. <laughs> and then you've got Lords of Terror, which is a collection of the Advent, um, Primarchs audio dramas with Jagatai Khan, not Jagatai Khan, um, uh, Cruz, uh, Kurz, where am I getting crews from? From the Santa Horus. Uh, Kurz, it's late. <laughs> um, Perturabo and Malkador. Cool. Um, so that's due out also on the 4th of August. So, um, and then there's, uh, the, Mal- the Malkador one I really enjoyed. That's the audio drama, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. They're the audio dramas. They're coming out on CD. Yeah. Um, so you can already buy them. So we won't bother reviewing them because we've already reviewed them. Um, <laughs> And then we've got Black Library Live is coming up uh, this month as well. On the 16th of June, I'm going there uh, along with my wife, Lindsay. Um, the seminars, signings, uh, Q&As, as well as pre-release books. And everyone go and gets a free copy of Hammer Hall and Other Stories, which is the introduction book for Age of Sigmar. Um, we've nice. currently got Heresy Orders attending. We've got John French, David Annadale, Nick Kime, Josh Reynolds, Guy Haley, Andy Smiley, and Dan Abnett as well as the series artist, Neil Roberts. All um, the guys. Yeah. yeah, some of the important ones. You know, missing Aaron Dembski-Bowden and uh, J- and um, and James Swallow, but um, who else are we missing? Well, missing a few, but, you know, we've got some of the, we've got some of the bigger names there. Um, there are three pre-releases for Heresy. We've got Vulcan Lords of Drakes, which is due out uh, two weeks later on the 30th, the limited edition, uh, the Primax book. We've got the Lords of Terror, which is due on the 4th of August. That's the CD with the free Primax audio dramas. And they announced last week that Slaves of Darkness will be available as well. So that's nearly, oh, you know, cool. that's a few months early. So I normally don't pick up, that, I don't know. I normally don't pick up the paper books because I like them in electronic form. Um, yeah. So okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to, I'm really tempted to because I want to, I want to read the next bit, but um, <laughs> it's just, I don't buy the paper books because they just lie around and they take up space after I'm done that with them. True. And, and I can fit the electronic ones and take them with me. It's, 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 it's bothering me. Okay. You know, cause I, I really want to read it, but. I think it's there tentatively, just that of reach sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's there, but you can't touch or read it. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's there. I might end up buying it. I don't know. What you do is you buy it, you read it and you give it to me and I'll store it in my house for you. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. That's friendship right there, Gray. That is. <laughs> I'll go that you're, you're a good friend to, to he'll Michael. make that he'll make that sacrifice for me yeah he'll do that for you yeah what a sacrifice sure, I'll do the favor what that's good what a hero yeah hero <laughs> um, heroes wear capes as they say so yeah so that's <laughs> so that's happening um you'll also be able to pick up sons of the emperor which is the primarchs anthology uh limited edition primarchs anthology which I'm going to pick up because I I'm just gonna pick it up it's only 10 pounds um may as well um and uh what else is there uh the black library events anthology as well which has been available for a while now um okay yeah, so nice. tickets 15 pounds and i think it's going to be a good day for anyone who's interested in the fiction side of the hobby and that's cool that's all we have to say about books this month yeah uh we're not mm-hmm. doing a tactical rules section because we, we this month 
we're just going to move straight into um, what we, you know, our trip to the London Heresy, which we pre-recorded. Yeah. So we'll uh, go straight into that then. Yes, indeed. Perfect. Seems like a long time ago now. It, yeah, does, it does, doesn't it? It does seem like a long time ago. <laughs> Thank you. 
changing gear, a changing gear called Mark III Infrash, which actually looks really, really good quality. They have their stand outside ours on the golf world, where they're, just, they're selling more brushes, they're selling some facing stuff, um, and actually all looks really, really quality stuff. Um, I got some Velcro space walls, um, looks like cloaks and torsos and a couple of power hammers. Um, you've got, you got some, we've all got random sort of different things from suppliers. Um, yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris, you got Nurgle, did you? Um, we've got the Space Marine exclusive Primaris Interceptor Spectrum Sergeant, the 30th anniversary Space Marine Sergeant they did, which um, is a little bit, yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to talk about 40k because that, that, that's going to let that, that that particular model let me down. Um, then we've got a Cromlick special pack. I've got one with a, an alt head in a fez, um, a little Cthulhu, um, some sort of combi bolter, um, a banner, the chaos banner. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you've got exactly the same as me. Um, Laser workshop, it says Warlord on it, and it's got a clear thing. I think we think you meant to swap your Warlord in there as so you can tell who your Warlord is, but we're not really that. It's a bit random, isn't it? Terrain, so uh, my, my, uh, so what door size did you get? Oh, you got a completely different base. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got dog tags for drop fleet, well, drop fleet, drop zone commander from TT Combat, which is uh, nice. We've got an Element Games pen, um, which we all know and love. Um, you know, if, if you want to go to Element Games, you know, use our um, the link on our website. You know, same as
lightning, a uh, bunch of preachers, an archers, two laser vindicators. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a couple of, couple of units of, of uh, you know, the, the, the true choice. Great players with, um, with uh, Priest of Penrith. And it was a really, really brutal game because he had, you know, both having a glaive on each side. We were literally, you know, wiping out each other's units, uh, and then uh, and doing some damage to each other. I mean, my blade went first. Um, his went a turn later, um, when my terminators got out of their Spartan and went nope, and Shane pissed it to death, and um, and Pal as well, um, and it uh, yeah, it killed them all with the the blast.
show. Um, I played David Simpson. Um, and, well, he only has one list. Um, and it's a tough one. It's, you know, it's got a printer, um, it's got the Volkite charger, uh, the, um, uh, the, the Volkite charger, the, 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 you know, a tooled out, a tooled out printer, pretty, pretty similar to mine, uh, with some terminators in a Spartan, um, and it's, you know, the way to, um, you know, lose friends and alienate people. And then there was the, um, then then there was a knight, um, an allied detachment of knights. And he had, as a seneschal, um, he had a, um, an atropos, and then he had a, uh, Simon Marshall, he had a knight crusader. Um, so, yeah, and then there was a Primaris lightning strike, you know, lightning with Kraken Yeah, yeah. 
but there was nothing for him to fire at initially um, until I deep struck in some assault marines. Um, next, next. Well, the valve, the valve wall back was supposed to come in, and um, I was hoping he would be distracted because he had the blade on his last leg. I thought, he's going to go for the gun. Hope he goes for the gun.
monster armor, is it? Yep. Um, it's an attempt to mortar Strignal, it's your Kelly's. Terminator Squad. Um, put four chain fists, a combat grenade launcher, stasis shells. Um, uh, in the Land Raid Phobos, which again is interesting because we don't often see the Land Raid Phobos. Um, veteran Squad with uh, eight guys in it, six combat plasma, two combat melter, marksman, rhino, another squad of veterans, two heavy monsters. Uh, and of course, molecular ass around. Then you have three, as a troop, three predators, uh, uh, you know, three predators for life and responses. And then uh, two identical uh, jet bike squadrons um, with eight jet bikes in them and molecular ass around. Uh, a, uh, a couple of javelins in a squad uh, with the uh, missile launchers. A Takara Venator and some uh, sky trainers, which is cool because this is the first time I've seen sky trainers actually used. Uh, the heavy support version. They all have multi melters. And yeah, it was a very, very good game. I like I, I, I like Eric. He's an excellent opponent. Um, excellent guy. Love, love, love chatting with him. Um, it was a really, really good game. Very close. Uh, my Glaive, you know, did, did what it needed to do. It earned its points back. Um, although it did shoot some of my Cal Ball back at one point. Yeah, I, t- I took out a couple of my own Cal Ball back. It was like, oh. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, but still, I don't know They, they it when they did struck, and then I didn't really have much of an option. If I wanted to do, if I wanted to kill his, uh, his master of armor, the Sakaru, I had to shoot my own guys, which was, yeah. Well, you know, blood barrels and sacrifice and stuff. Um, I chose as my secret target his, uh, monster dreadnought.
through, but yeah, excellent, excellent prayer. But the um, the molecular mass acid band, not a fan of isolation. I mean, we have one sort of miscommunication because I made a mistake with the organ channel rule, um, assuming that the whole squad. Um, sort of benefited from the seeing it, and he sort of made his shots when he put his guys trying to take out what he thought was a sergeant. And I was like, and he was like, no, no, that's a sergeant. Oh, because I've made my whole my plan was all about this. And I was like, you know what? I I misunderstood the rule, and I just said, yeah, you've taken out, the, yeah, and I just said, you've taken out the sergeant. We'll just do that because I made a mistake, and that was that was that was a cool way, you know, it was cool. 
majority of people here that is actually is being done by groups from the wall. And they've um, they've brought their own terrain and that looks that looks smashing. The Necromunda looks fantastic. that one's in the bar. That looks fantastic. Oh bar, speaking of bar, that was the only bar that was actually running for the whole I mean over six hundred people. I think it was near near seven hundred people. That was the only bar running. Alright guys, so um, we're back home, it's the day after, um, and uh, we are recording um, 
on the day we've all got off because Chris's back is ill and I don't work and Graham had already booked the day off, which Yay. I think he's thanking, thanking heaven for. I certainly am. It's a lovely day as well. So yes, and, and then we decided. I, I thought I'd put the thought out there to actually sit inside and not enjoy the weather. Quite right, because we are, after all, in, inside kind of guys. Oh, I've hopped up on painkillers at this point as well. So <laughs> what type of painkillers you hopped up on? Um, some neurofeny oh. back pain stuff. So amateur hour. Um, so they've been they're getting me through. Cool, because yes. yes, one thing that. We all suffered from us. Um, I had sore feet and I saw back yesterday from playing games in three days, not much sitting down. Yeah. I'm not a customer. I did all right. I managed to get sat down for my last two games. Okay, oh, cool. no. Yesterday was, I was in a CIA torture position for five hours. You were always seem to be playing down the front, Chris. Yeah, no, I think it's easy to put the, the skinnier people at the front. Oh, cunning well, I, plan! I, I was right at the front for my yeah. first two for my two games yesterday. So, it, but I was right at the front, so there were no other tables behind me. So, I was yeah. able to get uh, get get plenty of run. But I've seen pictures from the um, the forty k. Um, some of their tables were uh, intimate. Let's call it that. We'll come back to that because I think there's a there's a whole raft of discussion about this event um, per se. So, let's, so tell me about. So let's start with the game. So so Michael. Let, Talk us through your um, fourth game. So this is first thing Sunday morning. We'll right, was it way. was it Fire Strike or Fire something? We, fire Fall? Fire Fire Strike. I think it was called. It was um yeah we we've well organised podcasters that we are. Uh, we've we, we were so caught up in the in the event that we completely forgot to meant to note down what this mission was. Three, three was, chances um, to pick up the sheet and none of us succeeded. So uh, useless. So anyway, this um I, I'll talk it through. I think what this mission was from memory. So it was obviously an off-piste one, i.e. a non-red book one, which is actually good to see. Um, something that we could probably learn from. And what you had to do on this one was uh, it was the sort of standard kill points if i remember rightly i yeah. know oh, it's a three objective d3 plus three objectives yes okay and uh you also had this kind of random element which was as the the planet we were fighting on was um you know suffering from all of the bombardments and the, all of the crazy weapons of war that were being fired on it and um, it started to break up a bit yeah and uh, so there were these kind of random magma explosions that would come out so each player every turn in the shooting phase had a 40 mil um diameter item and basically you could put it anywhere and scatter it 3d6 and if it hit somebody i think it got strength six ap strength, dash hit strength five i think it was. strength five yeah strength, strength five strength yeah it was strength five yeah and it always hit the rear of the the vehicles so you could actually you know um get a even get a penetrating hit on something like a rhino um and so so basically that was what the sort of deal was um and it was whoever held the objects at the end of the game um, basically one. I think we've got two victory points or something for each objective off the top of my head. Yes, that, that so, sounds about yeah. right. So how did yours go? So who were you playing, Michael? Um, and what, what did they have? I was playing... Uh, was his name Scott? I don't know. I, I didn't play him. Uh, it was the guy that we were... Was, it was this the, the guy, White Scars list? The White Scars list that looked like Emperor's Children. Oh, oh yeah. yes. We met him in, we met him in the... Um, in the queue. Yeah, and we said, listen to the podcast. And now it's embarrassed. Yeah, it was a good, um, it was a good, uh, was a good, good game. Like I, I like my game against him. Um, it right. was a very, very enjoyable. Um, the, 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 um, the color scheme did confuse me. 
um, because I kept thinking, all right, this is happening because these are these are, these are uh, Emperor's children, but no, they were they were white scars. Um, were they were they traitor white scars? Uh, no, they no. were lawless white scars. No, I was, I was a tra- scars. I was of course, a traitor. They were, yes, 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 yes. I, I I was a traitor. So, but yes. no, it was it was a really good game. Um, the planetary effects were brutal towards me. Um, okay, absolutely. You know, knacked up. Uh, my um my what you call it a uh, squad of um uh, of heavy support marines with their volkite uh, culverins they they absolutely got ripped apart by these planetary effects um and because what it did if it hit cover it made it so you couldn't see through that cover it was um it became you know a uh, uh, um oh, like a flaming wreck wasn't it sort of thing? yeah it yeah just, yeah it was, it was so so flame. so of course, he put down his counters in the uh, building that my heavy support squad with their Volkite culverins in were, were standing in. So they oh, nice. had to move, which meant they were snap shooting, and yep. they um, they couldn't see out of the building that they were in. Cool. So it That's was it was uh, it was fairly it was fairly brutal towards them. Um, the gentleman's name, by the way, is Scott Bridges. So hi, Scott. Scott Bridges. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Um, and he had lots of bikes, lots of bikes. Mm. Um, but my glaive kind of did not, didn't, didn't. So, it, it, my, yeah. my glaive got its points back in turn one. I, I, I happened to come past your game and watch, uh, there's a big old squad of jet bikes and the glaive just deleted them. Because obviously they can't get a jink save. Nope, because the jinx is a cover save. And uh, yeah, you just... He was just taking handfuls of them off. Yeah, I mean, seven out of one squad. In, in that's one that's a lot of bikes to lose at a time. Uh, eight guys out of a tactical squad, um, and another five bikes as well, plus a Sakaran that went that, that blew up because of a haywire penetrating hit, and that was all in turn one. Really? Yeah. Wow. So basically, you got the haywire hit. You, and, that, and you rolled a six for the penetrating hit, and then you rolled a six again to, to blow, blow it up. up yeah. <laughs> Poor Scott, I feel for him. So yeah, the, the the glaive might just be that bit, you know, a bit like oh, it's uh, yeah, the glaive is a bit. I mean, it's a very you know, it's it's quite a situational thing, really. I suppose the glaive, and he's just unlucky that. He sort of drew you in a, in a way because you're going to have that effect on him. Yeah, there, there was. I mean, I couldn't kill his praetor, and at the end of the game, you know, the, I think he had a, he had two Zyphons left because he knocked my Zyphon out of the sky in um, in you know without any ease. He had two Zyphons in his list, um, right. and I couldn't touch. I just couldn't touch that. Touch them. Got it. Yes, he had, a, he had a couple of. I'm just looking at his list now. So he had a couple of uh, big-ish jet bike squads for his troops, a couple of veteran squads, um, some a javelin, two Zyphons, two Sakarans. So, um, well, that's one of his lists anyway. So, and yeah, like I say, jet bike sky hunter squadrons were there, Praetor on a bike, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, yeah, I mean, on any other day of the week, I think it would have been a very effective list. Uh, it just happened to be visiting Glave Town population, yeah. Michael. Yeah, the, it makes me think very seriously about uh, about taking the glaive anymore because it is it's it's really powerful. I mean, in all of all of the games I won and the three games I won overall, 
Um, it performed absolutely phenomenally. It was what won me those games. But is that too is that too much? I think, given the the, the lists that they were on show um, at this weekend, I wouldn't say it was out of place in that um, company. Um, I think it might be something that, mind you, having said that, you know, when you've taken it to uh, like the local group at um, North Shields, it hasn't done that well, has it? No. I mean, you. So I think it's it's situational. I think it just depends on the mission and the, who you're playing, really. Yeah. Yeah, it was. If it, it when it went up against the, the list, some of the lists, it, it, it performed phenomenally. And then when it went up against slightly tougher lists, it was uh, it, it, it struggled against the two really tough lists that I came across. Okay, so so what was the outcome of this particular game? It sounds like things were going in your favour. Uh, yeah, I won not by a lot of points because he had one objective. I couldn't see his tactical squad to target them. Um, I managed to grab two of the four objectives, uh, plus I got first blood, um, and, um, he grabbed one objective, but he couldn't grab any more points. Got um, you. I mean, he did destroy the glaive in the end with a power fist, yeah. um, but it took the whole game to whittle it down. Yeah. Um, but I bet it was one of those satisfactory, you know, I bet it's a, it, Got that satisfaction of destroying the thing that had, yeah, caused them all sorts of bother. Yeah, that's, that's always a good thing. Even if you lose yeah. the game, isn't it? It's like you know what I don't care what I'm saying because I took that thing with I, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I can get behind so. that. I hope so. I hope that was the. <laughs> I hope that was the crack for him. Um, he was a very nice guy. I mean, like I said, we met him in the line on the first day, didn't we? When we were queuing yeah. up for an hour. So. Yeah, it's nice to uh, have nice chatting. Yeah, yeah, I, it was a really nice, it was a really enjoyable game. Even if I'd lost against him, I still would have had a good game because that's, that's, again, that's, that's part of what I play the game for, you know, the, the banter with other players, the, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's half the game in itself. But, um, God. yeah, the, the list was, it, it, it was sad because he literally had no answer to it. Yeah, that, that is, yeah, that is a bit shocking. You know, I mean, okay. it, it was hitting and running, and it was sort of like, I don't care, I, I, I can still get you. <laughs> you know, in a normal, in a normal game, you know, that would have been that that would have been uh, um, his list would have been very, very strong. Yes, I think so because that was that was the sort of list that I was going up against at um, Element Games that time. You know, and those were strong lists. So, you know, things obviously moved on slightly differently, but I think it was just, you know, you just had the right things to do the to do the job. Yeah. Yeah. So very enjoyable game. I'd love to play them again. Um, as I said, the, the only issue was I kept thinking, right, well, it, I kept forgetting that it was a white scars because of the color scheme. But, you know, he started it as a successor chapter before he started playing Heresy. So, okay. you know, it's all got the white scars know. upgrade. It's just... You know, not just a, just a, just a color scheme. Yeah. I've got a bit of me admit though, the, given the choice of playing, painting a vehicle or an army in purple <laughs> or white or, or white, white, I would take purple any day of the week. Yep. Frankly. Well, he had so, yellow yeah. in there as well. So, you know, he, he did. Oh, easy. fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't making so it entirely did. easy for himself. Wasn't a skimping out on that. So. Okay. Point taken. So Chris, what about your fourth game? So, um, we got there, and I the lists for who we were, was playing who we were up. Um, I went to my table, my guy didn't show up. 
Oh, did you not? Uh, no, so I went to Greg and Greg threw me at a table. Um, I got there and I played Mark Ainsworth, who was an Imperial Fist player. Okay. So we had Custodes versus Imperial Fist, the two... Uh, the two defenders uh, of terror. The two defenders of terror in a sort of a training exercise that was okay. nothing short of brutal to each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good list. It was sort of a list that I... Everything was in tanks to start with, basically. Okay, I like it already. So he, uh, yeah, I thought you might do. Um, <laughs> so he had Sigismund with some Templar Brethren in a Land Raider. He had a Spartan with 20 Breaches. Mm. And they... If, uh, I, thought, I was thinking about this last night and sort of this morning. They were the unit that won him the game. Oh, the 20 Breaches? The 20 Breaches won him that game. Okay, because that's a lot of guys to go through for you, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, and I just appalling roles. He got sort of um, feel no pains. I didn't get my bonuses in combat, stuff like that. But that was the unit that did for that did for me. Um, okay. Yeah, a couple of vindicators, a Sakaran, um, three tax squads. Mm. Yeah, three yeah. tax squads. I mean, I said everything was in rhinos or you know, nothing was out in the open. And this mission, you had to allocate. Um, uh, locations um, for the victory. It's object- to get objectives, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. So there were sort of a couple of objectives um, placed down. He could help. He held two basically from turn one. And he put those. Where did he? This is actually. They were, did Did you do Michael when you did your objective setting? Uh huh. Where did you did you sort of put one in your deployment zone and or did you? Where did you put yours? Uh, one in my deployment zone, one more or less in the centre. Okay, fair enough. But the centre one were... was the centre one was fine. My assault squad were able to drop in, grab it, and and hold it. Got you. So where were yours, Chris? Were they? So uh... we had. I had one in my deployment zone, or just outside of. Um, and I put two sort of in the middle. Yeah. And there were two others closer to his deployment zone. Got you. I can't remember who put what where. I may have put one sort of in his deployment zone to give me something to go for. Sure. I can't remember, so I can't say it was all his. No. Um, yeah. for, but there were two that he he basically he got the guys out of the rhinos, camped on those, and there was nothing I could do about those two at that Big point. Problem. Yeah, and the, the, there was no way I was going to get to them. Yes. Okay. Um, because once the Spartan rolled up with twenty breaches, mm. with apothecary as well in that squad as well, I just remembered. Um, I just could not, couldn't cut through them. And they were just doing me on, um, sort of tar pitting me, basically, just grinding out Custos. They took out two of my Guardian Spear squads. Wow. With yeah. Them. yeah. They just, there was a guy in there with a Power Fist, another guy as well, with some a Power Axe, I think. Got you. So, but yeah, I just, I, I couldn't get far enough to do it. Um right. Valdor came on a turn later than I would have liked. Right. Um, but I think, I mean, we were, it was brutal, this game. We There wasn't a lot left of either side. Cool. I think, um, for me, I had Valdor left again. That was right. it. But he only had, by this point, Sigismund, three guys, that, I mean, the, of units that had actually been involved in the fight, as it were. He had to... Well, I had the Heterons, Valdor, 
and that was it. That, those were the two units I had left at the end of the game. Got you. Um, but the units that had been involved in the actual fight of the game from his side, it was only Sigismund, a couple of spots, and the Venator. Right, yeah, okay. I'd, so... I'd taken out the all the other tanks. Got you. Had all been um, done and dusted, which was quite good. But yeah, I lost this game. But it was it was fun. But it was I knew as soon as I saw all the vehicles that I was going to be a tough nut for me to crack. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time that Telemon actually sort of really got stuck into a squad. Yeah, which oh, cool. was um, which was quite good. He got to use um, all the flamers, all the powerful. So he took out a lot of the Templar brethren, um, right. and just sort of uh, Sigismund did for him. Yeah, yeah. crack grenade. I think it was. Or, no, the other guy. There was a one guy for the powerful. The powerful did for the Telemon. Oh, did he? Uh, it was, yeah, it was. Okay. But, yeah, it was a good game, but it was it was a tough, tough game. But we yeah, we both tore chunks out of each other during it, which nice. was good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was yeah, um, yeah. Mark Angel, this guy, really yeah. nice color on his Imperial Fist tanks, and he kindly wrote it down for me. And there oh, are right. eleven stages. To it. Yeah, I know that name, Mark Angel, from somewhere. I yeah, think he's, he's, he, there are eleven stages on the Pharisee. Facebook groups yeah. and stuff. So doesn't he make the um the um flickery flamey things? You know the smoke. Might maybe it's another mark. Anyway, doesn't matter. But um yeah, eleven stages of this colour. It starts at red weirdly, which was quite so I'll, um Oh like a red red undercut. Yeah, it starts with a red base and then goes from there. So but yeah, he's he's, he's written that out for me because I might try and attempt to replicate it on my um Imperial Fist tanks. Got you. Uh, no, it was good. What about you what about your last set of your fourth game? So I had a so uh, those of you so coming out from yesterday, I said, "What would I not like to be fighting the next day?" And I said, "Anything without robots." So I got Mechanicum <laughs> with Scoria. As is your net. You're just drawn to them. That's what it is. There's some, there's some weird kind of way that my army orbits Mechanicum. I just can't. You know, they're designed. I mean, that's to be fair. You know, narratively, those I'm sure this is purely accidental. Um, you know, Keir Valen was basically uh, when he was doing the his defense was defending against Mechanicum or dark Mechanicum. So, um, so that makes sense. So anyway, Mechanicum list. Um, and so this was a bit, of a bit of an odd one, this one. So it was uh, Scoria loads of um, Castellax. I think there were two squads of Castellax, you know, Scoria's bodyguard was like five of them. And he had a squad of three with a sort of tech priest guy. Um, he had some Volterax, he had some thralls in a Trios, whatever it is. No, what's the conveyor thing? Trios conveyor? Yeah. Trios armor yeah. conveyor. Yeah. yeah. Not, the, not the land raidery one, the, the sort of the, long the fleet. The big long train thing. Yeah. Um, and he had, what else did he have? Not a lot. It was a, it was a pretty elite army for 3,000 points. Um, so, oh, we had two Thanatars, two of the big lads. So uh, one with the, the um, mortar. The plasma mortar thing, oh, and one, yes. with, one with the las cannon, the big strength ten las cannon. So, uh, f- unfortunately for him, uh, I went first. So, uh, after being honed to a fine, sharp point when it came to killing robots, I knew what I had to go first. <laughs> so, uh, it's a, and of course, I've got a lot of shooting, and it was a dawn of war deployment. So, the normal up and down which meant I could line up all my guns where I wanted them to be. Um, you know, 
the phosphex was in play, of course, and that's always pretty, really good against robots because of the poison. Although, to be fair, I'll come back on to actually. So anyway, first turn, I basically shot the living bejesus out of him. I ignored the, the armoured conveyor because there was no way I could get a side shot on it, and I'm not going to waste time trying to shoot through a flare shield. Um, so basically what I did is I shot the... My priority target was the Thanatar with the um, plasma launcher uh, mortar thing because if that started to fire away on my back line, things were fairly close, could have made a right mess. Uh, so that was what I took out. I think I took it out with, um, I hit it with some Phosphex, but of course the Phosphex is AP3 and it's he's got a two plus save, though the um, the guy I was playing who was a really, really nice guy, by the way, uh, name of, uh, let me just get his name up. I think it was another Tom. Uh, let me just get it. Sorry. Yeah, so Tom Mudd. So he was the score. We had the score really. So a really, really great guy. He hadn't won a game. Um, he had one scoring unit, so already he was in a bit of trouble because uh, obviously with the um, particular Mechanicum uh, you know, variant that he had, he could take some big units as um, troop choices, but they, could, they weren't scoring. So the only scoring unit he had was that unit of Thralls. And of course, this, we had three objectives. So I put the objectives, we, put, we both put the objectives in the middle, just in the line in the middle, just to you know, make it a game of it. Um, so he could come forward and I could shoot him, basically. And that's exactly what happened. So anyway, I shot the Thanatar. Um, the Phosphex came down and took a, a couple of the big robots out, um, the Castellax robots out. I ignored the um, Venators. Oh, we had a couple. We had two Domitars as well. All right. I forgot about those. All, the, with, with all the, the robots. Yeah, all the robots. So they were going to come charging across, so I shot one of those up as well. So at the end of turn one, I think he had lost um, a, a three or four Maybe maybe two or three, sorry. Um, Castellax, he'd lost the Thanatar and he'd lost a Domitar, um, which was a fair chunk of change when it came to his army because there weren't that many units. So in his shooting phase, he kind of shot back, um, had a go at me. I think uh, I'd lost a few guys, plasma guys and stuff like that, but nothing spectacular. Didn't have a great deal to say. And then uh, by that point, I was, I'd really outgunned him and... Um, just started to sort of whittle my way through units. The, the other thing I would say is that the Castellax have got, and some of the other robots have got a really good thing, which is uh, with a Cortex controller, you re-roll poison, successful poison. So, you know, I would be getting like 12 wounds with the um, Phosphex and having to re-roll them, and then that may go down to like seven. So it's a good way of, you know, counteracting um, Phosphex. But yeah, um it was still pretty brutal, to be honest with you. I think by the end of turn three, I'd, I'd killed the Thanatar. I'd shot the side of the th the, the the conveyor that had blown up. It killed. There was 20, eighteen guys inside it. I think it killed thirteen in the in the explosion. Mm. So you know that was that was really sucky for the guy. Um, and so we called it. I think about turn three, and then because I because we had plenty of time, we decided to have a Scoria off. So I decided <laughs> to challenge Scoria with uh, a, a full unit of. Um, what they called siege tyrants and my oh. and Kia Valen versus Scoria. So this is seven Terminators and Kia Valen versus Scoria. Didn't even put a wound on Scoria and he just murdered them. He's not even, even with the um, his disorder charge thing and stuff. Well, basically, what we said, yeah, I mean, it was he just murdered us, you know, because oh. I think it's I don't know how it works, but you know, each hit does X number of wounds with Scoria, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, you know, every time he was doing, you know, four attacks, four hits, 
D, I think it's D three wounds per hit. So, you know, he was getting, you know, nines and tens in, in the, in the wound scale, you know, I need four plus saves to make, and I was just losing horrifically. So Scoria, um, we kind of had a little challenge off just for laughs, which was great fun. And I'm glad that our opponents that do that sort of thing, because it is cool. Um, but yeah, just, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the guy lost quite heavily on that one. So I was quite pleased with myself because uh, I did say that I wanted to, you know, shoot back at some robots and well, not shoot, shoot back at something, just not robots, yeah. but I managed to um, have a convincing uh, win against the robots. So he, he did say that he had some other stuff and he wouldn't have brought this army normally because, you know, he, he needed more scoring units particularly. So I think he had another set of thralls that weren't painted and, and another conveyor that he hadn't managed to get painted. I think if he'd had that, it would have been a very different game. Yeah. I also think if he'd gone first again, it would have been a very different game. Um, you know, so it was a bit bit lucky on my my um, my part that I managed to to do as much damage as I did. So yeah, it was a good game. We were playing on the outside, so not in the sort of main uh, area, but on those display tables, um, which I much preferred because there's plenty of room there. So, but yeah, really great guy to to play against. I really enjoyed the game, and he took it. You know. It must be so disheartening when you've got that much shooting to deal with, and you know you're, you're kind of taking your big units off each turn. But he took it, you know, in, in really good, um, good spirits. So a lot of respect for him for that. So, but yeah, good game. Enjoyed it. Um, and like I say, it's always nice to to to, to beat some robots up. So I was quite pleased with myself at that point. Didn't last long, no. but yes, no. that was where I was at that point in time. So That's very good. I definitely um like to play him again with with a more um you know if he had some more uh, scoring units and see how it went. That's fair enough. Yeah. So that was me. Um, Michael. Yeah, game five. Yeah. Final game of the, of the, of the uh, My final game. Well, I was playing Peter Cook from uh, Brighton, and right. it was a um, tough game. Um, it was the ambush um, deployment. So oh yeah. So. Should we say what the mission was? Mm. Um, yeah, it was that uh, the 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 Shadow Wars mission where you have to escape. Yeah, yes, so this I was think... the the noose. Yes, with ambush deployment, which yes, everyone's favourite deployment map. But um, the defend the traitors were defending in this one, so they were deploying in the middle basically, and the they score points by getting units to a. Uh, assigned location on the table edge on one of the two table edges yeah um, so, they work it out two for every uh, scoring unit they get to within 12 inches of the escape point by the end of the turn by the end of the game sorry okay um but that's yeah that's how they that was the mission got you so yeah it was a it was it was a different one go on sorry michael yeah so um he 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 had first turn because of uh seizing and it was um so you were in the middle, let's get this right, in the middle, in the worst deployment zone known to man, and normally you would be going first, which gives you a little bit of a chance. Yes. But you're in the middle, and you're going second. Yes. So it's a turkey shoot. But I decided to put a lot of stuff in reserve okay. um, to try and, um, you know, come on uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, go head straight for the... Um, Straight for the exit. Um, But turn one, he managed to kill my entire um, heavy support squad. Um, They all died to a man. And he um, shot almost everything he had that could take care care of it. He had a knight, a Spartan, uh, Terminators, uh, a Venator. um, And they all shot 
at my glaive. Of course. The glaive did well, not last. Sensible target prioritisation. Yeah, the glaive didn't last uh, at all. It was gone in turn one, and it uh, and it uh, bounced. You know, the explosion bounced on top of my Spartan, which immobilised that. <sighs> um, <laughs> that's, that's that's never fun. It was no, one of those chain fun. reactions. So I was left with an so end of end of my turn one. I was left with a mobilised Spartan and some Terminators. Um, I mean, they, the Terminators managed to get out and assault his Spartan, um, but all they were able to do was uh, chip off two hull points. And then uh, his turn two, his fire drakes got out of the Spartan, surrounded my Terminators. Every yeah. all his anti tank was now aimed at my um, at my glade, at my Spartan. Uh, yeah. The Spartan quickly died. And then, you know, ten, ten, ten of his fire drakes plus a, uh, um, a praetor, um, you know, it, uh, you know, a, a, a squad of five terminators and a praetor not going to last long against that, are they? So yeah. end of his turn two. How many, how many fire drakes? Do you have like a full complement of fire yeah, drakes? Yeah, 10 like? fire drakes. 20 wounds that is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, plus praetor. Blimey. So I killed. One, one fire drake in combat, but then my wow. guys all died to a man. Wow! It, it was a, it was brutal. So end of turn, end of his turn two, I was done. Yep. Yep. That's that'll do you. Yeah, nothing I could do. Nothing I could do. Uh, yeah. But it was a good game. It was a good game. Good opponent. Uh, I think I introduced him to. Chris and said, "You do need to talk." Because Chris had said, I'll, "I'll go speak to some of the Brighton guys." I don't know if you did, but yeah, yeah we um, we, I caught with him at the end. I'm going to try and um, uh, mess and try and get some games um, down with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at some point in the near future, hopefully. So that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was good. To, I, I think when we caught up later on, um, they run uh, Brighton Warlords, which is uh, a weekly club at the King and Queen Pub uh, in Brighton. Which is just near the um, seafront, really, and it's not too far from Palace Two, if I remember rightly. Well, the King Queens. It's, um, yeah, it's just really. in from the Pavilion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so it's um, not. It's fairly. It's nice and central. It is, yeah. Um, and it, I think it's upstairs, isn't it? If I remember right, it's a nice yeah, there, there's, a, there's a room upstairs. At least, well, probably longer than ten years ago. Um, so it was always good. So I think I knew um, Peter from there, but um, yeah. So weirdly enough, I had uh, one of his compatriots from Brighton uh, playing me. So uh, it was uh, Reese who was playing me. So another Brighton player. Um, so yeah, Reese Butler. So he had an Alpha Legion army. And again, uh, I don't. Do you know what this game? I, I keep replaying this game in my mind and working out how on earth I got it so wrong. <laughs> I really, really got this wrong in a in such a big way, uh, and I don't know why. I think. Again, my I've looked at his army, and I looked at my army and thought, "Oh man, you know." And he's in the middle. I've got phosphex, I've got las cannons, I've got you know AP three missiles. He had a lot of guys, but not a lot of terminators. If you see him, he had one squad of terminators with Alpharius. Everything else was pretty much, um, you know, just the the normal stuff. Yeah, you know, some um, he had some laser destroyer. Uh, 
rapiers, which was the first time I've saw in them for a long time. Um, he had some two heavy support squads, one with Volkite um, Colvins, Michael's favourite gun. Oh, yeah. And one, like, some with Las Cannons. He had a couple of vet, of course, and nobody takes anything other than veteran squads these days. So he had a couple of veteran squads with the sniper rule. He had two, um, I think he had, how many of those? He must have had three of those. So he had one on the table and two in reserve um, to outflank, of course, because you can, but nothing. Yep. With veteran squads that cost nothing, and people <laughs> moaning about prospects, um, and I thought, oh, you know what, this is going to go really badly. So um, I, I think I just lost it. I think I was tired or something. So anyway, the mistake I made was, um, so I knew that he wouldn't want to go near the prospects. Okay, so I thought, right, wherever I put the prospects, he's not going to put his escape point near the prospects because I wouldn't. You wouldn't take that chance, would you? If you yeah. had a lot of guys in arm uh, in normal armor. Um, so I kind of split my forces. The problem with actually the slight advantage, if you go first in um, the ambush game, if you're the traitor is you're really close or you can be really, really close to you're, you're in turn one church charge distance. Yes. Basically. Right, yeah. 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 So rather than doing a sensible thing, and if I've been playing the game more competitively, I, I probably would have been a different set of mind, but I was like, you know, what? I wonder if um, my guy, Wonder if Keir Valen and my, you know, Naka rubbish siege breaker and my rubbish master signals and seven siege terminators can take on Alpharius and um, five terminators. I mean, the chances were, you know, really, really slim. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about Alpharius. He, he kind of casts some weird spell on me because every time I see, do you know what it is? I think it is because he's never had a proper model up until yeah, recently. Yeah. When he's in the squad, I forget that he's actually a you know Primal? eighteen foot giant of a man who can tear you know tear people asunder with just oh. a look. Well, actually, so that, he's not an eighteen foot giant because he's the same size as a normal marine. Is he? How yeah, various. His model's a bit taller. His model's a bit taller. but they, yeah, yeah. he's no, he's not significantly taller in the no, no, in he, the fluff as a. Yeah, oh. that's the idea. So, yeah. he's, anyway, not, he's not. He's um, not Angron. Because he just looks like a praetor. I think. Oh no, bother! I can take him. Which is great. I mean, it's exactly probably what Alpharius is all about. But anyway, yeah. so I kind of positioned my things a bit too close. They were behind a defence line, and I forgot that actually if you go across a defence line, it's still going through cover. So it could have, should have taken two off his charge. But you never mind. Live and learn. So anyway, suffice to say, I deployed half my force, a couple of shooting units, um, and one end of the board to stop them getting out. I had my quad heavy bolters in the wrong place. I had a single uh, Arcus on the... If you're looking at the table... On the right-hand side, I had an Arcus. I had quite a few bolters. I had three, um, th- my three uh, tactical squads all in rhinos up that end as well. And then down the other end, I had my last cannons, which I kind of foolishly not put into behind the defence line. I had the plasma squad, which I put behind the defence line next to the um, our ammo dump. And I had uh, the siege tyrants and Kiev Allen and another Arcus at the, at the far end. So... Quite a lot of shooting. I thought it would be relatively straightforward, but of course I then... So basically what happened is turn one, he managed to get the charge. I think he rolled eight for the charge. He was in. Alpharius absolutely nailed my guys to the just, wall. I was just thinking, does Alpharius do Primarchs have moved through cover? It would still be 3d6 and pick the highest. So I don't think... They don't ignore cover. They still move through cover. You see what I mean? And, but for purposes of charging, it doesn't make a difference, does it? I don't think move through cover. Um, yeah, that, you, but I you, could be wrong. I think move to cover. Um, it, you're not inhibited by difficult terrain. Like. Uh, okay. 
that would make sense then so i'll take it back so yeah either way really i had no yeah. business putting those guys in a position where they could have been charged first turn if you see what i mean so all yeah. the stuff i've talked about in deployment i just completely forgot for some reason and I think it, <laughs> it was I think last thing it, it was last game on a sunday i know but i think what it is is it's this i don't want to be that guy yeah if that makes any sense and i and i go out of my way not to be that guy and i know and i look at an army and think oh i've got a much stronger army but the reality is i haven't you know yeah. these people know what they're doing with their armies they know how to play these armies it's you know i shouldn't be thinking oh I'll, you know put that army there so we get a good scrapping because the reality is you know those armies are really good and these people really know what they're doing so i don't know what's going on in my head something's not right I need to kind just of have a word with myself just quickly move through cover move through cover um as an initial D6 rolling through oh, yeah. to move the drain and is not slowed by charging through difficult terrain. Yes, so, yeah. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. I don't know whether Primarch's good at mine, but. Um, well, I think it will pretty much every other rule. They pretty much have, don't they? But anyway, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He, would have, he would have got it anyway. So, and like I said, the reality is it's not his problem. It was mine for putting them in a stupid place. So, what I should have done is just left him, you know, got as far away from Alpha as possible, just shot him off the board because I have plenty of things to do that with. But anyway, he killed my Terminator squad and everything else, and I was left with Kia Valen and Alpharius. I think I've got a couple of knocks back. Actually, no, I might have killed um, an initiative one. I might have killed some of his, all of his Terminators with my Terminators, but my Terminators were, all, were also killed by his Terminators, etc., etc. Uh, it was just an absolute bloodbath. Um, instant death every attack from Alpharius. So it's a bit like Valdor in that regard. Yeah. Um, actually, it's better than Valdor, because Valdor is, is a four plus. Valdor's on a four up here. So this guy just hits you and you die. You know, no, you know, if you I mean, Valdor, is, Valdor is still strength six AP two. Yeah, and I think um, so, so is that's still so is, twos to kill most things. Basically Alpharus was killing on twos. Yeah. Pretty much. So you know, and absolutely annihilated this squad. Um in the other end, um he'd managed to what did he do? He brought he, he brought in a um, Dreadclaw with Terminators in to attack the quad launchers um, and to um, cause me bother there. So I tried to shoot that down. That was pointless because he jinked. And for, I don't know whether that's the rule, but all of the traitors had shrouded. Oh, okay. Turn one. So, you know, you, you, everything's in cover because they're all in the ruins. They're all on two plus saves. So yeah. even with Mosfex, it didn't make a blind bit of difference because even though I did a load of wounds, it was ba- basically I targeted his heavy support squad, the, Vol- the Volkites, because they were shooting my last cannons uh, in my shooting phase. And, um, you know, because they'd taken out five, five of them with, with their shots. I put the the um, pl- the Mosfex on top of them, you know, great shot, got a load of wounds. And I think I took two of them off because of his um, two plus uh, cover save so it's just like okay fair enough it was really hard to shoot them you know when they're in cover two plus saves i had a lot of shooting but you know he was making a lot of saves yeah and do you know what? that's what you need a typhon for yeah exactly what you need a typhon for alpha legion are tough because that preferred enemy everything that all of the units have it makes them really difficult to get through you know they're basically re-rolling ones for shooting and re-rolling ones for wounds on everything all of the time and, yes, um, you say that tough. but I know you seem to be able to manage them no bother. I think I think that's just the, the custodes to guard thing, I think, generally. Yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, a good player, knew what he was doing, really nice guy, and it was all over by turn two, basically. By turn two, anything that had anything 
AP2 or above was gone. Um, all the phosphates were gone. They got mowed up by um, the Terminators assaulting them. Um, the uh, Both the Arcuses were gone. The Las Cannon Squad was gone. The Plasma Squad was gone. The Tyrants were gone. Uh, Keir Valon was gone. And it was like, yeah, you know what? I'm never going to stop you from getting where you need to go. So we're just going to call it a day. He also is two squads that infiltrated came on from the sides as well. Oh, right. Shot plasma at my last clan squad, which took care of them. And they shot, um, you know, plasma at the Arcus, which took the Arcus out as well. So he had two lightnings as well, actually. So not two lightnings, two javelins as well. So quite a lot of stuff going on. Good army. Had it been a straight up and down fight, I'm not sure I would have won either, but it would have meant that, uh, that Alpharus would have been a long way away unless he deep, deep struck or something. Yeah. So I probably would have had a better chance. So, I think anything where, which is cool, you know, gunline armies don't really work very well because they need time to shoot people. And if yeah. you, you know, people that are six inches away from you, it's never going to work. No. So um, he managed to break out and get all of his guys out, which was cool. And you say, I think he played a very good game and a very good player and really good fun. I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, so, yeah, I, the only person to, to, who made a mistake of that game was me. So just to, before you do listen to the... Uh, episode about deployment just remember that even as i mentioned many times in that deployment in that episode i am no expert and that was proved quite <laughs> <laughs> quite uh, quite truthfully didn't follow your own advice oh man i didn't did i but again it's that the not being that guy thing because i knew i had infiltrated so why don't i do my tactic of you know hold getting tactical squads to block off that six inch bit so he couldn't shoot through them yeah you know, that kind of thing but i didn't do any of that because i'm a doofus but yeah, again, don't be that guy. So uh, the reality is, though, I had a good game. I wish I'd given him a better game, if you see what I mean. Because I felt that, because it was all over by turn two, that I kind of shortchanged him a bit. Sure. You know, so he didn't get... Yeah, that, that's always the thing, is that... It's... You know, it wasn't the fact that he'd deliberately gone out of his way to, you know, beat me off the table in turn two. Just that I was so bad just... that I lost the game. And it, and I felt like I didn't give him a fair game. You know, he's yeah. come for five decent games and I was, it was all over in you know, less than an hour. Yeah. You were a disappointing finish. I really, I really was. <laughs> Not the first time that's been <laughs> either. If I'm absolutely truthful with you, um, usually alcohol's the problem. But uh, yeah, this was. Uh, <laughs> this was, you know. I was. I don't know about you. Do you feel that ever, Michael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I don't give them a good game, it's almost like yeah. I'm not, you know. How can you have enjoyed this if you know you're yeah. not getting? It's, it's, it's tough. This guy wasn't a win at all cost player by any stretch of the imagination. You know, he wasn't a guy who would take any joy whatsoever from from smashing you off the board. So I felt that it, it was me. I kind of didn't give him a good enough game. I should have been a bit more savvy, a bit more challenge. But we'll know for next time. Yeah. yeah. Um, next, next time you face Al, an Alpha Legion army, remember that they can do all the cool stuff. And... Do you know what? I need to give, give them. I, I lose a lot to Alpha Legion, and I think I just don't give them enough respect. And I think that's where I go wrong. I can't treat them with contempt as you would do from an Iron Warrior's perspective. Yeah, like, I mean, considering we st- th- there's a lot of them out there as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time we every time we go to an event, there are, there's always a a lot of Alpha Legion armies. Yeah. I'm yeah, just especially such, these yeah. days. Yeah, and you're right, and I, and I should probably have done a bit more research, but yeah, I think there's something Iron Warrior in me, which is that I don't rate that 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 mechanism, that, that style of combat, and so I treat it with utter contempt. Literally, and uh, oh, underestimate them all of the time. Which is the time. Classic Perturabo failing right there. Oh, yeah. Slowly, I'm coming, becoming the <laughs> the Primarch of the Iron Legion with all of his very, uh, very true um, uh, 
idiosyncrasies. So yes, uh, but a great game. I would love to play this guy again. And I said that if I'm ever down in Brighton Way, I'll give him a shout and see if we can organise a game because that would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, say so really good guy, really nice guy, just a really good army, and I was just very poor. <laughs> it didn't happen. So what about you, Chris? How did you get on? So I played again. It was a case of um, sort of hand up. You know, if you haven't got an opponent, um, James Houston was the guy I played. He put his hand up, and he unfortunately met golden death um, <laughs> against his Death Guard army. Um, the mission it was yeah. He had quite a lot of infantry that wasn't in vehicles. He had a Spartan and a Rhino. And those were the only two vehicles that he had. Okay. Um, he had two 10-man heavy support squads with missile launchers, 10 Death Shroud, or, or I, thought they had, no, I can't remember what number they come in, like eight or nine Death Shroud, I think it was. Um, a Dreadnought. But because the mission... It came, I think it came down to how the mission... How he played the mission. Right. Um, because he started... He moved his heavy support squad straight off the bat. Okay. And if if I had been him, looking mm. back, I'd have kept them stationary and used the missiles to really do for me. So I, this is the mission that I took the Orion. She had right. her debut, her debut flight. Debut flight. So this, um, this wasn't my, you know, I suppose not my ultra tough list. It's not even, the, my other one's not even ultra tough anyway. Um, but I'd put Valdor and the Heterons down to start with. Okay, next to I didn't do strike now because I thought I'm just gonna I've got to guard both table edges basically. Right. Um, I thought Valdor and the Heterons can start on the board, so I split my force. Basically, I had two Guardian squads on one side, uh, Valdor Heterons, one Guardian squad, and the Telamon, the Sisters of Silence were in the the Orion waiting for um, turn two to come on and and sort of get involved that way. Um, the yeah, I say because he moved his missile launchers, they were only shooting on uh, snap shooting, right? Which really reduced their effectiveness. Yeah. And because there were a lot of normal guys on that on in his list, I can chew through um, armor not fairly rapidly. Right. Um. So I got to use the Telemon's flamer and things like that. Those all came into effect. Um, I really sort of made some big inroads. His Death Shroud um, guys, they took out three of the Heterons over the game. Right. Um, but Valdor and the remaining Heteron um, sort of cut through them. Yeah. And once those guys were gone, basically Valdor and that just formed a wall. Right. And for people to get to the objective, for the guy to get all his guys off the board... He had to go through Valdor right, and his okay, mates. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's not work, is it? No. So two Guardian squads didn't actually do anything all game. So they were on the other side of the board, sort of in a, a Benny Hill sketch, trying to run across yep. um, to get involved. But yeah, Valdor and the Telemon, uh, the remaining Hateron, um, sort of slowly worked their way through his army. And it was okay. a shame because I. Um, but sometimes you see an army before it's on the board and you think I, this might go poorly for the guy playing 
Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I was the best matchup for him in this situation because of what my army can do. Um, it was a fun game. He was a really nice guy. I really enjoyed it, like playing with the, playing with him. But I just felt a bit bad that. I mean, he did. You know, he, he needed to get one guardian squad. There was one guy left of them, but I didn't lose a whole lot of models through this. Right. And by the end of turn, we finished at the end of turn four, and he had an immobilized rhino left. Blimey! Wow. And yeah, I destroyed everything else with not a, not a massive amount. It was good, to, you know. The the, the the Orion came on, got to, get to use that for. A, couple of turns the sister of silence came out and did some um killed a squad but i think if if i had been him because he moved towards me and because they were only six inches away from the start i could do what i do and that was yes. get involved in the fight very quickly totally up in the grill turn one isn't it yeah whereas if i had if, if the game had been the other way around I probably would have castled my if I was him. Yes. And spent two turns just trying to take wounds off of me, especially with the ten missiles. Yeah. Because um, the Telemon, once they once the Spartan went, and once and because they were moving, there was nothing yeah. really that could hurt the Telemon. Okay. Right. So he he could just yeah. stroll around. Stroll around with impunity. Yeah, flaming and okay. doing all sorts of stuff. Um, okay. It was yeah, it was it was it was a fun game. He was a really nice guy. Um, I don't, I mean, he did have a list with Mortarion. Right, that would have been but, interesting. Yeah, and I, I say, say Valdor is yet to face a Primarch. Mm. So I would have, I, I think I would have quite liked to have done that because I think that would have really, um, been a, been an ex, uh, sort of a, just to have that challenge of taking on a Primarch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, turn four, all he had left was an immobilized um, rhino, which was a shame. But yeah, I think it was just uh, um, pretty pretty conclusive then. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was just you know, I did feel. I mean, I had some good roles at times. There were you know, there were parts where I'm, you know I'm getting those invulnerable saves that I need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the death shroud, they were quite. Because I've got the Heterons with the re-rollable five up. Yeah. That's, that is an advantage. And I think the Death Shroud normally, uh, against the, sort of any normal unit, as it were, yeah. they would have sort of caused them all sorts of bother. Yes. Because um, they're AP2, um, Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're exactly. They're normal as well, aren't they? Uh, rad grenades and yeah, things so like that. So I, turn, first there. turn, I was toughness four. Yeah. So, and I think he instant deathed one of them, maybe two of them. I can't quite mm. remember now. But it's not after that, against your guys, actually, is it? Yeah, Taking... no rad, rad grenades. If, I, if you lower mm. my toughness, get me down to marine yeah. standard, then yeah, because that's always the thing with me is on toughness five, so strength ten stuff. Yep. Um, and, and rad grenades are the thing to. Yeah. Plus, it's you know, you, a normal marines wound you on fives rather than fours. Yeah. You know, so you got fifty yeah. percent chance to thirty-three percent chance. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I can see um, that working, but it's yeah. it a tough it, mission. I mean, it's one of the, I mean, it, it, that mission itself is usually put in when it's a foregone conclusion. Who's won the overall weekend? Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of 
yeah, I mean, we've, I think we said it last time as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of of that deployment map being the person in the middle or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I love really being the person on the outside because you know. Yeah, I've realised actually what it is is I'm I'm a bit too yeah. one dimensional in my army. Yeah, because I think that all well, the games yeah, that yeah. I won were games where it was normal deployment, mm. so like normal dawn of war deployment. So I won both of those. Anything that had a weird deployment, not a chance. Yeah. So I, I mean, this 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 suited me because I was the guy on the outside. Yes. Um, and there were six inches for me to go to get get involved. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, either way, it wouldn't have. If, and I, you know, if he had gone, if it had been the other way around, and he could yeah. have encircled me with all the bolters and everything, because mm. I didn't have a lot on the. And there wasn't a lot on the board, really. No, that's true. You were waiting for the Orion to rock up, weren't you? The Orion to come on. Um, because that's 600 points to that list. Go so on. it was only, I say it was only, but okay. 18 guys, 20, well, 21 guys, and yeah. I just have them on the board, which I know is a lot, you know, it doesn't sound, it is a lot in a way and it's not in another way. Yeah. yeah. But when you've got three squads of tactical Marines, we all could, that can fury of Legion. Yeah. That's a, that's a different proposition, isn't it? All, all then that, that would have been, I think the, the better option, just target a unit, delete it. You know, because I, I can't make all my saves. And if I've only got, you know, 12 saves and I'm having to make 40 rolls or whatever, then I'm not going to do it mathematically. Yeah. Um, but no, it was good. It was, yeah, it was a, yeah, so, yeah, it, was, it was a fun game. A bit different. So I was just saying, um, whether the if you changed the mission round, whether you had been in the outside shooting in and we'd been on the middle going out, it would have been a different game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think if it had been the if roles were reversed, I think it would have been better for him. Yeah. Just because he could have sort of wedged me, as it were, just to have gone for it and picked out yeah. units. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think I would have been better off in the middle, actually. And shoot, trying to shoot my way out first turn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all good. So, um, so that games aside, which were all very good, and I think we met some great people. I, I think if I was going to say my best game, the one that I, the opponent that I enjoyed playing the most, it was tough. But the guy uh, who I played first on the Saturday morning, which was Toby Firth, was just a brilliant. Yeah. I'm I'm torn between my game between with, with Eric and my game between Rob. They were both fantastic games. Yeah. I think mine's um, Luke and Mark, um, the Alfredian guy on, from Saturday night, Saturday evening, and Mark Sunday morning. The games were... Luke's the game was... Um, he was a really good guy, and the game was a lot of fun, and Mark, because also the game was a real challenge, and it was just a, a really nice guy. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I didn't have a bad game at all, though I had no bad opponents. Um Mm-mm. At all. So no, no. That isn't, you know, that isn't to say that the games were, that, that the games I've not mentioned that weren't with Robert and Eric were bad. But sometimes you just walk away with a, you know, a, you know, you look back on other games more fondly than you, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry, I, I kind of phased out for a second there. Uh, 
so were we what was the question? Were we answering what was your sort of favourite game? game? Favourite games. Yeah. yeah. Did I give you my answer? Did you hear that? Yeah, uh, you Toby first. Yeah, yeah, yeah got definitely. Your Excellent. Um, so what was yours? Sorry, I missed whoever that was. That was mine. That was uh, it. Was it was? I'm torn between Eric and Robert. Okay, cool. And uh, what about you, Chris? Um, Luke and Mark. Luke was the Alpha Legion Legion guy I would like to have Um, played him you came and sort of watched towards the end it was was a good laugh yeah yeah exactly he didn't come back on them he didn't come back he did did he? he did. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was so, there. I, I saw him on. Um, I thought the, you tried Sunday. to. I thought you tried to play in Graham, and he was. I did. So when I spoke to to um, Greg, and bear in mind, there's 90 people here, so you know, fair play to Greg. It was like, uh, oh yeah, the guy who Chris played. You know, how on earth Greg would know who Chris played? He would have forgot if he'd asked me on Company of Legends who somebody played the day before. I wouldn't know. That's why we up. had a spreadsheet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would like to have played him because it was. It would have been a good banter. And I like I like that sort of thing. Not to say that the guy I played wasn't good. Don't get me wrong. Just that um, you know, he was, he was he looked like a good fun opponent. So yeah. Anyway, those guys. Everybody should have got an Age of Empires sticker anyway. So they should have those. So hopefully they're listening. Um, and well, well done, you guys. So, so games aside, this is the the kind of the, the crux the, of the matter. The meat and the meat of the of the, the pie, as it were. The of the whole. Si- so this has come in for a inordinate amount of stick as an event yeah um, i mean across the internet i mean so, uh, terrain companies are literally putting pictures of the, the the gt and saying for not much more than what you paid there you can get a you can get a full table of terrain with us and it's just yeah that's uh, i would be doing the same so i think we need to kind of uh, put this into some context okay so now i know that you've been fairly vociferous in your uh, uh <laughs> internet conversations with various people who have sort of tried to defend the organizers so i'm gonna i'm gonna be a bit of devil's advocate here chris um mike just so that you're aware so um so the there were a couple of things so i think if we we talked about them um the you know about last night uh for the episode so overall it's been very badly received or at least the people who have been the most vocal have said it's been very badly received and this has mainly come down to a couple of things so if i can would you say these three things were the three main issues? So number one was getting into the event in the first place on the Saturday morning was, was hard work an hour to queue up in the, you know, it was, it was longer than it needed to be. Everybody felt that. Yeah. I mean, there were some, there were some people been, who waited two hours and it could we, have been, perfect. we waited an hour that, and we weren't even near the end of the queue. Realistically, were we? Let's be honest. No, That's very true. So I think it's, it's the things that could have been prevented. So could that have been prevented? I think so. Honestly, I think they could have said, you know what, we're going to have a thousand people here or whatever. They're all going to have bags. All of those bags are going to have armies in it. You have to lift this stuff up and look at it if you want to check it properly. And it's not going to be one bag per person. It's going to be two or three plus. And I get the need for security. Absolutely. hundred percent. No problem with that. I just think that if you are going to do that, don't have more than two people to start with. They needed a full team of eight or nine to get those those numbers in there quick enough. Next, we got this yesterday morning sunday morning yeah. um and we, you know we have to throw our hands up and say we left it a bit later to leave than we should have done <laughs> we because did. we thought well it's going to be madness again um we, we rocked up and although there were people there also getting checked in there wasn't a queue at any point yeah there were six guys checking and my, secu- my security guy said they were only checking one in four bags they only checked yeah. one of mine the rest of them, they just wave yeah. through. 
And the only one I wouldn't say checked, they were the most thorough of, of checks. Yeah, by the, any stretch, the only one they bothered checking was the smallest of the bags. So, I mean, to be fair, you, you're going to check. Bear in mind, it's a day of the royal wedding, so I can totally understand why you would have heightened. You know that your security would be on a heightened alert. And that yeah. heightened alert protocol may require you to search every bag. And they were setting up for the Rolling Stones concert as well. So I get it. I, I think there was a need to do it. I'm not saying there wasn't. I just think they should have had more people and understood that it would need for more people up front. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Okay. So the second one was um, that didn't affect us. It, well, maybe slightly, but not massively, was the amount of room that people had to actually play in. <sighs> I mean, um, the fact that I'm not working today because I spent yeah. yesterday basically rubbed up against another bloke. Well, hey, um, I know, and Laura had to pay for that, and it wasn't, you know. Um, <laughs> but I just because I, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't conceivably stand two people back to back. You, you know, not. it was so that's what I found it. That's less than a. That's a foot between two tables i found yeah. it very much depended on where you were yeah in, if you were in that, if, you if you were in were... the last four tables then you were last sort of two three rows of tables you were fine yeah absolutely. but there were a lot of rows of tables i mean and i was moving the games to the like to the end rather than go down the front yeah yeah if, if you, you were, were in the right at the front you were if you were right in the front of half of tables you were knackered because there was the, the you know it was it was tight but yeah. if you were at the other end, in the last few rows, the last half was you know comparable to Warhammer World space, and then the and then the, at the end you had yeah, more gen- you could... generous space than Warhammer World. They just weren't spaced evenly. No. I, I mean, guess I what probably happened have... is they'd set them up at the beginning, i.e., furthest away, and then work their way forward, and then realised they didn't have enough tables, so it got a bit cramped. I'm guessing. All that ta- all you got to do in that situation is get some masking tape and a tape measure. Now imagine Jeez. if they'd had the extra six tables, and then that they just needed <laughs> masking tape, tape, and then just mask off where you want the tables in. You know, it wouldn't have. You know, but that, that's I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who laid the tables out. I don't know who what the organisation was. Just imagine. Ours, were, ours was bad, but it was not as bad as the forty k players. Who you know, we, there's some. I don't know whether these photos are extreme examples. So I'm always you know, cautious about, you know, having a being upset about something when, you know, they may, these may be the extremes. So, you know, there's sort of like pictures of some of these tables. They're practically in corridors as far as I can tell. Yeah, they were, they were, they were in corridors. I mean, at at our end by, I mean, um, upstairs. Oh, there were some, um, yeah. Yeah. We were probably, I took a photo of them when we had the styrofoam. Yeah. So we'll come onto the scenery, but I think just in terms of space, yeah, it was. Um, you know, you went down there and had a look yourself, Michael. I didn't. It it it, it feels like it was massively for the forty k players. It felt like it was a you know ram them in. There's no space to do anything here. You can't even move your army from you know one place to another without the chances of it getting you know falling over and smashing it or something. And apparently that happened. Allegedly, I didn't see it or hear it, but there you go. Um, and it felt like they just crammed all these tables in. And there was no, there wasn't enough space really to hold an event of that size in the space that they've been given. Would, would that be fair? Absolutely. I mean, um, there were a couple of guys who work in fire, in, you know, in the fire, fire, you know, the fire profession, um, and uh, they were horrified because there were fire exits that were blocked by tables and people playing. 
Um, there was absolutely zero space down there and the air conditioning was shocking. Very little natural light because, you know, we have the room with all the windows. Yep. Um, it was no table, hardly any table numbers, um, which was. Oh, yeah. People said that they used an app as well, didn't they? Yeah. But that had no table numbers on it. Issues. Um, um, so it, it was, it was cramped. It was the venue simply putting forth 700 people that, that they that apparently were there on Saturday, completely unsuitable, that it was just not big enough. I mean, you can't yeah. have people playing in corridors. You can't have fire exits blocked off. Um, and it seems slightly um, contradictory to go to all this effort to search all these bags before you get in and then block all your fire exits off. Yeah. Um, that is just weird. If there had been anything happening in there, you know, that was, it was again, I, I haven't got any evidence in this firsthand. It's just pictures on the internet. Who knows whether, you know, the number of fire exits was perfectly reasonable for the number of people in there. I'm I would have thought that the actual event, so there must've been you know, people from the actual Olympic stadium, if there was an issue, I'd like to think they might have said something. You would assume that they would go, yeah, that's okay. You know, in terms yeah, of risk, considering how many not... how many staff they had on the bar and how many bars they actually had open. And... Okay, so that's <laughs> an organised thing that could have been. So we felt that that could have been better, right? That that yeah. you know, the, up the, our end, the people were coming up our end. But... If they put those tables out more evenly, I think we would have been all right. We would have had about oh. Warhammer World type space. And, and when we're talking about the event organised, we're not talking about. I want to make actually a very clear distinction here. We're not talking about Greg and the Imperial Truth. Yeah. We we're mean the London GT organisers. Yeah, because so yeah, I, I when people have got have, have, have criticised them, I've been clear. The people who ran the 40k narrative, the Necromunda, Age of Sigma, um, all that. They weren't connected with the London GT other than running an event there, you know, and the Heresy. They yeah. did great jobs. They had good terrain. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they yeah, they did good. I think that's key is that um, we want to make that distinction. So they sold more tickets than they had um, space for, ultimately, is what we're saying here, we think. So that yeah. could have been, it's something that could have been avoided or planned for. Yeah? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So the third thing was the scenery. Which has we, caused all manner of bother. So I'm going to be slightly devastated. We didn't have an issue with this. Ours was perfect. Yeah, brilliant. ours was perfect. So in terms of a heresy, purely heresy event, nothing wrong with that at all. Great job. No. Well done. All They all had mats. We all had plenty of scenery. No problems whatsoever from my point of view. Nope. The stuff you're seeing on the internet is purely about the 40K. And it's purely about the 40K um, non-narrative. So, so yeah, this the is competitive the competitive stuff. 40K stuff. Yeah, so, 40K GT. Yeah, so I think that that was poor, but okay, I'm going to be slightly devil's advocate here, and there's been a bit of a there's been a mixed bag of responses to this, and I know it isn't anything to do with the heresy, but it's just want to make sure sh- we need to talk about it, don't we? Because it could happen somewhere else. Um, what they're saying is that because it's a competitive GT, um, therefore they wanted all the tables to be exactly the same, so nobody had any advantage saying, well, actually, I played on these rubbish tables with no line of sight blocking stuff, so I lost. I didn't win the GT. And I get that. Do you know what, as a tournament organisation or a tournament organisation or or a um, event yeah. organiser, I get that because the people moan about that all the time. I can see the, I can see the logic. Um, and what they're also saying is that, you know, would you, if you're in a competitive environment playing 40K, and bear in mind they ran a narrative 40K, yeah, Mm-hmm. Is that important? 
because what they're saying is actually a lot of these people who are playing are just playing to, I think Greg said it quite well, which was they're playing to as if they're solving a puzzle. You know, it's, it's a, it's a competitive way of playing the game, the the actual story, the narrative, you know, all it, all, they look at a piece of cover and go, that's line of sight blocking or it's not, or that gives me X cover save or it doesn't. They don't look at it and go, well, that's a lovely imperialist but, sector. But what's the point in playing a Warhammer then? Exactly. And that's a different why not, thing. Why not play magic? You know, magic or Pokemon. I'm absolutely 100% with you on that. But I think that there's, Half know, the, bear in mind that we, know, play, we play the game for one reason. Other people may play it for other reasons. It's a hobby. It's okay. not, you know, it's, it's always described as it's a hobby. Yep. Even who that play that game describe it as a hobby. I mean, Professional but, sports aren't hobbies. <laughs> yeah, okay, good point. But then you know they're not. Are they? Are maybe that is a question. Are these people playing it in a semi-professional? There's a winner. Somebody is going to walk away. They're saying, "I am the best player at this game over that course of that weekend." Well, and that does that well, take the, it away? Again, is it why important? why bother you buying the models? Well, exactly. And I think that that's key. It's, for us, it's a different... We can't quite get our heads around it because we're you not know, like that. You don't even need to... If you're going to play the... I mean, this is just me. If you want to call me out on it, it's fine. And by, you know, I've, I've, said, I've said stuff like this in the past. Why not just get the rule book, find another guy that's just got the rule book, and roll the dice sitting opposite each other? And, and just basically use bases with this is a you know this is well, a marine that, you don't even use a, just don't even <laughs> have a six by four table okay just but sit like a on, a, on a table of yeah just have a bit of paper and just oh. and two sharpies there you go okay. there's competitive 40k sorted <laughs> alright fair plot you, you make a good point don't get, I'm just saying that the way we look at it is not necessarily the way everybody no. looks at it I think right, that's I get a, it look, look at look at other events the big events in the US Adepticon LVO Bay Area Open Nova even you know the guys who organise that were saying that's an embarrassment to competitive 40k okay you know All right. I mean there are events out there which do use that type of terrain that is really, um, really simple and line blocking. But you know what they do? If they spray it. Yeah, plain, and if you're gonna, it's not white, too hard to do it. Yeah. Is it? I mean, some of these were just square blocks. I mean, you know, some of them they'd obviously done some effort with some wire cutter to make it look like a rock, a bit of rock. But. Okay. What, but, what you do is you get going, some styrofoam, sorry. you get some foam, you get some plaster, you coat the styrofoam and plaster, you spray it, you've got a rock. Yeah, okay. or you put some sand in it. You've got a, you know, whatever. All right. L- listen, I, I don't disagree with anything that you guys have said. I, but, but but to be again, devil's advocate, at the the event that we really enjoyed, which was um, Blood and Glory, they had just corner sections of, in plastic. Yeah, didn't but they? They were painted. They kind of looked. Okay. They weren't my kind of terrain, but. Um, at least they looked, they were better than, they were okay. a lot better than, than. They looked a bit more, you're right. I mean, they looked like somebody made an effort with them, whereas with the foam, it felt like, you know, it was just a sort of slapdash put together thing. It didn't look, the, the tables didn't look good. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to play on them, would you? Yeah. If yeah, there was yeah. a choice between playing on that and playing on one of the tables we had at Heresy, you'd play on the Heresy table every day of the yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it could have been avoided. We don't know what the ins and outs of that situation are, but. Again, it's kind of 40k, so we're kind of going That's off right. topic a bit, but it's, it's part of the sort of... Well, we're talking about the greater event, aren't we? 
um, because it all comes down to a question at the end of the day is would we go back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, then obviously you go into into the other the other major issue, the food. Yeah. Yeah. So food was a massive deal breaker for me. Um do you want to talk to, I've been doing enough talking to somebody else want to talk through what they felt? So basically we were told that we couldn't take food and drink in and that it would be confiscated. Um which I th- um seems to be fairly lax on the Saturday, sort of towards the latter half of the day, certainly. Um Yeah, I think they just and I know on Sunday there was another message where we were told yeah, you can only take food and drink. And the only problem with this was that on the Saturday at lunchtime, funnily enough of all times, there was a 40-minute wait for food Yeah, for some people. And then people were told that there wasn't any food. Yeah. Um, and you only had half an hour between games. Yeah, and also that was probably condensed because people were in late. Mm-hmm. Um, you were paying £5 for a burger. If you wanted an alcoholic drink, without it was another sauce. five pounds. Don't forget, it was without sauce. Yeah, so or cheese. I mean, without sauce, burger five quid. Five. It was five pound forty, wasn't it, Michael? Something like that. Yeah. Was yeah, that for a hot dog? Yeah. It was like four pound fifty for an alcoholic drink, three pounds for a soft drink. You know, and you were captive, and that's what annoys people. I think is when you have no choice but to spend that kind yeah. of money. That annoys people, and that annoyed me. I mean, we went to Pret a Monja. Yeah. Down the road, um, but it was, a t- it was <laughs> yeah, a, we did. It was a ten fifteen minute walk. Um, it was at least ten minute walk, wasn't it? So yeah, we twenty minutes. Actually. You know, we had half an hour. You know, it, it was tight, but you know that is a that is a major. I don't understand because all it feels like you're being ripped off, doesn't it? Definitely. It's not as if you know you've got a, a choice in the matter, and you feel that actually the prices are. are at least two pounds more expensive than they need to be, but they're, they're charging that because of the venue and they can, because they're stopping you bringing food and drinking up, for yeah, no reason other than they want to charge you a ton of money for the, for their offering. Again, yeah. this is an organizational thing and something that they would have to have had to conversation with, with the actual venue, because this then goes into my next rant, which is this 10 pound charge. So, so the tickets were, yeah, for, Exactly. Convention entrance or whatever. Yeah, so it's £40 for the ticket. Fine, that's that's about standard for a, a heresy ticket. But then you had this £10 convention thing that you had to buy before they'd let you in the building. And, you know, you had to, so it's 50 quid a ticket, basically. And I cannot for the life of me work out what that £10 is for. No. Well, well it's fairly common in, in in the big US conventions. Yeah, but like, at least like they're actual Adepticons, conventions. Like your thing. That people can come in, not play a game, and access the vendors' hall, the 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 the, the refreshments, the the displays. Um, yeah, but okay. this had none of that. This had Ford World, um, obviously, which you know is a good good vendor um, in, in itself, and and uh, Magic Madhouse, which was a ten minute walk away from the venue for their actual store with all their stock in it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't see. The value in it, there was nothing really to to it just to say. felt like an, another thing to rip you off with. It just felt uh, like if the tickets are forty quid, the tickets are forty quid. Yeah, if you want to come into the convention, if you are, pay a tenner. I think I think it was you know not play, pay attention. That that I can that's fine. All right, no problem with that at all. So basically, if you're not playing any games, it's a tenner to get in and walk around the shops. I mean, there's a principle of me that annoys me. You know, you're basically spending money to go and buy something at somebody's stall, which just seems wrong. 
I mean, yeah. ten pounds. You want to go and forge website, buy your stuff on forge and get it delivered. Yeah, because yeah, for the most part, it, yeah, it's going to be a tenner. Um, so, yeah, it just. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if the, if the forty quid covered the entrance of like yeah. to an into an event, that means that basically there was seven grand that the organisers picked up that covered nothing. They had nothing to put. Yeah, they had no outlay for. If the ticket yeah. was fifty because, quid, yeah. the ticket should have been fifty quid. I mean, as far as I can tell, so anybody who's going to exhibit at those things probably has to pay a few quid, yeah, because they're selling stuff. So there's going to be a charge for having a stall there, for the organizer mm-hmm. or the event, yeah. So you got that. So then, and then you're charging, like you say, Chris, between seven thousand and nine thousand pounds just for people to get in. Ah, oh, it's mad. Anyway, again, nothing anybody could do about it for the heresy point, apart from the organizers. But again, the organizers GT questions need to be asked there because it's just wrong yeah i mean i get the idea i get the idea of it but at these big american conventions they last you know a few days um but and there's stuff going on and you can do what was going on yeah you've got lots of stuff you've got display boards you've got painting competitions you've got um you you, you've got companies exhibiting their latest products you've got um and you've got multiple chances to enter multiple different events now the heresy and the 40k gt were over two days and there are other events that were one day events like there was a night night duel which of of, of playing your knights and your titans against each other which was on the sunday there was uh, a necromunda one day there was a lord of the rings one day and it's sort of like okay if if you're gonna have multiple events with stuff like that it, that sounds cool but practically how many people have the opportunity to do more than one event when your big ones are two days yeah i mean if it'd been something like uh, what we're doing in the evening is we've got some another area and there'll be lots of demo games of different things and you can just go in and play those you know for a tenner i would great that's value i'd do that no problem but there was you know and, and if the food was reasonable you might have thought actually one good is i'm gonna stay here and have some have some dinner here and I'm going to swan around and I'm going to play some of these demo games and look at all the other things that are going on and it'd be cool. But there I think that. out of the two events, Blood and Glory had more going on mm. and was more like a convention than this was. I can't remember how much we paid for Blood and Glory. But I, but, I think we paid know, 40 but, quid a ticket. So Blood and Glory, Blood and Glory yeah. also had Games Workshop there doing... Uh, sort of a talk about upcoming shade spire yeah. stuff upcoming 40k stuff you know yeah. they were there um you know there, there wasn't there were events going on in the evenings the blood and glory model was a really good event yeah i mean yeah. this this Fair was enough. they charged this was all glam for the event or for the yeah. environment that you were playing in basically i mean the blood and glory had a great setting you know in yeah. that big hall which was really cool like you said, there was stuff going on. There was a great vibe, you know, because actually, do you know what? Having us separated off from other stuff was good, but also it did take away. It was actually quite nice looking at other games when we were doing, you know, walking yeah, we, blood and, yeah, blood and glory. We just sort of, yeah. when we'd finished, we just Swan went for a stroll around the room. Yeah. And, and had AOS cool. and 40k going yeah. on. And that was good. More, more but, tempting Graham over to the, to the AOS. Yeah. So it, here's my thing. If imagine, if you will, Alpharius is blood and glory and Keir Vallon and his guys are this particular GT organization. Alf, it absolutely did exactly the same as what happened in the game. It, Blood and Glory would murder this. It was so much better. Yeah. 
Um, I would. I would you know, I'm very much looking forward to going back to Blood and Glory this year. Yeah, it was um, one of the high points for us last year. I think. Last year, I, I'm really looking forward to going back this year. I, I'm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be really good. I. I mean, yeah, they charge when, when the tickets come round for Blood and Glory. When the tickets come round for the GT next time, uh, although it's an hour and forty minutes to me, and it's a, a lot easier, I'm probably not going to go. Not not without a new venue and significant yeah. changes to management. Yeah. I think I would save my money and go to one of the events in Eastbourne instead. Personally. Yeah, I'll go one of yes, go to one of Tom's events or yeah, or Southampton or somewhere like that. Confrontation yeah. or uh, yeah, yeah, I absolutely. You know, would not. I wouldn't bother with London again, personally, because I think you could, we'd get the we'd get better. We'd prefer those kinds of things. I mean, I liked the idea of this one because it was at the stadium because I thought that'd be really cool because I've not seen it and it yeah. was okay. But you know, that was that was once you were past the ten minutes of going, wow, this is really cool. It, the rest of it was was not good. Okay, so I think what we're saying in summary is we would not go back to the GT organ. We enjoyed we enjoyed our games. We enjoyed yes. our um um we enjoyed what Greg gave us. Yes. Um, but everything bar that, yeah, was a bit the, of a disappointment. The players were awesome, as always. Really great scene in Heresy. Just brilliant. The missions were really good. I really liked the missions we played. I thought they were excellent. Um, and they, they were good because they gave me something to think about and why I lost probably so much. And, you know, and I think Greg did an amazing job because yeah. you know, if you think about it, we were running Company of Legends with a third of the people and we had a support staff of three times what Greg had. You know, because it was like Greg, and I think uh, his name's Tom, isn't it? Came Tom, out. although we spent yesterday describing him, calling him Will. Yes. In the in Apologies. the earlier parts recorded. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Um, you know, and and that was it. Whereas we had, you know, a lot of people doing it, and you know, I don't know how well I would have been able to, you know, because people would be upset from a start off point, getting into that event and then seeing the tables, how close they were, and stuff like that. All of these things outside of Greer's control. And I think he did a phenomenal job. I think, you know, was it a perfect event? Um, that I think it was the perfect event that he could have run given the circumstances. Yes. If that makes yeah. any sense. I yeah. don't think it could have been run any better than it was run in the work nope. that Greg did. I'm completely truthful. So if you, you're listening out there, do not for one minute be put off by going to any events from the Imperial right. Truth because they, yeah. Greg organizes a superb event just that the, Conditions were really difficult and he coped with it so well. You know, I've got a huge amount of respect for him. I mean, I know people say I've got a bit of a bro bro crush on uh, Greg because I'm always saying we, how good he is. We like, you know, you know we love Greg. people who, who he does he, he does good events, he's good in the community, you know, yeah. he's super friendly at events to get, you know, if you've got yeah. a question, yeah. just go ask him. He's always got time for people. And when you're running an event for ninety people and yeah. still having all of that. So it's an incredible achievement. So you should be, you know, you should, shouldn't be. I hope he's having a nice rest today. So do I. So do I. So yeah. So in all in all, no to the GT and the way that it's currently organised. Um, but absolutely, always go to an Imperial Truth event. Yes, if you can. Definitely, definitely. And I and I know I know Blood and Glory charge four pound for water, but at least you can bring your own in. Yes, yes that's, that's exactly right. You know, nobody's going to search a bag and say, no, you can't bring that in, mate. Well, they searched our bags. They just didn't yeah. confiscate yeah. our food or water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, there. I think that's a fair summary, don't you? Yeah. And even yeah. though the bag search was like only a few seconds. 
Yeah. Uh, it was. It, it wasn't thorough. No, and, and I think also in that one, the heresy was just like, oh, you're doing heresy, right? come right through here, and it was just really quick. I think the, the people playing ARs and 40K had a bit of a longer wait because it was a bigger event. But, yeah, all in all, great stuff. From yep. the heresy point of view, I would, I'd have to be persuaded quite significantly to go back to a London GT-based event. And uh, has anyone heard anything from the GT organisers at all, Michael? Do you know or...? Or have well, they gone into hiding and some of them Guatemala? Some of them are claiming that apparently they were let down at the last minute by a terrain vendor. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, whilst others are saying, oh, this was always the plan. Um, <laughs> so so we know one half of that, one half are lying then. Um, yeah, somebody's wrong. I mean, if you think about it, that whole thing about being let down by a supplier, you know, we you checked... It's like going to Company of Legends and not having the tables. You know, you ordered those tables, you checked with them, you checked again to make sure they were going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what you need to do. Yeah, you, I've, you been, I've been let down by the venue. Together. I've been let down by the venue and they said, oh, yeah, we've got enough tables. And then when you turn up, oh, we don't have enough tables. Um, yeah. But we managed to, to adapt to that. Yeah. Um, and we, but yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like we check these things. We make sure that these things are happening. And, you know, you'd think that if you wanted scenery for, you know, 200 tables plus, which I think was what they had, um, you'd be thinking this needs to be being delivered. If the event's in May, this needs to be sorted and done and dusted and in a, and ready to be picked up in April, beginning of April at the latest. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we didn't organise it. We don't know what the ins and outs of it are, so we have to be slightly mindful of the fact that you know we know how difficult it is to organise events. So I'm, um, you know, don't want to be really, really critical, but whatever happened, things, thing, mistakes were made, and lessons were needed to be learned. I think if they could take this away and learn from it, I'll be that'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just look forward yeah. to blood and glory, and um, enjoy a good event ran by competent people who know what they're doing. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, shall we move on to whatever's next? Yeah, we've got Go two minutes. It. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, shall we go over what events we've got this time? Um, yeah. Yes. Now, as we mentioned, um, if we haven't mentioned an event, it's because it's either all sold out or the tickets aren't yet on sale. Um, as always, we keep a list of events on our website, so you can keep an eye on that if you want. Or there's also the UK Horus Heresy Events Group. Uh, links will be in the show notes, so um, keep an eye on those. If you want us to shout out your event, drop us a message on Facebook or email therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. So, um, right, so what we've got gaming-wise, the 16th of June, there's a Siege of Vultress, which is a Horus Heresy narrative weekender. That's down in Derby, um, which looks looks good. Tabletop banter are hosting that one. Um, it's at the new Boards and Swords uh, place down in Derby, but it's just cool. It's a lot. It's a it's it's a while. Um, I, I don't think I can do another one after. Um, plus, I think it's the same day as the yeah, it's the same day as Library Live, so I definitely can't do that one. No. Um, okay, so 30th of Ju- June, there is uh, Dauntless Few in Hull, uh, which is r- being run by Hull's Angels. So um, that oh, okay, I think they're I think they might actually be all full. Um, I think they were just limited to 14. Um, so yeah, they might be full, 
best to check i can't see anything on the on the page saying it but it's got 14 places in the 14 but places they run a good event apparently don't they hell's angels yeah 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 they yeah. do they do run it that, that's what um that's what our good friend adam, uh, adam tells us um who, yeah. who's down there um so yeah that, that's possibly something you can get get in on might want to check maybe you can't um there is the first of july there's the war of the roses at Holmfirth gaming center which me and graham are going to uh, as we said, we don't know which side we're representing because it's Yorkshire versus Lancashire and, you know, either way, we're, we're fighting for Southerners. I feel like we're kind of like mercenaries, really. Mercenaries. Yeah, yeah we can do that. We'll just, we'll just go with whatever side. Yeah. You know, whoever's going to pay us the most. I can't even remember how many points this event. I can't even remember how many points this is. I've, I've been so focused on 30k channel uh, and, and coming up with an interesting list for that. Um, well, let's have a look, quick look. Two, two and a half thousand points. That's, that's always a, that's always, no, that's, that's a tough that's one. No, brother. I, I always find two and a half thousand quite, quite tough. But. Do, do you have two and a half thousand points? I'll just drop a dreadnought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd probably take my ultramarines to that one because, uh, two and a half thousand is difficult. For me You're going to take the what? Ultramarines. Yeah. Okay. One. Yeah. Two yeah. and a half is difficult for my, uh, for my, um, Give them a run out. Uh, party yep. confrontation is on the, uh, 7th of July. I believe that still has some tickets left. Um, not many, um, but some. Um, the last thing I saw was 25th of May. So five days ago, four loyal and free heretic weekend of tickets left. So yeah. if you want to go to that, um, hot sadly, I'm, I know you can't, you're working because of, I know it's a real, yeah, retail is a, is a pain. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, you gotta work. Yeah, it's literally just down the road, isn't it? Oh, God. Is it? Yeah. It's like a 10 minute journey yeah, for me. It, it would have been a dream, but it's just one of those. Yeah. 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 One it's of those just, things for what you got to do. Um, okay. So 14th of July, there's an event, Rights of War in Curtin in Devon. So, um, that is being held at Curtin Games, uh, a war games and hobby superstore. Um, I've never heard of Curtin before, um, but then again, we're not down that end of the country. That is a 1,000 points uh, Zone Mortalis. It's, it's four games followed by 1,000 points, 1,500 points, and 2,000 points. So four games, small games. Um, okay. Pretty That's good. Quite cool yeah. And it looks like the 2,000 point games is actually a doubles. So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? A doubles, a doubles Zone Mortalis game. No, no, it's 2,000 points. It, there's just a 1,000 point zone mortalis. And then there's, uh, uh two single games, 1,000 points and one, one and a half thousand points. And then a 2,000 point, um, uh, yeah, you know, we could probably nick that for the, yeah. Um, to, 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 for an, un, an undisclosed event. Undisclosed mm. event. Yeah. Looks quite good. Um, and then we've got the Betrayal at Inculabra, a King Fluff event in <coughs> Staffordshire, um, which is on July 21st at Polesworth in Tamworth. Um, which again, they got, they got awesome, you know, um, swag. So that'd be a cool one to get one, possibly next year for a King Fluff event, I think. Um, then there's the Niblium Salvation, uh, which is Call to Arms 2. Uh, Tom Sargent is running that, uh, with the Eastbourne Elementals down in, uh, well, Eastbourne. So again, Eastbourne, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd love to get to that one, wouldn't you, Chris? But again, um, yeah, it's a, it's a weekend thing and, um, it's a yeah, fair journey. Yeah, it is that, but I need to um, message Tom. I think I had, I had, I've tried to get the time off that one just because it was a bit easier. And it'd be nice to see Tom again because I haven't seen him since. Um, 
comedy legend. So, um, but yeah, I to, I've, I've messaged him to say that I can't make it, unfortunately. Got yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's an interesting one. But they've got um, then there's on the 29th of July there is um, uh, betrayal at Arsis. I was trying to look at the event page for this, but this is the one that Chris mentioned with just Marines. Yeah, so it's um, starties only. It's a one day event. Um, I assume it's being held in the Warlord's regular hangout. Uh, King Queens. King Queens Pub, yeah, yep. just next King to the pub. Pavilion, which is very nice. Yeah. It's, a, it's a classic student pub, but it's a nice pub. Uh, then 15th of September is the Horus Heresy campaign weekend at Warhammer World. No tickets on sale for that yet. 28th of September, sadly sold out, is Company of Legends Specials Ops uh, in Durham. And 2nd oh, of November... We missed, we've missed one Sorry. Have we? There's a there's that Shadow Wars event that um Crusade and Heresy are going. Tom Tom Power Dues. I haven't put it on the thing yet. Oh, is Forgot it not? Have I missed that? Ooh. It's in August. August, what date? We'll put the details up. But this is a, an interesting format. I'm just looking at trying to get the event pack now. Um but we'll put some more details on the on the web page. Yeah, we'll but, put um it. it's like a you know, like I can't remember the game exactly. Kill team, was it? You know where you have like a small yeah. squad. Oh Shadow like Wars, yeah, Shadow Wars. Uh, yeah, Shadow Wars Armageddon. Yeah, but they're doing a heresy version of that. Oh, so yeah, I've seen be... that. I've seen the, the the rules that people have come have come up yeah. for that one. That that looks quite interesting. It does doesn't it? Yeah. So um, interesting. Oh, okay, we, I will, you know, I, will I will find the details for it and I will throw it in at the end of this. Sure. In in a, in a separate oh, cool. slightly edition. Okay, and then we've got twenty second of November. Um, I think the dates are pretty much confirmed now. They're just waiting for proper news on tickets and stuff. Um, is Blood and Glory at Derby. Um, so, um, we might have some news on that one next time. Um, so listen out for that. Uh, okay. So on to the other events, non-gaming events. Um, you've got 9th of June. You've got the Warhammer weekend in Texas at, uh, which we spoke about in the, in the state of the union section. 16th of July, Black Library Live. We've spoken about that. 15th of July, Forge World and Specialist Games Open Day at Warhammer World. Spoke about that. Then the 18th and the 19th of August is the Warhammer Fest in Europe. Um, Dusseldorf. We can't go to, sadly. Well, I yes, can't go to. Looks sounds good. really cool. Could be good. But they'll probably do everything in German. Well, yeah, probably would do anything in German, I, I would imagine. Because Germany is a big market. Um, 22nd... Well, I don't know. Most Germans speak English, though. I'm, I'm part German, so I should speak German fine, but I don't. Because <laughs> um, I'm lazy. Um, 22nd of September is the Autumn Open Day at Warhammer World, so hopefully some heresy reveals there. Uh, 27th to the 28th of October is Warhammer Expo at Tex in Texas. Um, so that's the, um, the, the, so they're having two events in Texas this year. That's quite good yeah. of them, isn't it? And then the 24th and... Make use of the venue, I suppose. Why not? Yeah. Uh, 24th and, well, I think this, this, the, the, the Warhammer Expo is actually in a separate venue. So they've already had to hire okay. out two separate venues in the area, even though they're opening up this, this cafe thing. And then, um, 24th and 25th of November is the Warhammer 40k open day at Warhammer World, where again, we've had traditionally some heresy stuff shown off. And that's it for events. So I will throw in right now this bit about the Shadow Wars event. 
Okay, here is the uh, promised addendum to the events. We actually managed to miss off two events, so I'm not quite sure how we've managed that, but I'll do them in date order. The first one is 11th of August. It's the Radiance of the Dead Crown, which is a event uh, being held by Greetings from the Warp down in Wellingborough. Um, it's a narrative event, 3,000 point armies, great terrain, great venue, as they put it. Um, and uh, this is the one where people were talking about they had uh, the uh, Dawn's Kitchen and Raj of Horus. So they, so they do some excellent food, I'm told. £35 for the whole weekend. Um, so, yeah, it, it looks quite good. Um, so that's tempting. I, I don't think I could afford it, but tempting. Uh, OK, so the second one is the well the one we mentioned the the age of the crusade and heresy are doing an age of darkness shadow wars campaign shadow wars is the uh, shadow wars armageddon campaign using the uh the um unofficial age of darkness expansion that uh that's been written for that that's on saturday august 18th and that is um using the resurrection format which i've no idea uh <laughs> and that is being held at warhammer world uh from 10 till 6 so uh crusade and heresy uh the guys down there the guys in that group do do particularly good good events so um if you're interested in shadow wars armageddon get yourself along and give it a go and that's all the event addendums <laughs> So that uh, brings us to the end of the show uh, this week. Uh, lots of stuff we've talked about, let's say, as normal. Um, interesting times ahead, and uh, I hope we enjoyed the show and uh, the stuff that we put out there, particularly the uh, review we had of the heresy event that we went to. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, um, it would be really great to hear from you because we really value this feedback, and we've had some brilliant feedback um, from, from people all over the world, including the death threats to Michael. Um, oh, they so were for all of us. They were, well, Chris wasn't on the team at the time, so. Oh, you didn't mention that. I, I joined, heard of this. Hang on, hang on. I joined the team and the death threats went down. <laughs> I find that very hard to believe. <laughs> I didn't know that I also was on the hit list and I've been speaking to Australians. So, um, But yeah, please do leave us some reviews because we, you know, we kind of get better and we kind of get better if you give us some feedback. So, um, you know, put some stuff on iTunes. Um, we, Facebook page, we answer the questions really quickly. Um, message us directly and we'll get back to you straight away we've got a twitter account we've got instagram so you can leave comments on those we've got a youtube thing all the links that you need to leave us feedback in any one of these many social media things um, is in the show notes so you should go find them there if you would prefer to get in contact with us directly via the um the medium of email um email us directly at the rush at edgeofempires.co.uk and uh, also if you want to help the show out a little bit um, and but we can one day afford a cup of coffee between the three of us. Um, we've got an affiliate link with uh, Audible, so I think we get point zero point four of a pence um, per person that signs up for them. And uh, obviously, Audible, as you as you know, now got the Black Library books on there, including the um, Horus Heresy ones, which is really cool. So you can listen to those there, and it's only a mere seven ninety nine a month, which is no bad thing. Same as three cups of coffee in London. So. Um, it, the other thing, by the way, you can help us out is you can uh, go to our website, and if you are getting some stuff for your army, some paints or whatever, um, click on the Element Games link because we also get a little bit of um, money returned to our coffers uh, from that. So that cup of coffee looks even more likely. So if you are thinking about spending about £4,000 on stuff, um, go to Element Games. We'd love you for that. But in all seriousness, 
please do leave us some feedback because you know we really do value it. So with that in mind, I think that's pretty much it for this month's um, digest of all things heresy. Um, so it leaves me to say a very good good night or good morning or good afternoon in uh, uh, Truman Show style to those listening. So it's a goodbye from me. And uh, good night and good afternoon, good morning from me. All right. Night-night. Well, good morning. Night-night. Well, afternoon. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>